Bam. We're live. Welcome We're to live! <laughs> We're back! Already episode 212, back after a one-week vacation in popular demand. Woo! Hey, everybody. No sponsor this week, so uh, go check out Patreon. You'll get Painkiller Nearly. You'll get all sorts of awesome and fun stuff. You can see it on the page, link in the description, and you get to see the show early, yeah. which is probably one of the most we, popular things. We, 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 had, we hadn't taken a break like that in quite some time, so when we got together yesterday and did uh, Painkiller Nearly, I, I, it was good to hear from you. It had been a little yeah. while. Yeah! Dude, like, I, you were sick, and I was out of town, and, it, like, we just, like, yeah. normally, if people don't know, Kyle and I talk couple times a week i don't know three five something like that and yeah. uh and then we had gone like 10 days without talking or something i was like oh how are you you good yeah it i like your relationship to go that long it did it did <laughs> I, I felt a little shaky to be honest i i there, there there's this 40 something year old guy at the bakery down the road who's got a lot of potential and I started having feelings for him a little bit. You know? Being away from Woody. I was like, oh, look, here's an older man who, who could be a friend. I, he could be my, my, my older man friend. But my back was good now. I feel like oh. now, that our, now that our relationship I has been... I think that's bullshit. We were not on a break. <laughs> exactly. But, but, you know, I, I, the heart wants what it wants. So, But we're uh, back together now and, and stronger than ever. So. Kyle's just not cut out for monogamy. Uh, no. no. <laughs> only uh, with my older, my, my only with my older man friends. Dude, can, I want to brag for a second, and and we're doing game talk, I guess later. But Woodycraft broke three thousand users today, and I am <clears throat> fucking psyched about it. Like it's, it's, it's awesome. It's, I uh, I wasn't sure it would ever happen. Like like uh, to, to give numbers, we hit two thousand three hundred people. Like. I don't know, something like nine months ago. I'm just guessing. And uh, and it was awesome, and it was a high, and it was fantastic. And then this summer, Mojang messed with server owners and started attacking them and stuff. And like we weren't sure how much to like how much time and money, and frankly, to, to invest in Woodycraft. And, uh, and then this summer wasn't our best summer. It wasn't bad by any means, but uh, you know, I felt like we lost our, our groove. Come fall, we have been kicking ass since fall you know immediately the players were happy and then it just started growing and growing and and then we broke our 2390 record and then 2400 became normal and then 2500 became normal and then like 2800 is a number we hit like five days in a row and today we broke 3000 people on woodycraft which yeah. is like if you're not familiar with minecraft servers that is a big number that there aren't many 3000 server 3000 does user that mean servers. that 3000 people like are subscribed for Woodycraft or 3,000 people were all playing at once? The latter. Yeah. We had 3,000 wow. people all on at the same time. As a matter of fact, we took a screenshot. You guys can see it. We had 3,012 people on at the same time. Here. I wonder how many people are playing COD 4 on Xbox, 3, on, on Xbox right now. <laughs> Nobody, because it's ruined. It's ruined and awful now. I, there are more people playing Woodycraft now than there are playing Call of Duty 4, I'd wager. Uh, that's wow. I like to that's think wonderful. that's true. We well, should pick that I saw your tweet about it, and I opened the little link, and you're like, this is a big day. And I had no idea what it meant. I was like, <laughs> Minecraft, yay, Minecraft Woody. Like, <laughs> well, thank you for <laughs> no your support. Idea. But no, it's... um. It really is a significant accomplishment. And the, and the server did well, and it, I was... Uh, it was... Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of out of words. It was a... a, a big deal i did not know like i remember i was telling jackie like at the end of 2013 like i'm pretty sure we'll have a good 2014 but i have no idea what 2015 is going to bring us you know minecraft could be done by then 
And then here we are on January 2nd, 2015, breaking user records. And uh, What were you at the end of 2013? Uh, 2013, I mean, probably we were like 1,800, something like that. So, yeah. you know, something uh, like that. Maybe 1,600. You've hit your tipping point. You're tipping up. That's a book that people read, right? I didn't even know that. <laughs> no one reads that Do book. Do boys read this book? I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, I, I just... I, you know, I'm torn because on one hand, I know there is a uh, a section of my fan base who um, doesn't want to hear Minecraft talk at all. On another hand, it's a big part of my freaking life, and I'm on a high because I broke a record today for for me and and uh, and, and my team. So uh, an amazing thing happened. I haven't even checked sales numbers, but but like you know, profits will take care of themselves. You know, if the if the players are happy and the players are coming, everything is great and. Uh, that's um it's very exciting to see records breaking and falling at woodycraft.net anyway yeah, well that's worth great, no I'm sleep for you. what did you say Chiz? well worth no sleep <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i hear that i hear that speaking of Chiz, Chiz is our guest tonight i know everyone's you. overjoyed no one will dislike it <laughs> because of that <laughs> <laughs> you can boo right now. I love, I think, so, there's a, there's a, so there's um, there are two vocal uh, minorities. One of them that loves Chiz, and one of them that hates Chiz. I don't know what the the other eighty percent of the the fan base feels, but there are ten percent of those people out there that hate you and your smug fucking hat and the way you look down your nose at them <laughs> like some elitist pig. And then there's 10% of them out there who love fucking Chiz, and he's like super lefty. He's insightful, but he's not egotistical or rude, and he gets along with the guys, and they all seem to be on the same wavelength. Both of those come out. Both of those feelings come out of our fan base, and then there's, I don't know what the other 80% feel, but both of those things exist, and they're very... Uh, uh, it's awesome. They're going to go to war one day. That's yeah, I wish they would fight to the death. They would be awesome. Yeah, welcome to the show. It's always good to have... <laughs> Dr. Chiz on Dude, the if we Always ever do a paintball here. event, we're going to do Chiz fans and Chiz haters on either side. Go. <laughs> be awesome. No, we have to do we have to do Chiz versus Chiz haters just to let them get all that out. Just the cathartic release of hatred That's and then they'll be alright. He's not too bad. Chiz, I'll fight by your side. You and I, fully auto markers. Endless I'm so fucking down. I don't care how many times you shoot me. You're a hater? I'm going to spray you. Arm no. out. None of that shit. Yeah. Here's what we'll do. You'll pay $5 to shoot Chiz with my uh, my Tiberius paintball rifle, <laughs> and uh, you get you get like five bullets for five dollars, and it'll go to like to charity or something like that. Charity, dude, that charity, charity, no, not charity. Some what of it should go to kids and me. What if what if half the money went to charity? What if it, what if we put half the money into like those paintball wheelchair people, uh, put it into their fund, and then Fuck that, that. Way... what have charities ever done for us? The creatures what did a live getting? stream. And they donated 20% of the money to charity. I think that they set the standard. All right, a dollar. <laughs> One out of every... <laughs> Yeah, right. Every time you get five bucks, Chisel split it 80-20 his way. Dude, that rifle hurts so fucking much. It shoots It shoots these, um, these rifled paintball pellets, these first mm -hmm. strike rounds, really fucking hard. And... Uh, they're very accurate, and they hurt like a motherfucker. I shot a. I remember I shot a kid a few years ago, and it, it drew blood like it was, it was pouring down his. How you shot I did all of any... us lined up in a oh, row that's of five. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you. In the video, like that was my go-to to convince people that I actually knew you, and I'd be standing out there like that's me right there. And listen, and you'd be like, I'm going to shoot Mirga Durga in the hand. 
and then you shot me in the hand, and it gashed my hand open. That thing sucks. That's a terrible, terrible gun to use on children. It's great. When you pull that, so the, the the people from Tiberius were really cool with me. They sent me two rifles and two of their pistols, and that stuff's not cheap. And um, the pistols, I was impressed with more than anything. It, it they shoot the first strike round semi-automatically with like a seven or ten round capacity, something like that. And I was playing on that what that that big paintball field that was just nothing but cars, and I ran out of paintballs with my uh, my you know I my, I was completely out, and all I had was this pistol. And I was like, I don't even know if this fucking thing works. And I saw a guy that was pretty far away. And I was like, all right, well, this will be like a practice shot, I guess. And I aimed kind of at him and aimed maybe a, maybe two feet above his head. And I squeezed the trigger. And I see this thing come out like a fucking bullet. And it's just, it's just, <laughs> pow. And it hits him in the side of the fucking head. And he's out. And I'm just like, holy shit. I killed, I got like two, or, I got three total kills with one magazine. There was thing. a guy who did that exclusively, right? Remember he was yeah. like an assassin. He dressed in all black, put a GoPro on his head. And he'd like crawl around and pop people like that. Yeah, he's a Latino guy. He didn't even have yeah, the yeah. Tiberius one, though. He just had regular paintball. Yeah, he had the Tipman one. Yeah, oh, did he? Made... Yeah. Dude, that guy was really... It was funny. Like, So so getting free paint yeah, is a big... Yeah, like the Tipman. Oh. And Kyle, you're breaking up for me. I'm sorry to talk over you. But um, uh, <laughs> you're good now. Anyway, yeah, getting free paint is a big deal in paintball because it's expensive. You can go through like $80 or $150 worth of paint in a weekend if you're active. But this guy, because he did these like one-shot things, a case would last him all summer. <laughs> yeah, man. Pump is the way to go if you're playing on a budget. Oh, he had Maybe pistols. He had these little semi-auto pistols that like had the little magazines in them. Akimbo. He'd crawl around. Oh. Akimbo. And he uh, he had, he was all GoPro'd up. He's got videos. I wish I remembered his YouTube channel, but you know he pops yeah. up and gets kills on people with these two pistols, and it's pretty entertaining the way he plays. Yeah. Yeah. To be I, fair, though, he was getting lit the fuck up a lot more than he was getting really sweet pistol kills. Well, that's Just what editing is for. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> Some of his peers didn't like that. It's, apparently, he was successful on YouTube. This is like two years ago. I don't know if he's still doing well, but uh, his friends, you know, the other people were like, you know, he edits out all the bad stuff, and I'm like, yeah, that's par for the course. <laughs> yeah. Like, who wants to see that? Uh, yeah. he, that that five minutes of awesome stuff is why you play all day at paintball. I I really uh, I'm really looking forward to doing some paintballing again. I really, I, yeah, I, I, do I haven't that. gone in a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, it's been several years. Do we want to dive straight into the lists? The lists. The lists. Let's do it. List. Yes. So okay. Chiz came up with a homework assignment for us about four minutes before the show, <laughs> and said. Uh, that we should come up with a list of our top five favorite TV shows, movies, and I think we changed the games thing, and we're going to do the top five most disappointing games, because between <laughs> the four of us, we could hardly come up with five good games that we enjoyed. Uh, or I guess between the three of them, because I really don't play that. Are we aging? But, uh, what do you guys want to start with, why? TVs or movies? Uh, I say TV shows first. TV? That's yeah. solid. And when you go through uh, list? you a... Uh, <laughs> Let, let's each let's each kind of give our number one TV show because I'm sure we all have it at least a number one. Uh, yeah. You don't want to do that. You want to get full lists. Tell me how you want to do it. I'm happy. Yeah, let's I, do I, it. Let's I, do full lists. I thought we do by a person, so then we can critique and make fun of like choices. I cool. thought we do a that quick idea. pitch, like an we, elevator pitch for why this show should make the consolidated top five list. That was mm -hmm. my do thought it. on it. All right. Start all right. Us off. Uh, first one for me, uh, these are not in any order. This is, you know, like, uh, you know, the Academy Award prize style. Walking Dead, 
Walking Dead, uh, season one was amazing, and then the show kind of slipped, right? Season two sucks, season three might have been worse, it got to be all we hated that blonde chick. This <laughs> season, or half season of Walking Dead that just came out, was amazing. Every freaking show was as good as a first or last episode in previous seasons. Walking Dead stepped it up at a level that they've never done before, and it made my top five list. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was good. I, I feel like they did their typical thing where there's maybe... Out of the 10, three or four amazing shows and a couple of sleepers, but I still like Game of Thrones. Uh, House of Cards, without a doubt. Um, there isn't a drama out there that is any better. And How I Met Your Mother. Uh, I don't know how many people will have this on their list, but How I Met Your Mother had their season finale. I think it was 2014. And uh, I thought the ending was brave. That uh, it... it they didn't just Brave. say, yeah, it, it, not everyone had like a, a happily ever after story. And, um, you know, typically on a talk show, like I don't remember how Friends ended, but I'm sure it wasn't with characters dying and fucking like, <laughs> you know, like serious, painful hardships in their life. But in How Ross I Met Your Rachel Mother, got together. what's that? Ross and Rachel got together. Yeah, of course they did, right? You know, Ross and Rachel get together oh, and they oh, live happily ever you after. Scamp. <laughs> so, but How I Met Your Mother, you know, people died. Uh, the main characters that were in love divorced and like an ugly, messy life happened. And, you know, in the end, they were, you know, it was just like, this is the life we lived. This is how you got here. And I thought it was a brave choice and it made my list. Bam. Okay. That really just makes Bob Saget a dick for making his kids sit down for nine years to listen to a sad story. Puffs constantly getting not in that show. Well, he's a horrible comedian, so he's a horrible storyteller as well. Yes. Where's Bob Saget coming from? He's the he's guy. The, he, uh, the main character grows oh. into Bob Saget later yeah. in life, and then narrates his oh, narrative. Silly life. me. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, what was the end of that show? I stopped watching early because it's awful. Do you want me to spoil it? Yes, yeah. by all means. Okay. Uh, there's a character named Robin and Barney that fall in love and get married, and they get divorced. Uh, there's another character, Ted, the How I Met Your Mother person, the mother they've been talking about all this time. He meets her in the last season, and she dies. But she does have two kids. And then um, I mentioned Bar <laughs> Barney and Robin earlier. Robin marries Ted, and they live sort of heavily after, happily ever after. And um, it was, and then Barney, who's divorced, um, I forget exactly what his story is, but basically he so, just goes on, sort of, you know, so life goes on. That's uh, Neil Patrick Harris, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Forgive and what me, happened but, to a uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall guy in the end? They uh, stayed Jason Siegel. Yeah, yeah. So he, he and his wife had a happy marriage throughout the whole thing. He, just... Doesn't he marry the flute and her pussy girl from yep. American Pie? Uh, yeah, yeah. Hannigan? Oh. They were married before this <laughs> season. Like, in season one, those guys were already yeah, married. Yeah, they've always been together. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but, but explain this to me. Like, if the show's called How I Met Your Mother, right? Uh-huh. And he doesn't actually meet the mother until the last season. What was the point of, of all that other bullshit that he told her? He just wanted to, to tell shoehorn her he... in a lot of bad jokes. <laughs> Not he just, that shit he just wanted his kids to know how many women he fucked before he met their mother. <laughs> Let me that's, tell you, before yeah, I got yeah, with your mother and up. she died, I had a great time. <laughs> but not as funny. <laughs> uh, so, so my top five shows. Uh, I don't know if I have five here. Um, I'd like to say Walking Dead, but they really lost me. They actually like turned me off to them. And somehow. you didn't listen yeah. to season. You didn't do the season, did you? Didn't watch it. I bet it is. I got so many tweets telling me to give another try. 
Go ahead, Karen. Uh, I, in, sorry, go on. I'll save it up. I'm just not interested right now. Um, so, so here in mind, I, I love Game of Thrones. Nothing gets me as pumped. I'm, I'm, I watch Game of Thrones when it comes out. I'm on HBO Go hitting refresh, wanting mm-hmm. it as soon as I can get mm-hmm. it. Nothing else does that to me, um, and it does that to me in the same way. Um, I really like True Detective. I know that Woody didn't like it, but uh, it was an HBO miniseries, like ten episodes. Woody Harrelson and uh, Matthew nice McConaughey, uh, and I thought it was really good. There, there are two detectives in Louisiana. It goes back and forth through uh, like two or three different time periods in their lives, so they're aging char- characters uh, and de-aging them. So you get to see, you know, they put the makeup and make McConaughey look really good, and then. They make him looking worse than he actually does in real life. Pretty bad, I guess. Like, it's that cool. show is excellent. It's excellent, and they're de- they're cops who are after this like um, <clears throat> this child sex group that's like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A cult. Some like a, they're, they're sort of a, a an occult uh, thing going on. That's why I didn't like it. Rape. Everyone paints the pedophiles as bad guys in all these shows. I don't think they ever look <laughs> at it from no, the other side. No empathetic pedophiles on TV, you know. <laughs> never a character where it's like, oh, he just kind of you know felt up that six year old, but you know he also gave a big bag of great value cereal to the homeless guy. So <laughs> yeah. They- um. <laughs> After that, I, I got to give it to House of Cards. I think House of Cards uh, started season two off with a bang. You know, they immediately killed off what was many people's favorite character. Uh, you know, if if you're not going to be a character of Francis, then you're a, then if you're not going to be a fan of Francis, then you're going to be uh, a fan of well the character. I won't spoil it, but you know the character who dies in the first or second episode uh, of this season. I thought it was great, and I like how they innovate. I I like the. I like that he's looking at the camera talking. I like that the story's moving along quickly, that he's already made his rise to power, and I'm excited about season three in February. Dude, I got a quick thing um, about I House liked of Cards. how he killed character. It was so out of nowhere how so he killed the character. Like, boom. Yeah. But it was just like, you, you think that they're on a hunch and they're going to finally figure out uh, Underwood and be like, oh, we're going we're gonna to kind of get under this guy's skin and figure out his tricks, and then just BAM! So he said zero. Back at the start of 2014, I was more active on the PKA subreddit, and um, this guy was, like, giving me a hard time, and I banned him from the subreddit. And uh, the mods were like, they never backed me. They were they were like, you know, did this guy really warrant, uh, you know, banning? Is what he said so bad? And I'm like, yeah, man, look at his history. Everything he says is negative, and he ruined House of Cards for me. And they're like, what? He spoiled House of Cards? What did he say? And I'm like, he said the character was murdered. Oh, well, fuck him. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so he stayed there. Yeah, that's one show I don't want to ruin for everyone and then say not to listen to 30 seconds ago. I'll let you guys enjoy that one on your own. And House of Cards gets another leg up on the list. Like, if I could make them tied with my second favorite show, I probably would, just because you get the entire season the same day. And I sat there and I watched, the, I watched like six episodes. I watched it in like two parts, you know, like the first night I crammed six episodes and the second night I did, I did the same and I had the whole season down and it was great. I love doing that. Just mass absorbing house a, of cards. Dude, think about mm-hmm. like, so on a, on a, at its peak time, Netflix is like a third of all internet traffic. Imagine how much internet traffic is just house of cards. Like when that show drops, it could be 20 or 30. 25% of all the internet traffic on the planet. <laughs> yeah, that's ludicrous. Yeah. I almost don't like how they released it all at once, though, because, like, 
I know if Game of Thrones did that, I would be waiting for the next season 14 hours after they released the <laughs> initial season. Like, you ha- yes. I, I need it spaced out. Like, I forced myself to wait a few days between House it's, of Cards. I wish, I wish Game of Thrones did two seasons a year. I wish they did. I wish they broke it up like Walking Dead. It's just too high budget. Like, they would drop in quality but so drastically. But it would drastic. be five episodes and then five episodes. It wouldn't be yeah. ten and ten. You prefer that? I hate mid-season finales. Horrible. I'll take eight and eight. Fuck Star Trek for doing that. And my next one is, uh, I know Woody doesn't like it. I like House of, I like, excuse me, uh, Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. I think it's super high budget. I think they tied up the last season pretty well. Um, the, the only thing that made the last season not so great is because, because the story is about historical figures, their actual deaths and their downfalls are recorded. That's in, that's, you know, that's history. You can't change that. And the show had some fictitious tales in the earlier seasons that seemed in which the characters seemingly were in much more trouble than what actually became their downfall, if that makes sense. Mm. It's, it's because these were real-life historical figures, like Al Capone, you know, the IRS got him. Well, Al Capone has gotten out of some crazier shit than the IRS in his past. You know, in the past, you know, just, why didn't you just right. kill them all? Why didn't they just send, like, 15 gangsters in there with machine guns like they... Like they did in the previous seasons, like because he was a lunatic with neural syphilis. Like he, he didn't was. even know yeah. later in life. That's that's very true. But in the show, he in in the show he was getting pretty crazy in the last season. I liked the last season of um, Boardwalk Empire. I watched it about a month ago. I thought it was still pretty good. Uh, it's in my top five. I don't know what my fifth show is though. Uh, we can come with, up with that communal. Nah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Matter. I don't right, keep going. Cheers. Uh, do you have a list? Yeah, I'll go real quick, though, because it's all repeats for the most part. Uh, House of Cards is easily number one for me. I love that show. It's number two behind Breaking Bad as all-time's best shows. I think Breaking the Fourth Wall and Kevin Spacey's acting and the writing in general is remarkable. They just get shit done. Like the the death scene that happens, I think, in the very first episode of season two. So they don't – there's no bullshitting in that show. They move pretty damn quick for like 12 uh, episodes of television. Uh, number two is The Blacklist. That is a hidden gem great show. It's a CNBC show, I think, but it's on Netflix. And it is really good. The guy who's voicing Age of Ultron is the main character in it. It's a, it's a CIA show with a, uh, a, a defector, essentially, with all of this knowledge. It's a really good show. I always recommend it. Uh, three, I'll give Game of Thrones. I started it this year. I do like Game of Thrones. It's not it's in my top five shows of all time, but it kind of has duds and it doesn't move as quick as I would like. I'll, I'll say that. But Game of Thrones number three. And four I'm gonna pick Supernatural. Even though I haven't seen the season of this year, I am up to season seven of this year, and I don't care what Kyle says, I think the show is great. I don't mind that the Leviathans, I've just gotten to those. They do some animation on Leviathans. Okay? They're, not, they're, they're not just different colored contacts. They're based. Dude, that was so lame. They look like the Langoliers. <laughs> yes, they look like Langoliers. Yes, exactly. The fucking Chompers. The Langoliers was a TV show. Was a TV it was a movie. series from. Okay, well, was a Stephen King TV movie 
from like 25 years ago, and seemingly the special effects haven't moved up at all. Their, their whole head turns into Pac-Man and opens, and they're just like, Argh! It's and one of those like, Mario chomp ball things is what they got yeah. going on there. Yeah, like the Venus Dude, I watched eight minutes Mario. of the first episode of that before I realized it was half-past retarded. That show <laughs> is nice. bad. No, it is great. I love all the references. I love all the references and the lore of all the biblical stuff. Um... Pop culture references are great too. Dean always pulls those out of his ass. I think it's a great show. You know, to go ten seasons, pretty good. That says something. All know? right, Taylor, I, I, are you done? I'm done. I don't have a fifth one. Taylor, go. All right. So, so I did a little more, a little extra credit for my assignment. Oh fuck And off. came up with oh, the yeah. worst. Oh my and god, this is why no one likes you. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> so, number one, Game of Thrones, obviously. Uh, two, I put Parks and Rec. Because I know it's weird to mix comedy mm. in with that, but I think mm. that show is fucking hysterical. I love Very every good. character. I don't dislike anyone. It's just it's just a good show. Like you watch it and you you're not like uproariously laughing the whole time unless Andy's on the screen, but mm. you feel good. Like it's a feel good show. I agree. You know? I'm giving like, that one my fifth call. And giggle. Yeah. Same yeah, here. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, True Detective. Great, excellent show. Just not going to rehash over that. House of Cards is my four, and then five was another one uh, that I kind of had tied. Between Silicon Valley and Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's this show where Killian, Cillian Murphy, uh, he's the main character, and he's like a mobster in uh, Great Britain in the 1920s or something. And he's kind of his family's just kind of getting into mischief and doing shit. It's a very, very good show. I recommend watching. I don't want to give away right. too much. Really, uh, Silicon Valley. Valley. Yeah, Silicon Valley is hysterical. It's on HBO. Uh, it's about a bunch of socially awkward dudes who are trying to start up a business, and it's it's just really great. It's another feel-good show that I enjoy. So uh, I've, I've been tallying up the votes. Um, Game of Thrones good. and House of Cards each got four votes. Parks and Rex out of the blue got three when when we all jumped <laughs> on. Uh, and those were the only sh- oh, oh I'm sorry. And True Detective got two votes. So that's so that's, four. that's coming up. And uh, then, the worst one. And oh, I'm sorry. Continue. Fifth is a tie between every other show we've mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> they all had one vote. We all got uh, one in there. The the one that I said for worst, and this isn't the worst show out there. It was just the biggest, most noticeable drop off from the previous season, and that was Archer Vice. Archer Vice was not a tenth as good as previous seasons of that show. Like is that it, the they cartoon? just grilled Archer... that ham as coke. Yeah. That's the cartoon, right? I watched Archer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they called mm-hmm. this season like Archer Vice and they were trying to make jokes about, you know, that show. And it was just so much rehashing of shitty jokes of Pam being a coke addict, like, oh look at Pam, she's not funny, you know, tattooed beaten up dudes anymore. She's just does coke. Is there a joke to it? No. She just does coke in well, every episode. All that coke. <laughs> yeah, I know, but how many episodes can you drill into the ground where she's just like, Ah, I just oh, see, give me the coke. See, see, this is the beauty of that show. If something happens in season one, it is forever going to affect the characters. It's like real life. They go so far. For example, like in Family Guy, in, in one skit, Meg will get like sucked off into space. Like Family Guy might be, should be in the top five, honestly. They're, they were excellent. Uh, Meg will get sucked off and she'll die in a skit. But in the next skit, she's back alive. So there's no, you know, there's no... Continuity. Continuity there. No, but, in, but in Archer... It's it's there's more continuity in Archer than in any uh, any show, show really. Like, Lana uh, is always car- using the same weapons. 
if Archer gets a tattoo, he's just got a tattoo from now, from now on. It says Seamus. Yeah, the, the uh, Seamus one, and yeah, that's that's <laughs> funny, but it just it just didn't make me laugh the, reason, the way previous seasons did. I understand. I didn't think it was a funny joke, but I can appreciate that they were like, no, if they have like an unlimited supply of cocaine virtually. Pam is a cokehead. So she's gonna be doing coke all the time now. <laughs> like it's just a given. That's just that's just what Pam would do. Um, I like yeah, it a lot. It, 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 it was a drop off. There were a few episodes I didn't like as much. Um, but but I thought it. Yeah. Okay. I'll, oh, I'll here's one for you. It wasn't as good, but but that's not saying too much because it's 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 ordinarily very good. I like it a lot, and I I enjoyed the last season, but I will agree it maybe wasn't as good as the previous season. If yeah. we're gonna name and one it, bad show of the year with it, I'm gonna put my hat in for South Park easily. South Park, yeah. Big letdown. Huge. I was very there were a couple. Good, there were a few good. I thought they were more good than bad, but I did not. It was the finale was those last two episodes were so lackluster and just not funny. There was maybe one good episode I enjoyed. Like Which I don't even watch. I don't even remember. Like that's how unnotable it was. Like I don't even watch the episodes with Timmy and uh, Jimmy. You know what I want to put? If the, if I have a, I'm gonna get hated on for this. But <laughs> if there's a show that I feel like has fallen off this season and just didn't really bring it, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It, I love that show. I love the characters. I actually like the actors that play the characters and want good for the, things for them to happen in life. But when I look at the last season. I. I feel like maybe two or three of them hit it, and the rest were strikes. No, I, I can agree with you there. Yeah, I, I don't think it wasn't as good as much as Archer. Like I think Archer's dive was just awful. Hmm. But Sonny, like, I still got a laugh from most of the episodes, but it was far and away the weakest season they've released so far. Yeah, I've seen season nine three times. It gets better each time, but it definitely doesn't hit yeah. with the same gravita- gravitas as the other seasons. If the show got worse. Or if it has to keep getting better to maintain the same you know thing that they had before, like like the, the reason I say this is because I'm gonna put myself on the main camera now, so enjoy my unicorn horn between my eyes. Keep me humble. I'd rub my dick on it. It's cool. <laughs> I don't want to go up to all. God, fuck. So like all week long, I'm fine, and then. Today I have a live stream for Woodycraft.net event, best server in the multiverse, and I've got PKA. And I get this. Yeah, that is a nasty zit. I thought that someone just popped you in the forehead with a ball peen yeah. hammer and you yeah. came uh-huh. in and you should have lied and said you got into a scrap at like some tractor off or something. It reminded me of the episode of It's Always Sunny when Charlie has the date, but he's been stung by the hornet. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it looks like a hornet sting. I, I, now I think it's actually not this bad in real life. Like I did a video about career choices or something, and I was all gray, and and as I was like, I need to step up my like color. Like I could go darker and have it. It still oh. shows. I don't know. I'm gonna crank just, it up. Right? Just just tell people you're you're. Oh, there you go. There you, go. <laughs> you can see it now. I I don't even know. Yeah, you look like, like a Hindu. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I can get behind you on the Sunny thing. So I don't think I think anybody who's watched every season of Sunny is gonna agree with you that this was the weakest. Like you're not saying it was bad. Like it wasn't yeah, bad. It's it just not as good as it could have been. Not up to snuff. But I had a, what, what were we just talking about before I took the camera? What you were saying? Did it? Did does it have to keep ratching it up? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because fall off. I feel like I've watched many a YouTuber who will just like keep doing their same thing, right? Like like I'm going to call out the future. Sometime in 2015 or 16, P- 
PewDiePie won't be as popular as he once was. Just like the Titans before him, right? Like Jenna Marbles makes great videos. They're every bit as great as they were 18 months ago. But perhaps you've seen it before, you know? Ray William Johnson. At the end of Ray William Johnson's run, you know, before he decided to, like, I guess, stop doing that, it wasn't like he stopped learning how to do it or, or that his production value fell or that the skits became less funny. It's just that you'd seen it a hundred times and you were finished. Mm-hmm. Did that happen with Always Sunny? You know, with Always Sunny, did is last season just as good as season three, but we're, like, requiring constant raising no. of the bar? Just no. It's one of my favorite seasons. I binge-watched oh, the randomly. whole thing from start to end, and I don't expect it to, like, ratchet up. It kind of just goes all the way pretty fine, and then season nine just kind of felt like it dropped off. I've seen every episode at least three times, some more than that. So, I mean, They might I, have I just made the it. mistake... Oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't hear I'm you. Done. Oh, I was saying they might have just made the mistake that Seinfeld didn't, where Jerry Seinfeld knew after season nine, like, he couldn't he couldn't continue to escalate that and make it better and better and better. Like, he knew he had to get out to make sure that show, like, people were like, oh, Seinfeld, that show's dope. Like, everybody loves that show. Like, maybe Son- or, uh, Sonny just stayed in it one season too long. Because all it really takes is one shitty end season for mm-hmm. people to look back on your show differently, you know? I wonder how wealthy the characters are. Because, like, one interesting thing about Seinfeld is uh, Seinfeld himself is rich, <laughs> right? Like, really rich. I forget the number, but it's it's north of 50 million. You know, like, if you're a millionaire, you're doing fine. If you have 5 million, you're doing great. But if you have 50 oh, it's, million, it's like generational wealth. I think you might have over 100 million. I forget the number. It's well more than that. Okay, yeah, let me look right. it up. So you, you check that out. But So Seinfeld didn't need money at all. So he's no longer motivated by money. He's only motivated by art. And I think he said, hmm, I'm done. I'm going to use stand-up or live a life or whatever, but I'm through with TV. Now, um, the character who played George... 820 Stan- million. Holy smokes. Wow. Dude, I, I got to Almost think about a billion. Him. It's that Is syndication it- money, man. Let me, let, me, yeah. let me circle back to Seinfeld. But the character that played George Costanza's dad was mad. He's like, this is terrible. I was just coming into my own. You know, people were looking forward to me. I became a main character on the show, not just a guy who got like 30 seconds of screen time a week, but like a, a, a reoccurring every show character. And he's like, then they end it. You know, this was my big break. I was just turning into something and it's done. And uh, so some of the people on the show felt like Seinfeld yanked the rug out from underneath them. But funny thing. Uh, Do you know who that actor is? That's Ben Stiller's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I guess I knew that intellectually, but I, I, it was on the tip of my mind. Um, so Seinfeld came and did like a, a comedy routine. So I worked at Cisco and um, companies, they do these like big annual meetings or something and they hire people. Just like you probably heard of like Miley Cyrus doing some rich girl sweet 16 party. Well, George mm-hmm. Seinfeld did Cisco's like, you know, annual party or, you know, overview or something. And what cracked me up is uh, he had, like, no respect for our corporate officials. Now, these guys are like gods, you know? Some guy's like a senior vice president or even the CEO, John Chambers of Cisco, and people are, like, waving signs that they're there. They're, like, they're cheering. And I look around, and I want to get myself fired, but I'm just like, are you serious? He's not even that good a CEO. Like, our stock price has been flat for a fucking decade, and you're losing (laughs) your shit, you know? If this guy was worth a damn, I wouldn't have to work anymore. So, uh, you know, but that's the deal. George Seinfeld gets up there and he's like totally just like 
ripping apart the company and, and making fun of all our staff. And I loved it. I loved it. Not not so outwardly that I got myself fired, but internally I was <laughs> gleeful about the whole thing. And uh, we owned um, the flip camera. Do you guys remember that? It was like the vlogging camera of its day, like the first one. And uh, um, John Chambers like gave this camera to Seinfeld like it was a big deal. You know, like like here, I'm giving this to you. You can you, like this is yours to keep, and he was like disgusted. <laughs> Someone worth almost a billion. He's <laughs> worth almost a billion dollars, and he got a hundred and twenty dollar trinket from like a fellow billionaire. Seinfeld's like, oh, thanks for that. And he like handed it to someone else immediately. Like, like, yeah. No, you know, like, oh, this is for me. Fuck, this. thanks for that. <laughs> and it was great. Oh, I like I, I, I don't know. The little rebellious part of me just loved that Seinfeld did our event. Our event reluctantly ripped the shit out of everyone who worked there, threw away his gift, and called it a day. It was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I don't feel bad uh, for George Costanza's dad with the show canceling. That's like if Rickety Cricket got upset if they canceled Always Sunny after season 10. Like, <laughs> you're not a big player, man. Like, you know, be happy you got the role you got. I mean, they Rickety Cricket so was much. bigger in the first seasons. Yeah. I don't know. Well, they keep tearing him apart. There's not going to be much left. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much more that character can survive. They, they're really <laughs> fucking him up. I mean, um, they cut his throat, man. Like, there ain't I much. I can't think of another character I feel more for, right? He's not a bad guy. And he gets ripped <laughs> apart. He just can't exist in that world. So, uh, you going to do our, uh, our movies? Our movie picks? Okay. I, I'm afraid go I'm going to have a lot of... Yeah, I'll go first. I'll just rip through it. Uh, Chef, small movie, independent film, John Harborough. I'm sure that's his name, right? John yeah, Harborough? John Favreau, close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. John Favreau. Uh, George <laughs> Seinfeld. It's all the same, my friend. It's all the same. <laughs> so so, so we James were... Harborough killed it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so John Favreau did a great job. I think he was more than just an actor. I think he was some sort of producer or something in that film. And, and I really liked it. Indie thing. Uh, Interstellar. I'm sure this will be on Kyle's list, too. That was great. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. I liked Edge of Tomorrow. And, and one of the things that made me like Edge of Tomorrow more was I watched a behind-the-scenes thing. It was only like 10 minutes long. There was less CGI in that film than you might guess. When those people were blowing up... They had cords yanking them around. Like there was sand <laughs> flying everywhere. That wasn't CGI. Like it was. It looked freaking risky to film that film, and uh, and and I I liked it a lot. Fury, the tank movie, the World War II tank movie with um, Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. I thought that was yeah. pretty good. And I was sort of running low on and getting to five. And Divergent, uh, which for my money might be better than Hunger Games. Really? Yeah, I, I I know I'm in the minority there, and I think I might have picked like a total chick flick, but I saw Divergent, and I was more looking forward to the next couple films than I was after Hunger Games. So that was those are my five: Chef, Interstellar, Edge of Tomorrow, Fury, Divergent. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I, uh... I've seen one of those. But the <laughs> other sounds good. <laughs> uh, I've Kyle, got. I've got a. Yeah, we share a few of them. Um, I thought we Interstellar would. is definitely my number one. I, I loved Interstellar so so much. Um, it was it was really good. I, I can't say enough about that movie. Um, Grand Budapest uh, Hotel is my second one. I saw that was early in 2014. Uh, I really liked that. That was just a beautiful movie. Uh, I liked Never it. Heard a lot. Of it. Um, that was a good movie. I saw it. Edge of Tomorrow. Um, 
I agree with you. Uh, Tom Cruise makes good movies. He's fucking out of his mind. He, he he's a lunatic, and that Scientology shit is a cult. But goddamn, he can act. And that was a good movie. Um, Emily Blunt or whoever the female was, she was really hot. She was great. Um, mm-hmm. Loved the movie. Great. Um, Chef is also got, it's got to be on the list. Maybe I just didn't watch enough movies this year, but I thought Chef was great too. Um, I think I think I think we just watched some of the same stuff. Yep. And uh, Guardians of the Galaxy made my list. I really love that. The, the soundtrack alone was uh, was almost enough. It was it was a good movie. I liked it a lot. I agree. And, Guardians uh, was good. I think. Did you if, like Captain America better? No. Um, but for Guardians of the Galaxy and me in particular, I like wanted it to be good at least as much as it was good. If that makes any sense, I there were, like Brad, Tom Cruise, right? I like his movies. If he chooses to be in one, it's probably an above-average movie. Bam. Chris Pratt, I like that actor. I wish good things for him in his real life. You know, I hope that whoever he's dating or dates in the future turns out to be a wonderful wife for him. (laughs) I don't give a fuck who Tom Cruise is married to. And if he (laughs) dies tomorrow, I'll only be bummed that there's no more movies coming from him. Whereas if Chris Pratt died... I'd be bummed that the world got a little bit darker today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, um, I couldn't oh, agree I, more. I liked Guardians of the Galaxy. What'd you say? I couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah. I liked Guardians of the Galaxy, but it, I think I was biased, almost in the way that like I thought Hope's musical performance this year was freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, and it, and it was. She killed it. She killed it. She was the best person in her play she was the best person in her school she was she was crushing it and uh jackie just texted me unbiased woody oh chris (laughs) pratt's married maybe no but she really was good anyone who would see that and um but having said that if we were to bring in like a uh, maybe someone from the new york times they would not have evaluated any of the students to be that big a standout (laughs) so but i liked I liked it. I, I liked it, and I li- I liked its little piece and the the uh, the the overall tale that Marvel is trying to weave right now with the uh, Infinity Gauntlet. I liked that this is you know interweaving with all of the stories that are going on right now, and you know it's it's definitely leading up to like a a huge clash, and we know the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be part of it. They just joined in with probably the X Men and uh, you know Iron Man and the Avengers. They're all going to face off at some point against. I like that they combine yes. these things. I almost feel like, like, so there's going to be a Superman-Batman movie, right, where they're together. And I'm like, really? We actually get that? I thought they'd milk that shit till I was 90 and never have them, you know, put together. I feel like Marvel, sometime by, like, 2020, is going to have Guardians of the Galaxy, X-Men, I don't know, going to start mixing DC. They got, Iron they Man, got a Avengers. vice Spider-Man from uh, Sony to Sony. get him. Yeah. They're, like, there's going to be a super movie where all these people are in it. And I'm very much looking forward to what happens when the Hulk goes up against some guy with an Infinity Stone in his hand. Thanos, man. That's what they're building up to. I think in four more years is when they'll be done with Phase 1, 2, and 3 of all the Marvel films. Yeah, you gotta get Black Panther and... Uh, Black Panther. Dark- the only Captain, downside... Captain Marvel I'm afraid they'll take and- so long that I'm not gonna get to see, like, whoever that handsome guy is that plays Captain Robert America. <laughs> No, you're worried that Robert Downey Jr. is going to be 50, 59 by the time it's time. I, I, oh, no, he, in four years. He was he's the like next one. Years. Robert Downey Jr., I'm worried that he'll be so wealthy that he's just not interested in doing an Iron Man film. Um, whoever that handsome guy that plays Captain America, he said he was going to stop playing him. Um, 
Uh, I don't no, know. No, he else. won't. He's not in anything else. What uh, else is that dude in? He's in Fantastic Four. Okay. <laughs> he's oh my god. Maybe really, you're that right. That movie was abysmal. Maybe it's a contract negotiation ploy. I'm not sure, but I it, the, the core message of it is: I'm afraid some of these actors will be no longer interested in those parts. You want to talk about milking a franchise? That Batman and Superman thing doesn't come out until like 2016, and they announced it like at the start of this year or last year. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I didn't know that. I hope that yeah. guy from Hurt Locker, who was the the fruity archer, decides not to come back. <laughs> he was great in Hurt Locker, but that was the worst character there. She and Scarlett Johansson, for the first time ever, I want her no, to come back in the movie. Useless. I wish they would kill Useless. Them off. That's what they should do. That's their only real value is is to, the emotional impact they would have if they just fucking killed them both. They what walk in on the Hulk masturbating, and he just. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> like, like, I wish they would just die in the next movie. I wish in the next Avengers movie they'd kill off like two or three of the Avengers and make room for like Black Panther and. Thanks to end. you assholes, I now have a new kink. I am really curious as to what Hulk's throbbing, masturbating cock looks like. <laughs> right? It's like the Chrysler building. The thing is going to be like Probably my green. thigh. Angry sex. <laughs> he has to use two hands on it. Right? Big It'd be funnier though if it didn't throbbing. Grow. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, what'd you say, Taylor? I said it'd be funnier if it didn't grow. Like the first time he gets like that, and he's like, oh, this is so dope. My cock's gonna be gigantic. He looks down and it's just a feeble little normal man cock swinging between those giant. There's there's veins in his in his green thighs thicker. You know how there's always there's, there's that would you rather like would you like uh, never have sex again or every time you jizz you had to fight off what your semen or whatever or get away. That's the Hulk. When he comes, it is a life form that comes out of his cock. It is an entity of its own that he has to fight off. Because it's the Hulk. Is is this a real thing, or are you That's just making this up? No, you you yeah, know a lot about superheroes. That is a would you rather. That is a real not question. A real thing. No, Cal just, knows more about superheroes. No, Taylor, the Hulk is not a real thing. Glad I could help. Oh. <laughs> Next uh, up, we, Santa. Am I right? Where were we in in movies on this? Um, thing? Well, I, I got my list out um, there pretty much. Um, so I think it's uh, it's Chaz or Taylor's turn to. to all right. Well, then I'll just. Favorite movies. I'll, Transition into that. Guardians is definitely my number one. I love the soundtrack. Oh, I, Gone. I just wanted to include uh, the Hobbit sucked uh, this year. That was a big letdown. Um, what I've, and from what I've read, the the new Hunger Games sucks as well. I'm gonna watch it, but I don't think it's gonna be very good. I heard it's like All a two-hour Hunger Games sucked. The, <laughs> I heard it's like a two-hour preview for the uh, the final film. I've heard Fuck that off. same criticism. Fuck all that Hobbit shit. That's you take a book and make it into three movies. Go fuck yourself. Fucking right? Legolas ran up those blocks like <laughs> like Keanu Reeves in The Matrix. Like it was just so bullshit. That whole sequence. I booed. I booed at the Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> there was some eleven-year-old living the dream sitting right there, and you're right to my left. Boo. Right to my left. <laughs> the eleven-year-old went, ee! and I went boo. <laughs> Dude, they needed to ran. keep that subtle. And when it was subtle, it was awesome. Do, do you remember in the original Lord of the Rings? I think it was um, what was the first one called? Lord of the Fellowship Rings. Fellowship of right? the Rings. Oh, thank you, Fellowship of the Rings. He was mounting either a horse or some sort of like warthog, and he did it by like scooping his neck and swinging around to his back. Do you guys remember that? That was oh, the war tower. Some sort that was... of warthog. <laughs> yeah. that, that was when they were making their way to Minas Tirith or uh, to uh, Helm's Deep from uh, from Gondor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, was, he, he like did that crazy thing. Yeah. No. Yeah, he did. He, he mounted from the horse wherever. in an odd way, and it was really cool, all physically next to impossible. But 
it was kind of subtle. It wasn't like, you know, Legolas sprouts wings and saves the day, <laughs> which is what Here's they're one. doing now. Remember in Twin Towers, when, or, or Two Towers, uh, when he uh, he throws the like Urukai shield down the stairs and he surfs it yeah. down it while shooting arrows? Mm -hmm. An actual stuntman did that. That's not fake. Someone did that. That's why it looks good. Now, now let me tell you what he does in The Hobbit. This isn't a spoiler. It's just one of the many ridiculous sequences in that movie. He's riding a bat. It doesn't matter how he got attached to the bat. It flew by and he hopped on. He's upside down under the bat hanging on to its legs. And he, it carries him into like Mordor or wherever the fuck. Where he, you know, he's far enough along that he's happy. So he turns upside down, shoots an arrow through the bat's head, and he falls on top of a tower. And from that tower, he's taken out so many orcs with his Couldn't auto. Could he have just bullshit. let go of the bat if he didn't want to? It was an no evil way. bat. Okay. It was, it was an <laughs> evil bat. They were they were bred for war, as had previously been established. Literally, okay. they went, they've been bred for war. And so he's on top of this that tower. That was the entire bat backstory. Totally. <laughs> yeah, it really was. But, and I would have loved more because it, that, that's the first and only time I've ever seen these bats in the Lord of the Rings movies. So anyway... He's auto-aiming all these orcs on this ice thing and keeping the... Uh, the codes. He's keeping the dwarf king alive because he's helping him, you know, by shooting these things. And then uh, the, the hot girl elf, she gets hurt, and he needs to to get his tower to, like, fall over so it'll, like, get across a precipice, basically, so he can get over to where she is. So he does a backflip off the fucking tower. He's out of arrows. Keep in mind, he does a backflip off the tower onto this giant troll that's got, like, reins attached to its eyelids, and he, like, rides the, the, the giant troll into the tower. The tower falls over the precipice, and he begins a fight with, like, the white orc's son on this tower. And at one point, it falls apart and shatters, and all of these bricks are free-falling through, like, space and time down this precipice. And Legolas... <laughs> is running like Mario on blocks that are just suspended in air like this. He's, he's skywalking. And as he runs off of them, they don't accelerate downward like they would because of, you know, like physics right. and reality. Like he just like don't ninjas up. He, and I imagine he's like deflecting arrows with a knight with like daggers as he does it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> you know, like... Like like he runs out the, of the, the last movie where like a bunch of dwarves were going down Whitewater Rapids and he's running like from head to head to head while they're floating, floating in, barrels. in barrels. Yeah, shooting <sighs> arrows yeah. at the same time and it's just like this horseshit. So I did really dislike that scene that you're talking about Kyle because it was really just a 12 minute ridiculous procession of a character who wasn't in the book in the saving book. a completely non-existent character. She was never there. She's not <laughs> in any of the books. They added to a three hour movie that was broken down from a children's book like 20 minutes of nonsense of this character that wasn't there saving a character who didn't exist. I hated that. It was it just was. silliness. And it, it pulled you out of everything. Like, yeah. if you had wartime bats at your disposal, don't you think that'd be a first response rather than a last resort? Like, all right, before we waste this stuff, send in our send gigantic in bats. You need some like, hardcore dude up on a mountain. Send in the war bats. And, you know, yeah. they come screaming <laughs> in, and they scratch at the eyes before you, like, send your, like, weirworms out the mountain at all. Like, then, then yeah. maybe you can win the war. That, that, that whole thing was terrible. That whole And the dwarves, battle. the way the dwarves run, it was way too cartoonish. They weren't, like, running the... They did, they did in the original movies. They were like just gallivanting around, like almost bouncing their way to yeah. battle. Like it was just kind of shit. 
they, they ha- it was like they were trying to make you see that these dwarves were like hyper powerful. They were literally like Mario Brothers characters, the way they like bloing, 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 and they like stack up double high with the shields, and the elves come jumping over them with the blades. It was so much CGI, it hurt. And yeah, what, that that whole final battle was stupid. Here's what they should have done with the final Hobbit movie. The in the first 15 minutes of the third Hobbit film, they kill the fucking dragon. They should have left that in the second movie and just not made the third one. It would have been so much better then. Two movies, two movies. Just just kill the dragon in the second movie, and it we still don't would need have been a stretch. It still would have been a stretch. The, yeah. the third movie blew. Third movie was terrible, big letdown, and I love the Lord of the Rings. I've got the extended editions. I've seen them multiple times. I, you know, I've watched Andy Serkis put his makeup on. Like, I love that shit. Um, but I, I have hate two actually. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> never seen. And to one. be fair, I didn't totally hate it just because I read that book as a kid and I like I was totally super into it. And so even then, like I could kind of glean something good from it because I was like, oh, I remember that. That's kind of what cool. about but this? For the most part, it was just nonsense. What about the part where? Um, the Legolas's father, the king of the wood elves or whatever, is he? He's like Thranduil. Yeah. He. Oh, thank you. Nice. He's like, there's a Dunedain <laughs> ranger that you should look into. Very young and brash. He's known in the wilds as Strider, but his real name you must. And, and shouldn't Legolas be like, I know it's Aragorn, Dad. I'm like 400 fucking years old. Like, what do you think I'm just born? What? I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I know who it is. I know who it is. Didn't you see me do yeah. the backflips and ride the troll, the five physics? Like, I know who Aragorn is. Like, that's what I... Orlando Bloom had so much CGI on his face in that movie that I was turned off. Like, you could look at Orlando Bloom and be like, that's not a human being. He didn't even look yeah. right. He didn't look, he didn't look real. He looked as fake as those orcs looked. <laughs> Part of what made the, the original movies cool is that, like... Lurts that Urukai who kills Boromir. Spoilers, uh, ten years ago in the the first movie. Yep. And he's like shooting those big barbed arrows at him. Like he looks scary because it's prosthetics on his face. Like it's there's real. something tangible and real about it. Like these yeah. orcs were just so over the top ridiculous. There's ones with like spikes coming out of their head that are nonsensical and like too many eyes missing to make sense. Like what is this Remember- wartime band of eye loop missing people? So in that scene where, 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 where in that scene where Aragorn comes down and he's defending Boromir um, against that that giant crazy Orokai king or whatever, um, you remember where he throws the dagger at Aragorn and he deflects it with the sword? That was real. That was fucking real. He didn't mean to let yeah. go of the dagger. He just accidentally threw a fucking dagger at Viggo Mortensen, and Viggo Mortensen it so hardcore, and he had been training the sword so much that he just fucking deflected it and kept going. Like, <laughs> I love that. I love that. that and I, I, there's a lot of little things like that about the movie. Um, that that scene right after that, where the hobbits were crossing the lake, um, they they stepped in that fucking lake, and the guy who plays Sam stepped on a broken beer bottle, cut his foot so severely he couldn't film for six weeks. Um, when when Aragorn uh, kicks that helmet when he thinks the hobbits are dead, he breaks his fucking toe, and so like he's actually screaming in pain in that cut. Uh, I yeah. love the. I, I watched the special features multiple, multiple times of all of those. Yeah, like, I was obsessed for a while. All right, those so great. Were, were, were we on Chiz's list of favorite movies? You are some <laughs> nerds. I've never seen a Lord of the Rings movie. My God, are you serious? Yeah. That that. Dude, how do you? That, it, why do you think it took? Why do you think it took four years to start Game of Thrones? Because I don't like that medieval fantasy type world. Woody loves it. I, it's not my cup of tea. I like fantasy. I love stuff. that so much more than space nonsense. So I like, I like both. both. I, 
fantasy and sci-fi are even for me. Some people are... I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were like all about Star Trek, but they'd never seen Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, how can you not? Come yeah. on. I love, I love fantasy and adventure. Please, Chiz, go along with your list, even though you really shouldn't even get a list since you've never seen... No, oh, that's so overrated. Overrated. Or, yeah, three hour long, it won't make his overrated. list of favorite like, movies. Like Thirty fucking combined Academy Awards or something like that. <laughs> Th- those awards mean nothing to me. Not a damn. These awards are what fucking matter, Kyle. So fuck <laughs> Go right? ahead, Chiz. Bring it. Number right. one is Guardians. Let's be really harsh on his list. All right. Guardians of the Galaxy, no, great soundtrack, and I love the Infinity. Uh, stones and gems. I, I was fucking geeking out when they were like hinting at all of that shit during the movie. I was like typing shit to Kyle. I'm like, did you see that? That the, this and the gauntlet and Thanos. Love that shit. Two is Edge of Tomorrow. Great movie. Uh, three is X Men: Days of Future Past because I love the superhero movies and I can't get enough of Wolverine. I know it's overdone, but I, I like it. Uh, four is the Lego Movie. Surprisingly, really good movie. You know, it's not just a kids movie. I think it's really good. Has a good soundtrack. It's, it's just a kids movie. Nope, it's a great movie. You don't have a soul because you're a goddamn owl. Okay. <laughs> you haven't seen Lord of the Rings, jackass. Because <laughs> I live on Earth, not goddamn Mordor or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Five is a million ways to die in the West. Oh. It's a very funny movie, and I like all of mm. Seth MacFarlane's stuff. And I'll just throw an extra one in there: the movie we watched together with uh, Ethan Hawke, Predestination. I, I really thought that was a great. Um, Time travel movie done that really was, well. That was that was pretty good. Yeah, that was a hidden gem. A million ways to die in the West. It was funny. Now please enlighten us with your amazing yeah. list. He who loves hockey I more will. than pussy. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. So I got uh, number one. I also put Guardians of the Galaxy because that's just it's a fun movie. It was great. There, even yep. the ridiculous parts where Groot was kind of silly, like it's just funny. Like it had a perfect balance between entertaining action sequences and not taking itself seriously at all. But mm-hmm. I also like Woody articulated it perfectly a few minutes ago when he was like, "You're, I was, I was wishing for it to be good because of how much I like Chris Pratt. Like I wanted, I want to see him do well and succeed. I didn't want to see him be a one-trick pony with, uh, with Parks and Rec. So." Yeah, maybe it's not. Maybe we're all overblowing it because we really have a hard on for that guy. But I thought it was great. That's my number one. Number two, you guys haven't mentioned yet. I thought Twenty Two Jump Street was hysterical, just hmm. as good as the first one. Like I don't think they dropped off at all. I thought it, they just continued with hilarity. Did you guys all see that? I yeah, didn't first. like it. I didn't think it was as good as the first one. I thought Horrible Bosses Two was better than Twenty Two Jump Street for comedy. I felt like they kept breaking the fourth wall so much that it was just. I was just like. It started to make fun of itself, and yeah, I, I didn't like that, that. Went to the point of where it fucking killed it. Like I was just getting so like it was pulling me out as a comedy. I didn't like. Really? I didn't think that that girl was funny at all. The one who kept making the old man jokes about uh, Jonah Hill's character. I let, like every time she was on the screen, I was well, just kind of. She was frustrating. Frustrating, yeah. Well, maybe Horrible Bosses Two is better. I haven't seen that one. I just. I didn't expect that to be good just looking at it. I'll have to check it out. Uh, three, I had Fury, that tank movie with Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. That movie was awesome. It draw like, like I, I was getting like not emotional, but like I was really into the characters. Like when they're sitting there at the end doing what they were doing at the end. I don't want to ruin it because it's <laughs> a Shia good movie. The was Shia LaBeouf scene. in it? Shia LaBeouf was great in it. He was really yeah. good. Did you know uh, he 
I think he pulled one of his teeth out for that role, and he like didn't bathe for weeks on end, and, <laughs> and really pissed everyone else off. Everyone else was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Like, like he was all dirty and bedraggled and smelling. And Dude, like, I feel like when an actor does that. It, it sets them up for, oh my god, I put myself on the main screen. This pimple is fantastic. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> fucking unicorn this week. So, uh, um, but what, like they go down in history for it, right? Like Robert De Niro in Raging Bull made such a body change that like he's forever remembered for being able to do that. Christian Bale, uh, he did like a couple movies, right? In one movie, he was really buff, and then what was he super skinny in? In the, mecha- in the mechanic, he was the mechanic. Uh, the machinist. In, in American. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The machinist. Yeah. So and, and, the and, mechanic. And, and Brad Pitt, when he did Fight Club, didn't he chip his tooth? Right. I don't know. He Jackman like didn't drink water during that uh, that musical that came out last year or whatever. Like he he did not drink water. How do you do that? I don't know. Or just all iced tea. Val <laughs> Kilmer, uh, I know he lost tons yeah. of weight. Pitt voluntarily visited dentists to have pieces of his front teeth chipped off. Damn. Hmm. When actors do this stuff, like, it seems crazy <laughs> to us, but I also think, like, man, like, if Daniel. you went weeks without doing this, if you had a, had a tooth removed, if you do this crazy stuff, then um, you're, you're making a super sacrifice that gets remembered. You're a guy who does this. It's not always that. So it's called method acting, I think, and Daniel Day-Lewis is pretty infamous for doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, in Lincoln, you know, he, he was always walking around with his makeup and his top hat on. And <laughs> everyone had to call him Mr. President. And, um, what a I'm maniac. Trying to, I'm trying to think there was, an, there was a situation where I don't... It was him, yeah. So he made a movie called My Left Foot, which is very good about... Um, I think he's Irish, motherfucker, and he was—he's uh, got like cerebral palsy or something like that. Like, all that works is like his left foot. I just remember that. Uh, maybe muscular dystrophy. I don't remember. Anyway, all that works is his left foot. The movie's called My Left Foot, and so like he's bas- his character that he's playing is basically you know immobile in a chair. So he made people carry him around set, wheel him around in a chair, the whole thing. Like he'd only use his fucking left foot. The guy's insane. He See, does now that that's with, different with to me, goals. though. Like, if that's you, douchey. If you break your body <laughs> yeah, that is or super enhance your body or one of those things, like if you gain 35 pounds of muscle for a roll and then you drop it all and turn into like an Auschwitz victim, then you've done something crazy. If you ask people to carry all you st- around all the time, <laughs> then you're basically an overweight Walmart yeah. customer. Well, <laughs> exactly. You probably saw it on Reddit today that Tom Hanks gained 50 pounds uh, to film the first half of Castaway, and then he they stopped filming for six months or so while he gained while he lost all the weight and grew his hair and beard out for the second half of the Castaway movie. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I did. He was walking around with that beard and shit. Yeah, I didn't see it on Reddit, but yeah, I knew that he had that he had done amazing body transformation for that movie. Awesome, great movie. I would oh, say yeah, like my movie. character was a sex addict in a movie and I demand like <laughs> down women in my trailer all the time like I gotta get into this I need three Asians every morning at 7.30 and then just, we'll in, just enforcer after enforcer after enforcer yeah. fucking so, <laughs> did we finish so, going through the list? oh I, uh, that's all I had for my favorites like I didn't see that many in theaters I did have a worst movie that I saw Before we hit which it. was Sin City 2 <laughs> Humiliate oh, yeah. 
Very terrible. big letdown. Big letdown. We have only two movies. Just... Oh, I'm sorry. Three movies that got more than one vote. Guardians of the Galaxy got three votes. Everybody but me, because I was afraid that I was biased. And Fury and Edge of Tomorrow got two votes. So that's Interstellar. Uh, you're right. Still haven't I seen it. Wrong. I probably would yeah. have voted for it. Everybody yeah. Edge, of, it. Edge of Tomorrow only got two? Because I said it, Kyle said it, I could have sworn you said it. Uh, well, somebody sucks at counting. I don't want to call out names. but <laughs> Is it the one it, keeping It can't score? be the accountant. <laughs> <laughs> and right. now for the worst games of 2014. Uh, oh, there was one more movie you know, I wanted to talk about. Have, have you I guys seen Gone Girl? I haven't seen it. No. I, there's I've a bunch. There's it. like three films that I could name that I think were. Um, what, what there's the one that Steve Carell did about uh, John Dupont called like Foxcatcher or something. Uh, I'm hearing uh, the really boxing one or wrestling, wrestling. whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I guess I don't know much about it, but I guess John Dupont like uh, he was helping the American wrestling team in some way, and it's really dark and creepy as well. Um, there's a couple of movies uh, that that I've heard about that were really good. Gone um, Gone Girl is the, is another one, and American Sniper. Um, I think a lot of people are talking about, but it's hard to tell if it's going to be kind of a propaganda film. With, but I, it looked, the, the trailer was really strong. It really, uh, it was a really good trailer, um, and, and I'm I'm interested in it. It's the Chris Kyle story. Uh, if you if you know anything about that guy, Gone Girl was w- probably just the least enjoyable movie I've seen in <laughs> in recent history or recent history. Sorry, it was terrible. It took so, forever to get nowhere, and there was no satisfaction at the end. There was this whole fruity, you know, going back and forward in time with, like, a love diary in the beginning. And it, it, it was terrible. I, I went and looked at the Rotten Tomatoes, and I was aghast. I cannot believe that it's rated so high. You guys need to watch it because you're going to be bored to tears. Oh, by you, you should be in sales. Through. You're not Even, good at selling movies, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this really sucks. Like, you're going to cut your wrist when you finish this movie. <laughs> you I should all see it. it. Dude, I was um, trying to, like, muster up a poop so I could get out of there for a little bit. Like, it was terrible. <laughs> you don't need to actually muster up a poop to, like, walk out of a movie theater. You can just walk out of a movie theater. No, I was watching it with right. my family, and my mom was all like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. And I couldn't just walk out. She's like, you have to watch it. It gets better. It gets better. Oh, I, like, I can't no, believe. No, it, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine watching a movie with my mother. Her taste in film in movies is so fucking bad, and she can't even sit like like she does can't even appreciate a movie like like I don't, she can't even sit through a two hour movie like like there just aren't any mo- movies that she's interested in. She just couldn't care less. Uh, I couldn't imagine. What does she like? Movie. Oh, I don't fucking know. I don't Show know. tunes, Muppets. Um, I know <laughs> That's you- so bad. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I see. I see what you're trying to imply there. <laughs> That's very funny. No, I didn't. Um, no, um, I th- I know she. The only thing I remember, she she used to watch The Young and the Restless, uh, like the the soap opera. Um, but as far oh, as God. movies, as far as movies, I don't think she. I thought he movies. just meant Muppet movies. I don't understand the implication. So, uh, but I, I can't imagine <laughs> watching a movie with her. That would be no fun at all. Okay. Uh, top five game disappointments. Oh God, there were so many, right? Like. Dude, everything was a game to say. Here's my list. All right. Uh, I guess in no particular order except the last one. Watch Dogs. Didn't even play that that game. So I suppose I shouldn't talk about it. But fuck Watch Dogs. That was so hyped up (laughs) as like the coolest game to be coming out anywhere. And it turned out to be like a one-week wonder of like try a thing and give up and don't give a shit about it. Um, 
there was so much hype around it and it was supposed to be so amazing and it got delayed and it, fuck watchdogs um daisy i i looked it up i think daisy technically came out in december of 2013 but mm-hmm. i just played it a bunch this year fuck daisy oh my god like it, it's, it's just a freaking hiking simulator with occasional death and I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> occasional frequent death. You know, it's it's a difficult fucking game, dude. You're lucky if you get frequent death. Me, I walk around for three hours collecting like pieces, like rags and crowbars and axes and shit before somebody with nuclear bombs kills me. Fuck. And um, my next top five gaming disappointment is the Xbox One. I know technically that came out in like whatever November last year. But uh, this is the year we really got to see it and see where it stacks up. And I feel like every story I read about the Xbox One is how inferior it is to PCs. And while that, you know, like, I guess that's always been a thing, console versus PCs. You know, when a new gaming thing drops and they can't find a way to get it to run at current resolutions, like, it, it should be running at 1080p. That's the standard for televisions now. That's the standard for monitors now. The minimum standard, by the way. It's not meeting the minimum standard. Xbox One is one of the top gaming disappointments of 2014 to me. And then uh, for me personally, biggest gaming disappointment of 2014, Minecraft. Uh, When they took aim at server owners, they nearly destroyed their franchise. Uh, I might be biased. Some people point out that I am. But to me, what's interesting about Minecraft is not the vanilla game. It's the things that people do with it by using it as a platform to build new stuff. And, uh, they almost destroyed what they had there, which is a big deal. Like, like it's as big as Pokemon. It's as big as super Mario brothers. It's an, it's a franchise that could last for over a decade. And they nearly killed the goose that laid the golden egg, um, by attacking the guys who are building on top of it. So that's my top five disappointments in gaming. I did. I agree with you about Xbox One. I like my PS4 Dude, infinitely more. The Xbox One software is fucking horrible. It is the most clunky and laggy and broken piece of shit ever. You know, it was so easy. You hit the guide button on the 360, and there were your friends, your achievements, your game history, all that. Now there's ten apps to do everything, and you got to open each individual fucking one. Sometimes the software just doesn't work. It is... It is just so, I hate it so much, and it's a year old, and it's still not goddamn improved. And I just got it, and I'm so fucking happy I didn't buy it. Is there a workaround for the installation thing, like where you have to install games? Because that's that's ludicrous. That sucks. Like, you get a new game, like I wanted to play NHL 15, and mm -hmm. I had to wait like two hours. Yeah. Two hours, and then it was like, oh, you can play the game while it's installing. No, you fucking can't. No, you can't. I can play one part of the game. Yeah, you can play parts of the game while you continue to wait. I didn't re- it, at first. I didn't realize that was going on. I was like, "Oh, let's download this update." Okay, it's only like six hundred megabytes. Okay, and the, you know, a couple minutes go by and we got it. And I'm like, "Actually, I'll tell you what. We we went out. I was like, let's go grab some food. When we get back, this six hundred megabyte thing will be over." Well, what I didn't know was that after the six hundred megabyte, when I had to do like a forty fucking gig install or yeah. some shit, and I had to kick that off, so it had to run all night. It's uh, it's, shit. it's a joke. It's Dude. like unbelievable that this is the step up from the 360. Why I would they think this is okay? Know... PS4 is going to dominate them. I'm not sure how many Xbox Ones we have. I think it's three. Like I, I think <laughs> we have three. And they suck. All they are are shitty Netflix players in this house. And uh, So and... big. I, my Roku 
my Roku is fucking. I don't even have anything as small as my Roku. Like, like, my flat hand. It's like, it's like this as is a much, Roku. This is my house phone right here. House phone. They still exist. I've got a landline. But um, it, it's about as big as like as much of this as you can see. It's so fucking tiny, and it does everything. You can even play fucking Tetris on that goddamn thing. Yeah. Uh, my just... Xbox is the size of a VCR, and it does <laughs> and it it does pretty much the same thing, and it plays games badly. I've it's because they didn't want it to God, overheat. They were afraid to be more red rings. I've really? Is that games. why? Yeah. I've got three games. I've got Shadow of Mordor. I've got uh, the new Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, and I've got um, Assassin's Creed. I've attempted to play Assassin's Creed four times, and it was so lame. I couldn't. I just couldn't. <laughs> I wanted to. They gave it to oh me. man! They, they gave, gave it to us for free. free. They sponsored they gave, us. I want. That's why I put the extra effort in. I'm like. <laughs> Come on, Kyle. They're they're giving you this for free. Just enjoy it, so you can talk about it and find something good about this. But no, I couldn't. It sucked. <laughs> um, Shadow of Mordor. That was pretty fun. Shadow of Mordor is fun. You can play it for a couple of hours. It's gonna lose its shine after that. Um, Did you and, beat it? No, I didn't beat it. I I, oh. I I sliced off some a lot of heads, and I I don't know. I did five or six mini missions and five or six main missions, and then I got off. And played some Call of Duty, which was very disappointing because now everyone's jumping around on jetpacks, turning invisible, running incredibly fast. And, you know, there's just, I don't know, the multi-grenades and I, there's laser guns. and I, You have to not care how you do in that yeah, game. I don't like, give it's a just, fuck. It's, it's fun if you don't care. Yeah. Wings, is, Wings is working toward a 3KD in that game. He's, he's figured out yeah, some right. way to... Are you over he one? Is. Me? Yeah. Um, I'm a level 16. I think I'm like a .9 KD. Okay. Been, yeah. Although in my in my defense, I, I you know sometimes I run around with that kinetic shock. I'm not. I'm, I'm just playing right. for fun. You, you learn in the yeah. classes and trying stuff. to learn yeah. the game. Yeah. yeah, and it's going dreadfully. Like some there'll be. Some, I've got some kill. <laughs> I've got a few kill streaks here and there, but for the most part, you know, it's it's one for one, and maybe I die four times in I'm, a row. I'm told the playing, kill streaks aren't worth it. No, killstreaks are horrible in this game. Worse really? than ghosts. They're so they're so lame. I don't even run them. I use it for like double, because uh, you can get rid of them because it's the pick thirteen system or whatever. I don't even run them. They're they're shit. And I honestly, I play that game on autopilot and have a good time. I don't care how well or shitty I do in it. Some random I like the person I don't remember. Some random person I don't remember from the internet told me that they're actually allowed killstreaks in MLG, and nobody runs them because they're not worth the slot. Wow. Yeah. You're better off getting two attachments on is, two different primaries. Is that accurate? Does anyone know that? That I, what I just said is right? I've heard the same thing. I assume All so. I, I heard it. For me, <laughs> just now. I know, there's a cool, I know there's an airstrike and stuff. I've seen wings use killstreaks pretty effectively. Yeah, but... we, there's something... What was the killstreak in Modern Warfare 3 where you could like repeatedly shoot downwards with like... It was like 10 Predator missiles. Oh, was it the Hellfire? It might have been the health. Wait, the Hellfire is one shot, Hellfire right? Was... Oh, I know I you're might talking be wrong. about. This is a real you high kill. Lots... It was like 30 seconds of as fast as you can shoot and yes. guide predator missiles. Like, yes, yes. Like you just fucking one after another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't remember, but I, I saw the orbital laser in action a couple games ago, and it was just like it Rrr! sucks. It, it sucked. Everybody just hid. I mean, yeah. as soon as you see them shoot at once, you're like, oh shit! All right. Right. There's no good like auto things. Like there's no helicopter that you have to do it all yourself. And it's not like a chopper gunner in Modern Warfare 2. These are real pieces of shit, and they don't last that long. It's like yeah, you're better off running UAV and like it, counter. The dragonfly yeah. was kind of like that. 
Like he like the fact that you have to control you the dragonfly shit. Yeah, the congratulations, you earned a dragonfly. Now instead of being a person that runs around and kills things, you're a robot that runs around and kills things. M maybe not even as effectively. Yeah, <laughs> Taylor brought up the turret. And the turret's a great example. The turret yeah, is an true. auto turret by default. You have to upgrade a manual uh, turret until it does auto turret features. It's a, otherwise it's worthless to you. I didn't know that for like the first ten levels of using it. How do you upgrade? I didn't it? either. I kept putting it down for like the first two or three times, and I'm like, "How is someone killing my turret so fucking fast? <laughs> like it's not even shooting." And then it's eventually, I walked shooting. over there. And so there's this system where you can like upgrade your kill streaks. You put like different things on it, like make it an auto turret. And what it does is you it increases the number of points you need to get it. So you can stack it up to this amazing thing, but then it's like you need 1,500 points to fucking get it. It's just mm. I, I don't like any of that system. And the streaks are pretty lame. The the dragonfly and uh. In, in the previous game was fun because the maps were still linear enough that like you're like, okay, yeah, I'm here, bad guys are over there. Let me just go in a straight line over there, and I'll either go left or right around the big building in the center of the map, and I'll find them. But now it's like all the maps have like all these dimension, three dimensions, up and down, left and right corridors, lots of snaking, winding paths. Like, mm -hmm. and you're in this thing fucking... Like trying to fly around and and you're bumping into the wall and stuff and you've only got like thirty seconds and keep in mind it doesn't kill people it just marks their position so like yeah I uh, I, I have a thing that. I it seems like every year Call of Duty is getting less popular and every year competitive Call of Duty is getting more popular and what's interesting about that is I feel like it's paralleled what we saw in Halo right Halo yeah. In Halo, every year, the actual game was losing players, but the amount of people watching the competitive stuff was growing until it didn't. Until one year, they just pulled the plug. Mm -hmm. I, like, it would... I don't want... I was about to say it would shake up my world if they did that in COD. It really wouldn't. I would just be the same. <laughs> it would, would change my daily life. Oh, You're right, right? I, I, got the, I got the Master Chief collection, and nothing ruins nostalgia worse than the Master Chief collection. Playing through the first Halo campaign where you're like, man, I remember playing this. This was so cool. The, the zoom-in pistol, this is great. And it's, it's just not that good. Like, going back after all these games we've gotten since then, like, I, I'm convinced if Call of Duty 4 came out again and they revamped that, it would almost do the same thing, where we would just kind of be like, oh, how did I get that excited about this? Maybe not Kyle, because Kyle's got a perpetual boner for that game. <laughs> I wanted to talk about competitive Call of Duty, though. So like, fun. Does anyone else... Like I know, Chiz, you watch it probably as much as I do. Do you think that it's just gonna like vanish one day? Uh, yeah, I think all of those things have a life cycle to them, and it might come back later. Like CS:GO is getting super fucking popular now, yeah. and it hasn't been popular since like 2001 or whatever. And it, you know, between then and now, it had a huge lull. I mean, nothing wrong with the game; nothing changed. Um, CS:GO came out and made it better and it's getting a lot of hype now uh, but it'll probably just disappear one day like you can only go so far and this game has completely changed from previous Call of Duties and I like you don't even have it installed I got it because fuck it I was like I want to shoot some shit and this is a good game to do that in Halo is not because you need you'll get fucking raped you have to team shot people in Halo um, yeah I think it'll just disappear one day it's just not as big as something like League of Legends or not at uh, all. Dota, you know, it, it doesn't have that big of a following to where it can sustain itself. I mean, is it going to follow the StarCraft route where, like, even though it's not huge, there's still a thing that lasts for a decade? Or 
is it going to follow the halo route where you know the reality is we should you know like part of the reason cod's popular is because it gets like an mlg push right right if mlg started pushing street fighter the same way they push cod street fighter would be bigger than it is now right it would it would, it would get a push people would take an interest mm-hmm. in it because of the promotional power that they have will they just devote that promotional power to something else I don't know. I think as long as it remains profitable, they'll keep doing it. Like that's what happened with Halo. It just stopped. They stopped making money on it, and they dropped it completely from the circuit. You know, it lost a lot of interest, and they weren't making money. I think MLG's priorities are profit, and they'll just push whatever makes money. I don't think they're dedicated to any one particular. Or push whatever makes the most money, right? Like if they feel like MLG CS:GO would beat, you know, COD because they're headed in different directions. Right. You know, would it be like, boom, you know, CSGO would, would get bigger amongst everyone if MLG was backing it. I, do they sure. allow the double jumping in competitive Call of Duty now? Yeah, you can do all that shit. You can fly around and anything can in you, pub. Yeah. You can do the shields, the invisibility, all that? I think invisibility, no. There's some ability you can't, or they just choose not to run it, or they all have like a gentleman's agreement not to do it, which is silly to me. Like, just make it a rule then. That has never existed in <laughs> COD before. <laughs> like, a gentleman. Yeah. Hey, no noob <laughs> tubes. No infinite noob tubes. All like, like, we all in, have an understanding. Well, <laughs> even in competitive COD, right? It was like, that guy only uses the ACR. Right. Well, ACR sucks, man. Every bullet goes in the same hole. That's why I yeah. chose it. Enjoy your to win. Yeah. Give me the FAL so I can show you my honor. No, fuck you. Watch my M14 trigger finger, bitches. Yeah. So, but yeah. Anyway, I'm interested to see where competitive COD goes. Like, I've been. I guess I'm curious. I want to know how this show ends. You know, like, what did they they drop something to add League of Legends? And I thought it was the dumbest idea. I was dumb myself i suppose but uh i think it might have been a it might have been a fighting game they dropped a fighting game and added league of legends instead and uh yeah those fighting games were huge back uh, a couple years ago they had they were some of the biggest esport things for a while like huge tournaments of people tv shows around it even yeah I, I couldn't get over it i was like oh my god you dropped it for this league game you know what is this all about and then you, know, you learn more and league is a big deal so yeah someday that'll that'll happen to cod and I, I don't it'll know. Be it, it'll be League huge. of Legends only on PC. Yes. Yeah, but that's not a big holdback. I don't think so. Anyway, I I feel like it's the major gaming platform, and then you know, the, like the, when I think of the biggest games in history, you know, like League of Legends is going to be there. Minecraft is there. These are primarily PC games. Oh hey, I got the uh, the postcards mailed out. They're in the mail and they're gone. They are on the way to the 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 Patreon members. I told Jackie about that. I was like, so I don't know if I should share too much behind. So we got the cards a while back, and <clears throat> I was a horrible, terrible person because it took me like I don't know two, maybe even three weeks to like get them all signed <laughs> and sent on to the next you know next stop. And then Kyle made me look awesome by comparison. <laughs> it, uh, it, it took a while to get everything done, but now everyone has signed them. Um, they have all... I, I have printed each of your addresses out onto a label, stuck that to the each and every one of them, 
then I had to go to the post office and I had to figure out what kind of stamps to use for everywhere. Yeah, from I bet that was fun. From <laughs> West Virginia to Croatia. <laughs> <laughs> like all of our Patreon members in Denmark and Australia and Norway, uh, Great Britain, Canada, all across the world, we really do appreciate it. You're, uh, they're heading to you straight from these hands. I made that happen. I told so, Jackie, I'm like, Kyle got it all done. And she's like, what? Is he back on Adderall? <laughs> yeah. uh, you'll notice that, that, that your old friend Kyle went above and beyond for you. He wrote each of you your own little uh, little epitaph there. Oh, here come the everyone. digs. Everybody got one, uh, you know, as much as I could. There was a few that got reused. Uh, I thought, you know, some of them were really ridiculous. What's an what example? Is, What's an example of something you oh, wrote? Oh, man. Uh, one of them said that it just it's like this. Okay, so... So Woody signed something like control the engagement, and then Taylor just wrote his name, and then I mine comes up and it's like, um, and I quote, Wings had a younger brother, but he ate him. <laughs> um, or it'll be like, um, my hand is so fucking tired, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, I'm so tired of signing these, Kyle. Dude, please, <laughs> tweet me money. pictures of your Kyle postcard. I want to see all the different things that he said. Yeah. Uh, one of them, I spilled a little coffee on it, so I circled the coffee stain and like wrote a little line from it and admitted and apologized to you for, <laughs> for staining yours. I, I, I felt like that made it even better. Um, that guy got some Kyle DNA. He's yeah, pretty lucky. we're going to see baby yeah. Kyle's running around, Jurassic uh, Park style. Uh, one of them I made, so Woody wrote Control the Engagement, but he forgot to like completely make the first O in the word control like enclosed in a circle and it looks like cunt troll <laughs> and, and I like drew a circle I drew a circle around that and pointed it out and like made a few references to it and then, um, from Kyle and I, I tried to do something for, for his, his awesome. come up and you know try to get them out within before the new year which actually didn't happen but they're out to you now they're all they're all done uh, there's something like Close to the 90 of them, I think. So if there's more to be had, if there's another list, then Chiz just... Uh, well, I've got the rest of the postcards that both Taylor and Woody have signed, and I've, si and I've signed. They just need addresses to and people to send them to. So if you're going to be in the next batch of Patreon postcard people, then you'll get yours a little sooner. I think I signed 250. Does that sound right? You did. Yeah, I've got wow. a crate of them t signed by both of these guys. Actually, all three of us, I've signed them all, too. Um, so I so I've got them. I just need um, you know somewhere to send them to. So awesome! It'll be, it'll be faster next time around. Efficient Kyle is efficient. Yeah, yes. I, I, I did a bunch of stuff today. I went and got my guns. I got these. Those are <laughs> awesome. Nice. Pretty excited about these. Yeah, I got the got, had to get some matching pistols. Finally, and go akimbo. Just Yosemite salmon it up over here all day. Uh, these are Kunan 357 Magnum 1911s. Uh, these are the compact version. I've got the full size version, but I've only got one of those. This is the uh, these are the compacts. Can I ask a uh, question? Is Kunan uh -huh. considered the top name? Like I only know the um, like the well known top names. Like Colt is a top one. Springfield and Kunan. Kunan is more of like a boutique type thing. It's a specialty thing. I don't think anyone else makes say a a handgun like this. It's kind of a one one of a kind kind of a thing that they've got going on. The, the grip is enormous. It's a proprietary magazine. Like this isn't a standard 1911 magazine. This is for the 357 Magnum. You know, it's a semi-automatic 357 Magnum, which you don't see all that often. What is um, the circle we're seeing on the grip? It's red. Oh, it's just a, it's a sticker that was, it's brand new. I just got it out of the box, so it's just a. 
Okay. Let's just. What's the capacity? Uh, I think seven or eight, something like that. I don't know. I like it contact. a lot. A three fifty-seven nine eleven sounds great. I yeah, like that, that caliber. Awesome. Three fifty-seven is great. Not only does it have like, is it? Not only is it a big old moose killer, a three fifty-seven, but you can put a thirty-eight in there and shoot it all day. Well, not in this because it's a no. semi-automatic pistol. Oh, right, right. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. well, um, but the three fifty-seven is one hell of a round. It's think like the nineteen eleven is a fat slow bullet. It's going like. 800, 900 feet per second, 1,000 feet per second, if you've got some sort of plus P rounds, maybe. Um, it, for the most part, subsonic, slower than the speed of sound. Uh, 9 millimeter, I think, you know, like 1,250 feet per second, something like that, like 115 grains. But with a 357 Magnum, you're at like 1,400 feet per second. You're, you're like a third faster with a, a, a somewhat smaller bullet, but it's, it's, uh, it's really devastating to... To larger things like you can kill a deer with a 357 Magnum, and uh, these things are just—they make just fucking fireballs coming out the end. They're a little—they're a little expensive. They're—I think they're 1,250 bucks a piece or something like that. I don't really know. That's expensive, um, but for a 350, I mean, for a 1911, that's in the ballpark, right? There's a lot of yeah. 1911s there. And you're just not getting a standard pistol. It, it's it's one of those things like I like always like to get. It's kind of something funky. Like not many people have seen one of these. But it's the only 357 Magnum 357 Magnum 1911. It's it's kind of a one of a kind thing. Um, Kunan Remember, is the guy who owns the company's last name. He is Kunan. Like this is like his pet project. I was talking to Kyle about what he likes in a gun, right? Because he, you know, sometimes he likes attachments that not other people like or or whatever. And I was like, you know, like what is it you like in in these guns? And uh, he said something that, that influenced my own desires. And he's like, I like stuff that's different. You know, stuff that, that not everybody else has. You know, you, there's perfectly good guns that you can buy off the shelf that are like a Glock 17 or something. And it's it's a perfectly good serviceable gun. But it's common. And and Kyle really likes uncommon guns. Yeah. So Like a sawed-off shotgun. A triple-barrel sawed-off shotgun. <laughs> a triple-barrel... I'd like that. I don't know if it's like not usable for a lot of things, you know, but uh, something about those triple barrels look neat to me. But I understand they bump fire by accident, and that's not always great. It doesn't sound safe at all. Well, hopefully it's pointed in a danger, you, know, <laughs> you know, if it bump fires, it's basically shooting the same thing you just shot. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I hope whatever you just shot is okay to get shot twice or three times. <laughs> Uh, where were we? Uh, I think we had wrapped up our game disappointment. So did did were there more game disappointments left? I think only you went. Oh well, shucks. You know the world just centers around you, my friend, with that unicorn radiating gamma radiation. <sighs> <laughs> Own it. Own it. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do my real quick. Uh, Xbox. I didn't put that, but I'll agree. The Xbox One is just a shitty experience unfortunately i really wish they would up, uh, update their software um and it's funny that the rumors around it that it was supposed to be like an always online device and if this past holiday season proved anything it's that would have been catastrophic uh for them it, oh i hadn't uh, thought about that just just so bad trying to keep their servers up but uh number one it easily is civilization beyond earth i'm pretty mad i spent 60 dollars on that game i've probably yeah. logged 20 hours in it, probably the same amount of time as Kyle, and we probably played five to seven games, and I don't, 
I I pick up Civ Five if I want to kill time before I pick up Beyond Earth. I really do not enjoy it at all. Just a huge letdown, to be honest. Uh, Titanfall would be up there as well. Don't much care. Uh, didn't care for it. I feel like that was super overhyped up there with Destiny, even though I haven't played Destiny. And that's pretty much it for. Uh, I want to get Destiny. Destiny, I, so in coming up with my list, I googled like 2014 gaming disappointments, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, which is actually how Watch Dogs got on there. It was on every list, and I was like, yeah. Yeah. But, but Destiny was on a lot of those lists, too. The thing is, I, when I, we went to a friend's house for Thanksgiving, and, and I watched their kids play it, and I thought, man, I think I'd really like this. The, the whole thing of like four people going on a quest, slaying AI, that looked like a good time to me. We thought that about say, Borderlands too, though. But oh that, god, that wasn't I, that I much fun. I wasn't a fan of the franchise, and I was playing just to have a good time with you guys. Woody was really the only one who had past experience and was a fan, and like this game warped that whole uh, mentality because he did not have fun. Uh, yeah. Well, didn't enjoy yeah. the game story. Everybody had fun, but like yeah. I gave no fucks. It was the press <laughs> E, do your job. It was like punching a time clock while making jokes because that's all it was. It was fe- it was just like I said it was in the previous two games, which is what I don't like about RPG games was fucking fetch quest after fetch quest, shoot, 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 fetch quest, game over. Cheese's character. Uh, which was Claptrap, is horrible to play with because half of his power-ups mess you up. Like, they make you jump constantly or run out of bullets or something. Having said that, Chiz is great to play with because I'd be, like, confused or lost in the map or something, which is something I think I'm particularly uh, vulnerable to. But Chiz would be bird-dogging all these tasks, you know? Like, like I wanted to finish the goddamn game. <laughs> He's just, just running around over. from, like, corner to map, corner to map. And these are, like, 12-minute sprints. Just, like, pressing E on both sides, getting it all done, while Kyle and I are, like, figuring out our inventories or something. He's, I just that's... looked for those diamonds and ran my ass off because I wanted to wrap <laughs> the fucking game up. I, I would do that, and I'm pretty positive I was the best at reviving people. I would sacrifice myself to pick someone up because I, I didn't give a shit if I died. I didn't care about anything in the game. If somebody wanted a shield that cost $30,000, I'd fucking spend it and give it to Woody, and then he'd lose it through a glitch door. I didn't care. <laughs> that happened. I, I didn't give a shit about the game. I just wanted to wrap it up because I never finished one, and I just wanted that on my goddamn wall. Just I finished a shitty Borderlands game, and you can hit all you want. It is just fetch questing. Oh. But Taylor's back. I will say I have one game recommendation. I've told Kyle this. The Game of Thrones game by Telltale is so fucking good. I don't even care that much about Game of Thrones. But it gives you another layer of that uh, universe, and I think it is excellent. Telltale makes great uh, games. You know, it's a a, um, decision-making game, so it's a lot of narrative. So if Kyle, I know, like Assassin's Creed, you didn't get to play a whole lot, so it's not a lot. You're not moving around killing things, but it, it, it expands the story of Game of Thrones, and it is really good. I really like that game. Hmm. That's my only recommendation. Did you in Borderlands? He did, yeah, yeah. the prequel, fucking horrible. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Mm. Yeah. I like Borderlands. It was too I think... short, but it was still fun. Too no, short. it was not. It was not <laughs> short enough. Borderlands, like, I wanted more out of it, but I no. had fun with it. Oh, no, no, God. no. It was not short enough. It was six hours too long. Borderlands <laughs> single-handedly killed PK plays. It was so lame. It did. <laughs> it did. It did. Borderlands the is the hobbit of the video game world. They oh. took a, a nugget of an idea and made it 12 hours long. It was... It, it just... It just. 
I didn't enjoy it. I, I don't know what else to say. I'm not going to critique the game. I don't know anything about. We stopped playing but... together after that game, and we got along during the game. We were just like, "That's enough." Yeah, it was just lame. I'm up for another game if you guys want to play one. Right now, I'm in kind of a you know, the, it's a new year, so I'm trying to get a lot of. I've got this huge to-do list. I've said it before, but mm-hmm. it just mine is huge, and and it's 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 everything from. It's everything from like doing my laundry, and like, you know, like cleaning my sneakers, to like, like federal licensing and like, doing all this government stuff. I, I all kinds of classes I have to take and reg and certifications and property stuff and like, huge purchases and like all this stuff that's just like. I've just been pushing and pushing until it's like a mountain. So like I'm picking away at the mountain day by day right are the, now. Are you taking any classes explosive related? Yeah, I got to take my explosives class. That's it's like a one it's like a one or two day class though. Dude, it's we, not gonna we be could, a big deal. We could do that together. Yeah, you're more yeah, absolutely. Cuz um, I looked into it. I think for $1500 I can get an explosive um, magazine. Brand. What did you say? Oh, the magazine for 1500? Remember I called Um it okay, it there's a lot of different certificate um, levels of magazine that you can have, and they do different things, and some of them are required, and some of them are, like, extra, and it can be hard to tell. But um, I, like I said the other day, I got back in touch with my tank guy. He was uh-huh. he was away in the country of Jordan, or the kingdom right. of Jordan, actually, um, doing something with, with tanks or something for, for them there. And uh, I think he's going to be able to help with getting the explosives magazine. Um, I think he's got some that have already been... Uh, certified by the by the, um, by the ATF, so you don't even have to go through that uh, paperwork. If, they're already done. If it's as straightforward as I think it, because I called a magazine manufacturer and asked him what it took. And uh, um, for people <coughs> watching this, you might not know what an explosive magazine is. Think of a really thick-walled safe that wouldn't be da- well that wouldn't be dangerous to have an explosion in, right? So you store your explosives I... in a magazine. Go on. I think I, I think a big part of the magazine is to keep people from getting to the explosives. I but but for the most part, I'm I think if the, if what's going to be an, so so when I get my explosives magazine, it's going to be for um, a couple of purposes. I think it might be interesting to have some sort of a uh, a retail explosive business. Maybe I'll make my own brand of Tannerite and sell it. Uh-huh. Also, it would be interesting to like have uh, maybe a commercial firework uh, business where like you want a fucking FPS rusher to come out to your house and set off. So many goddamn five-inch shells above your house that your neighbor's penis shrinks for the annual fireworks show. I'd do that for ten thousand uh-huh. dollars, or maybe, or obviously, I can incorporate explosives into my YouTube channel. So you know, we can blow cars up with a pound of C4 and launch tires with a hundred pounds of binary, and uh, you know, cut cut trees down with uh, debt cord and demonstrate all that stuff. Or I think that'd be really cool. Stump and one removal. could one could uh, supplement the other. So, I'm all in favor of more tree cutting down. So what I'm getting at is that the stuff that's going to be in my explosives magazine, I would think it would just blow the magazine up, but maybe I'm wrong. I, I, I don't I know could be wrong, about it. too. I'm, I'm not sure. That's why I'm taking the class. Dude, <laughs> dude, tell me about the class. I'll sign up, and, and we'll do it together. It'll be fun. Um, I'll, I'll have to get in touch with Richard Ryan. He said there's a, a place in Tennessee where you can go, and it's like a day or two days, and it's a grand. Yeah, we'll drop in. We'll just do it. Dude, and and yeah, because I I I feel like and I know I know Eric would want to would want in in on that too because he's he's wanting the same thing he's, volume he's discount in. yeah yeah I want to get uh, but anyway and it could be a volume discount for explosives too I, when I lived I, 
here lived here like it's past tense but i wasn't really quite sure what i'd do or where i'd put it and can you put a magazine in your garage whatever now that i've got a, a new place it's like well fuck i'll just get one of those um you can get a magazine and, and it basically exists underground like a hobbit uh house or Bunker. something oh shit now i'm interested <laughs> <laughs> and i was like maybe i'll do that or something i don't know but uh you know i i i could put in a magazine in where the hay in the stable would go or something i'm not sure but uh, we could totally work it out. So uh, it shouldn't be hard for me to get an FEL and, yeah. and you know, use it on Woody's lab. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be cool. I know people keep asking about Woody's lab, but you're gearing up for it. You had to buy a fucking house to, uh, to the do lab. this experiment. Yeah, you, you're, you're <laughs> still working on buying the lab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and also it's real time consuming. But uh, there will be a time when I can just go to my backyard and make that happen. I'm pretty psyched for that. So, yeah. Um, so but I want be... that. I want that FEL. I want that before Fourth uh, of July. I want to do something crazy for Fourth of July. Just some, just some fucked up crazy shit. I want to blow cars into the sky, like, and have them be flaming and on fire with like some sort of blue, blue red fire. Red. Maybe, maybe. I want. I want Green. lots of cool. Yeah, this red, white, and blue. Maybe. Just Damn. maybe. I want to launch. T- I really want to launch tires. That's fun. Um, but C4, Debt Cord, uh, that stuff's going to be really fun. And Dynamite, you know, just TNT. You get sticks of Dynamite, have fun with that all day. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Dude, yeah, there's no reason we can't do this. And the license is fairly, uh, it's fairly inexpensive to do. I just need uh, to get it done. Um, Cut down some trees with some Debt Cord. Oh. Yeah, you just wrap it around it. I had mm-hmm. some progress on the t- cable thing. Not not news to you guys, because I talk to you all the time, but to the listeners, I um. Everything got approved. All the easements are in. They sent me an invoice. The check is in the mail. It probably arrived today, although they didn't like tell me that they got my check. So um, I think come Monday, there's no reason they can't send a crew out and actually install the cable. And when I talked to the guy, he's like, let's get it done next week, which would be, you know, if you're watching this on Saturday, two days from now. So, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's... It should happen really soon. We need two things to get done before we move in. Paint and, and internet connection. The paint happens on the 8th, and the internet connection happens hopefully this week. So we'll see. Good. It's about damn time. It's ridiculous you've owned a house for going on two months now. Yeah, I know. Just absurd. Yep, yep. Uh, that's definitely true. So I've started, there's still a million things to do. Like, I need to run... Um, I don't want to bore with people the house talk, but I need to run Ethernet, to, you know, to various ends of the house, and and you know, basically we're gonna have hardwire on both far ends of the house and in the middle where the internet comes in, and then uh, have Wi-Fi throughout and stuff. It'll be cool. Hmm. So that'll be good. When you get that set up. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be great. How's the cell phone service there? That's good. I get three or four bars. I don't think I've seen five. But, That's yeah. good. Yeah, cool. it's totally functional. So, uh, yeah, anyway, very cool. Um, do we need a whole new topic? I think so. It looks Maybe like we'll Merck is struggling to Let's, stay uh, in. Kyle, what, would you agree that your top game that we were disappointed with was uh, Beyond Earth? Um, oh, maybe we didn't I was finish very that. Dis- I was really disappointed in it, definitely. I, I, was, I had high hopes. It looked cool. Um, and we were really enjoying Sniff uh, 5 right, up, right when it came out. And mm-hmm. it, it was just a letdown. It, it's not as good. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just not fun to me. Playing against the AI is not the same. It's not, it's not fun. I don't know what it is. Just everything about it, just not appealing. 
Yeah, and and I don't know every all that new stuff. I really didn't want to learn a whole new system of everything from scratch. And even when I and I felt like I I, I learned it a lot faster than uh, I learned Civ Five because it's just so simple and. Yeah, that's the thing. It feels it. It's a lot of new things, but it's simpler to some extent. Yeah, it's it's very simplistic. I guess I'd say I, I didn't like that. I didn't like it. Uh, it was it was definitely a letdown. Um, what game were we just talking? Borderlands. That that was kind of a letdown. I was expecting. <laughs> I was expecting that to be so much fun. Like I imagined us like encircling giant boss characters, right? And them and like loot exploding out of their ears, and that would be like the whole game. But like that happened once. <laughs> and uh, that end. happened once at the very end and like I didn't even realize it was the end and like I was pretty disappointed when that multi-faced thing that end was pretty died. rough for you 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 went down a lot during that end. <laughs> my, my whole job was just pick up Kyle and then Woody would shoot the fucking thing yeah like, was, I didn't die much at the last part which is not to say I didn't was, die at all but basically if you all die at the same time you lose your progress so yeah I, I stayed alive. Like sometimes that's just your job. Stay alive. I went down a lot. Didn't enjoy that. Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of surprised by how little I care for the new Call of Duty. Even the single player, um, I didn't really enjoy that very much. I'm I'm having a hard time following the single player story mode. Like, is this a whole different story aside from all the other stories I've seen before? Like, because there's so much uh, crazy shit going on in the single player campaign mode of Call of Duty. Like, if all of them are true, then the world would just be decimated by now. (laughs) There's been so many Russian splinter groups, and the United States is falling apart, and there's... It's just... It's not good. Too many laser weapons have been fired. Like, you know, it was just a game ago when they were shooting those kinetic space weapons, and now there's space lasers. I don't don't really know, you know, who's in charge anymore, and I don't care. It's Kevin Spacey, it seems. I played about two or three missions. Uh, but kind of lost interest in it, and actually went and watched some game of card, um, House of Cards. After uh, <laughs> <clears throat> I'm not in, so it's kind of a letdown, honestly. It's it's definitely not. Uh, I guess I guess maybe I'm just not as 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 into it as I used to be, but it's just not doing it for me anymore. Huh. Um, what other games did we play? I'm trying to think of the ones I didn't like. How, how do you feel about Daisy? Like what? Uh, like what Woody was saying. Oh, I feel like Daisy has a ton of potential, but 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 what it would take is a co- a very coordinated effort. You have to get your shit together to enjoy Daisy, and that's not always something that you can get a whole group to do. Like you literally, it would literally take the three or three of us, or maybe one other person who knows what he's doing, to like get together with a server admin and like get our like stuff in place. And then like be like led around, be like, yeah, you want to go to the northwest? That's where like the amigos hang out at. It's like <laughs> they're like a 15-player clan on our server here, and they're pretty they're 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 pretty into it. And you could go over there and like raid the amigos, and I think that would be fun. But... Do, you, do you remember when we stormed? All of us stormed the big ship off on the coast or whatever, and I think we might have killed some people. And then we got picked off in the fucking oh, no, woods. Oh, the story's better than that, cause all yeah, right. So you tell it. And fast forward, Ch- um, Chiz ran into this guy. The guy killed him. The guy just for whatever reason betrayed Chiz, took him out. Um, but and then Chiz respawned, and I met up with him, and we found this guy a second time, the the one who had murdered Chiz. But of course, Chiz has respawned. This guy doesn't recognize Chiz or his voice, so we befriend him and tell him to follow us. 
And meanwhile, we're also talking to Woody, who's in a ship that's literally 20 minutes walk away. And he's like, lead him here. I've got a gun <laughs> and bullets for it. And we're like, whoa! Got, <laughs> I got an axe, bro, but it's, it's rusty. <laughs> so, so Chiz and I befriend this guy, and we're like sweet-talking, and we're like, yeah, yeah, we'll go, and we'll meet up with a friend. He's got a lot of loot. We'll split it up. Four, four heads are better than two, whatever. And uh, so we, we're leading him on. We, we get him all the way there, and we, we set up a whole bullshit scenario for him. Like, <laughs> great. Woody comes over, Woody comes over game, game speak so that everyone in, the, in proximity can hear him. And he, he's like, get on the ground, get on the ground, I've got a gun, everybody on the ground. And, and, and we lay on the ground too, we play along, we're like, yeah man, get on the ground with us. So like, <laughs> so the guy lays down, like right in front of me, and I'm looking at him, he's, he's face down on the ground, Woody walks up to him, he's just like, bang, bang. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> waste right there. And then we're just like, yeah, fuck you, asshole. And we take all of these Because he was like like shooting you and he had you like trapped or something. Like like he was, he started it. Yeah. He's a bad yeah, man. He, he had killed Chiz. So we, we put this whole, right. and it took, you know, half an hour to put this plan from the time we started to the time we actually made this happen. It was like half an hour and we did a thing. And we did what Daisy is supposed to be about. It was like real interaction, real like fucking somebody over and tricking them. It was it was great. And then like we're exploring this ship, and I guess like some players heard him on on proximity speak, or maybe they just heard the gunshots. They're like out in the bushes and like, you know, Woody walked past a porthole or something. They shot him in the ear. <laughs> yeah, it was like, horrible. He, he's <laughs> like, I'm done. I just dropped dead. I don't know and where I'm, I got shot from, but somehow my leg is broken and my head is bleeding. <laughs> it's all yeah, bad. I remember Woody was like, uh, there's a gun over here. And I go, oh, over here? Bang! And I break my fucking <laughs> leg and I just down. start crawling. Chiz goes down. Then it's just me. And I'm like, I don't have a gun. Like, I don't think I ever got a gun and bullets. Like, So, so I'm just kind of creeping around like, Maybe I'll get close and like beat him up a little or something. I don't know. And all of a sudden, I like and I like turn to the left and there's a person with a gun and he's just like, and it goes black and that's the end. Like, that was it. There were fucking two of them and it was just like real fucking life. Like I was scared. I was hoping I'd find my way out, maybe find my friends so I could help them. And then there the bad guys were and I was dead. And they took all our shit and that was the end. But what I wanted to play was Overpock. I wanted to play on the modded server where it's not about survival, it's about domination, where you're raiding each other's bases, you're stealing things, um, you've got uh, certain game aspects that make, make it so that, you know, your stuff can't get stolen unless there's been some real intrigue. So, like, there's a safe inside your base with a combination, you know, and I could tell Wood, I could text Woody at his house, but hey, man, the, the combination's 7777. And so he could go into the server and put the, put the code in and get his guns and ammo out the next time he wanted to go play. He wouldn't have to go off and, like, I don't know, dig through, dig through garbage or anything. He, you know, it's just like Minecraft. You've got your base, you've got vehicles, all that stuff, and you raid against each other and just kind of you know, go around and pick on players who don't have the $10 for a car. And I think that would be fun. Like four guys completely loaded out, riding around an Escalade with a minigun on it, looking for noobs that only had enough money to like get like a Corsica or something and just just fucking them up, taking their shit and going about our day. I think that would be fun. But that's a, that's a very high effort as far as video game experiences go. Yeah. 
Apparently. And everybody who says they know what they're talking about is lying to me. Here's what, <laughs> you're, you're lying. I, I get these people all the time, oh, dude, I'm your overpark guy. I'm, I'm like, really? And I asked him like an in-depth question about the game. I'm like, oh, well, well, how do the tokens work? And is the safe area like this and that? And they're like, oh, well, I really don't know much about all that. And it's like, you don't know like the core aspects of the gameplay? Is that what you're telling me? Like, because you're supposed to... No. So I can never find anyone who actually knows what they're doing. I've watched maybe 10 or 15 hours of video on it, and I've played for 20 hours attempting to do it. So I know kind of what I'm doing, but what I really need is a, a server where, you know, it has all the aspects that I want, and I could just buy a base, buy a helicopter, um, buy the guns, buy everything. I don't want to have to loot. I just want it. And yeah. the game, to me, is about raiding and picking on people, not about gat hunting and gathering. People people hate on pay to win so hard, but dude, I don't want to pay to win. I want to pay to play. Yeah, I'm a grown man. If I can save nine hours of crawling around through the grass looking for dirty rags for five bucks, where do I pay? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, It's and it's not even that I want to be necessarily be that guy who has spent forty dollars on this 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 alpha build game that's been modded and and you know everybody else has spent like six dollars just so they can be there I don't want that my dream scenario would be what I oftentimes see in YouTube videos where there's a 45 minute YouTube video about a scenario where two guys are playing driving along in a car someone takes a shot at their car and they immediately jump out spread out pop smoke you know and there's like spotter sniper trying to deal with this whole thing He's like yeah yeah he's up on the ridge top and sure enough, there's a guy on the ridge top who knows who you are, and like he's got it out for you. It's that kind of scenario. Like when the people got close enough to talk, they were like, "Yeah, we know it's you. We got your, we got your buddy. We, you know, blah blah blah," because they had seen the guy's YouTube videos. Meanwhile, he's sneaking away and flanks them and takes them all out. It's, 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 it's really cool to watch. It's, it's, it seems a lot more fun than just mindlessly running around and you know most first-person shooters and just watching the yellow numbers pop up. It, it seemed like it meant something when you died. On the other hand, I've played Daisy <clears throat> with the kind of guys that you're looking for. Not over Pac. I recognize they're not the same thing. And, um, man, these guys knew everything. Like, you know, oh, yeah. We, we had to assemble a helicopter. Like, we, we, they knew where the helicopter spawned. And then it had all these broken and missing parts. So, you know, we all went, like, in different teams of three. It was, like, nine of us total. So that we wouldn't get beat. And, you know, we're all sharing guns and working together. And, and he knew which buildings were more likely to spawn which helicopter parts. Right? This is serious expertise, in my opinion. And, mm -hmm. uh, and we managed to put the whole helicopter together. Thing runs out of fuel in almost no time. <laughs> now we're all fueling. Even refueling the helicopter is a very dangerous thing. And by the way, you now you have a really prized possession. There's a huge bullseye on you. And then we take the helicopter to, like, the... Um, the base, I forget, I'm going to mess this up, but like in the Northwest is a military base and the weapons tend to be better there, but of course the death tends to be, you know, more aggressive there too. And uh, even with a working helicopter flying through the air, we still managed to die and things got fucked up and it's like, yeah. uh, and, and then no we had nothing. And then it and was the all gone. The Daisy standalone, it, it, like you said, it came it's out trash. in like uh, 2013, and it's like not changed since then. And like, I just hate getting killed by shit that doesn't, shouldn't be happening. Like, 
I remember one instance, some guy had a gun, and we all tried to gang up on him, and we didn't have shit, and he walked in the house and slaughtered us, and Kyle hid in a room or some shit like that. And I'd come back there like five fucking times to loot all of our bodies, and zombies are phasing through the fucking floorboards yeah. and walls Let me, and uh, raping me. And I, I, I would scream randomly in calls, and people like, <laughs> would be like, what's wrong? I'm like, I got hit through the wall. I was just in a building, and I got hit through the fucking wall by a zombie. I hated that shit. Let me quickly, so let me quickly tell the story of, of how that scenario went down. So <laughs> we've been playing for a long time. It takes a long time to coordinate in Daisy. I've often asked people how they find, you know, how do you coordinate? How do you use the map since there's no, like, you are here marker? That's another thing that I must have in the server I play in. There has to be a you are here marker on its map so yeah. that you can fucking navigate. I don't want to have to learn the landscape. That's stupid. It's a game. Like, you've got a compass if you can find it, and you've got, like, the world around you. So we would do things like walk toward the ocean, walk away from the sun, like, you know, walk. We're, walk downhill, you know, we're just trying to coordinate yeah. and get three bodies together when none of us really know exactly where we are. We had achieved this. This is a very rare thing. <laughs> <laughs> like we this is a 30 minute to hour long process like, every time someone dies. You're like, you're like pedaling on your bicycle <laughs> and it goes so fast. You're like, ah! If you hit if you hit a bush, you're dead. You're pedaling on your fucking bicycle. In the distance, you see like a lone figure, and you're just like, "Whoa, bro! Let me get my <laughs> let me get my axe out. I might have to lay down some justice." And then you're like, "Hey, is that you?" Like, "Yeah, yeah." And you kind of wiggle, and you're like, "Yes, finally!" Three <laughs> hours later, we, <laughs> we had made that happen twice. The three of us were together, and there were explosions in the distance. We keep hearing these gas stations explode and all these crazy bombs going off so I'm like we gotta investigate like if there's somebody blowing up buildings we need to either befriend them or try to kill them and take their shit like I at least want to know what's going on so we end up in this little barracks building by uh, by the railroad tracks and by that gas station and we're inside looting and we hear someone speaking on like proximity speak and we're like hey oh and he's like hey you guys in there and we're like yeah we're in here and I think only one of us has an actual gun with bullets and it's Woody yeah I think I have like a hatchet, soda shiz, something similar, maybe yeah. a pipe, whatever. This guy comes in, he's fucking Tommy Hilfiger bling. He's got <laughs> everything. He looks like... Fucking he's commando. A, he's a commando. His knife is shiny. He's got a gun thrown over his back. He's got a pistol stuck in his belt. Like he's, he, he's looking good. He's got enough stuff that if we were to pick him clean... Our little group would kind of rise in in the world. All of us would be well armed based on what this guy was carrying. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, we could all improve ourselves just a little bit by like you know picking this guy clean, and but we weren't well coordinated on what we wanted to do. Chiz immediately wanted to. He was like, "Let's kill him." Woody's like, "No," and I'm just like, "Kill him!" <laughs> but it didn't get coordinated well, so like no. I. I like swung with a hatchet and missed, and Chiz, I think, whomped him over the head with something. Benny Hill music <laughs> should have been playing in the background. We were in a tiny closet room swinging at this dude with a gun, and he's not shooting yet. And, and we <laughs> don't hit him. Just don't hit him. Woody, Woody's like, Woody didn't want to betray this guy. He didn't shoot. And I think Woody was the first that this guy did kill. This guy has a machine gun, it turns out, yeah. that he wasn't even showing us. He like reaches in his backpack and is like, let me get old Painless out. And he's, <laughs> it's, it's just like, and fucking mows Woody down. Chiz tries to run for it. Mows him down. And I'm just like, fuck this. I close the closet door. 
I'm like, ah, ah, he didn't see me. He's like, I know you're in there. Fucking door comes open. I click the, I, I press the button really quick though, so it closes before it can do anything. And we're just going back and forth. The door's swinging, open, close, open, close, finally <laughs> all the way open. And he's just there, and I'm just like, no, and he's, and mows me down too. And he picked through our bullshit and maybe found like eight bullets he wanted and went about his way. Yeah. <laughs> And we got offline. <laughs> yeah, yeah game, all of that game sounds like a chore. None of this it sounds is. fun. That's it's like ch- a, it's like a, but it's like you jerk off for like five hours and never come. It is so much more <laughs> play, man. There is never any payoff. Like I, I remember one time, I was loaded to the gills. I had, two, I had killed two people in a crane, and I had two guns and a bunch of ammo. I was waiting for Kyle for the longest fucking time. I the one second I'm not paying attention, I get shot in the fucking head, and I just punch the fucking desk because I get there about 20 minutes later. Sure enough, there's two guys. They're like, "Put your hands up." I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, I'm cool, dudes." Don't, and these are the guys to murder Chiz, of course. I'm like, I'm cool. Don't mess with me, man. I, I was like, I got nothing here. I'm just, I'm just exploring. I don't know what I'm doing. I was like, I got nothing you could even want. I got a child's backpack and some Jello <laughs> or something. I've been eating dog food since that city I can't pronounce. Just, come on. And they're like, you don't have a gun? And I'm like, no, I don't have a fucking gun. Where do you even get guns? They're like, ah, man, up in Corkalar. And I'm just like, ah, well, shit. They're like, here, here's a gun. And they're like, throw a fucking gun at me. And some bullets, and just, and I'm just like, thank you, Mister. And I'm just like, this is the first time I've ever had both. And Chiz is like, try to kill him and get my shit. And I'm like, fuck you, man. <laughs> like, these are the first nice people I've seen today. Like, I'm gonna take this and leave. <sighs> it was, so you mean most people aren't very nice in the game? They're not no. willing to help. <laughs> and I'm not either. I, I'll pretty much kill anyone on site. I don't care if you've got a shirt, and that's it. Uh, it's fun to kill people. What do you start I, with? Nothing. Really. Uh, now that you start clothed and you start you with have about like what you bandage. have right now. A flashlight, a battery. I think it's a bandage or morphine or something. Like there's maybe some one medicine. bandage. In, yeah, yeah. In some in some servers you start with uh, a bicycle, and some servers you have to find a piece of scrap metal before you can assemble your bicycle. I like the servers where you just start with a bicycle and you press F10 or whatever com- the command is, and you just you got a bicycle. There's no reason to make so me work start, for a bicycle. You can start booking it on your bicycle, but if you hit a bush, you said you die? Oh, it'll it's break got, your fucking bike. You can break the bike. It's got like a health meter that's like, you know, <laughs> it starts at green and it goes to red. You hit a bush three times in a row at full speed, that thing's red, your bike's Dude, broken. Dude, if it's I ran a DayZ server for five bucks, you'd spawn him <laughs> with a bike, a Magnum 357, and three bullets. They Bam. do that. You're not that OP, but at least you're in the fucking game. You know, yeah. at least you can play. There's servers that do that for free. You, as soon as you, as soon as you get in, it's it's like that. You've you've got like <clears> some <throat> basics, and um and that's all fine and good. But I don't want to play that game mode. I, I really like the overpock idea, yeah. the idea of the You're in-game like, economy. What are you? There's your half full revolver is okay and everything, but <laughs> I'm looking for an M16 <laughs> <laughs> you know, with a bandolier chest thing full of ammo in- and. In Overpock, the, the kind of guns that, 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 that you would end up with are like a, a 6.8 millimeter ACR with a thermal scope and a silencer and a grenade launcher. Like, that's common. Uh, yeah. It'll be like a Shytac intervention with like a silencer and a thermal scope. It looks like, you're, it looks like a telescope on this thing. The, the, the optics are so big. Like, crazy shit like that. AA-12s and just ridiculous weaponry. In the standalone, an SKS 
is the top of the line. Pretty goddamn good. Do you guys need a whole new topic? Yeah, Yeah, I suppose so. But I got to say, very, very disappointing. So uh, you can pick your topic. Um, One, Wings of Redemption uh, on all his recent drama. Two, Army fitness tests. And three, Jones versus Daniel Cormier. Um, I want to talk about Wings, but I need to run and grab a fresh drink. My, my throat's pretty Yeah, sore. what's, right what's Wings drama? I have no idea. I'll bring you up to speed. So, um, uh, Wings of Redemption, uh, he has been struggling somewhat. He uh, Here, I'll put myself on screen so you can see my unicorn. <laughs> um, God, I'm sexy. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, rough, man. That is a rough prepubescent pimple. I'm going to get up yeah, closer to the wanna... camera. There we go. There nice yeah. little little beard action, little unicorn, perfect. I mean, you worked at Cisco. You got the full uh, full Indian thing going for you right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's see, Wings. Um, his highs are are nice and high, right? He's working with Drew. He's he's enjoying weightlifting, which is a cool thing. He hasn't really enjoyed any workout prior to that. He, uh, I guess that's it. Uh, those are his highs. Uh, on the <laughs> <laughs> On the downside, um, his financial situation continues to to head worse, right? Like, and he stopped working basically. So he, you know, his job, of course, is to make YouTube videos. And what has he made? Like maybe three in the last month. Yeah, he's living off his savings. Yeah, so he's made like three videos in the last month, which you know, depending on where you're coming from, some might say, well, you know, your financial problems are your own fault. You, you haven't worked for a month. Others might say like he's you know got like a mental illness and he's got to you know sort that out. Then so you you pick. Um, so financially, it's not going well. He's actually gaining weight. Uh, he mentioned I forget where it was, whether it was in writing or in some video that uh, he's like you know Drew is great. He, you know he tells me what to eat and he even cooks for me and brings me some healthy meals. But he can't be with me 24 hours a day, and uh, I'm just addicted and. and you know, when he, I guess he was down when he was writing it because he made it sound like he was hopeless. Like there's nothing you can do to stop me from eating relentlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's gaining weight, he's losing money, and um, he was on a Twitch stream. So th- as I as we say this, this is maybe like five days ago. Guessing, um, he said he you know his plan was still to keep doing what he's doing until he runs out of money and then murder him. Um, not murder himself, suicide. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> and then uh, he was going to kill himself. So uh, um, that that was his plan, and you know, he's later sort of backed off from that. Like, I'm not really going to kill myself. I was just having a low moment. But this has also been a, a plan that he's talked about for a while. I mean, months ago he bought the bullets. He's like, I got hollow point forty five ACPs, and he's posting bullets. Like, he went out to a gun store, bought the bullets that he will use to kill himself when he runs out of money. If he goes through with that plan, he's already got the rounds. So um, Twitch mm. saw this, and it's been very... Some people say that what he was doing is he was kind of talking and interacting with his stream, but over a black screen. And some people say he got banned for that, because Twitch is primarily a gameplay channel, and if you're not doing gameplay, then, um, you know... And rolling ads, that's the big thing. They don't like when you just <clears throat> roll ads over, like, no content or something. Yeah, that's interesting, because I've had a lot of non-content heck i think some of my best streams become almost podcasty like i I had a real i remember there was one stream not long ago where we shared like all these old pictures jackie's giant hair high school photos and stuff like that hilarious stuff 
And, um, but I don't roll any ads. Maybe that's why I get away with so much. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> uh, Wings was rolling ads over a black screen while talking about killing himself. And, and I saw a whole, like, I wasn't in the stream, but I, people like took screenshots of the things he would type to them. And, uh, if people don't know this Twitch before it was Twitch was Justin TV. And Justin TV was one of many kind of peers. Like there was Ustream and others I can't remember. But like it really there wasn't one standout. And then someone killed themselves on Justin TV. Justin TV had nothing. Really? Else. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. yeah. That is how they got huge. The publicity surrounding the live stream suicide made Justin TV famous. And uh, and then all of a sudden, Justin TV launched onto a whole other level that like Ustream is, is still never reached. So um, now that part is true. This part is our guess. It might be that they're extra sensitive to suicide talk because they certainly don't want to be like Twitch TV, the place for suicide. <laughs> you know? No, like, so yeah. much has changed there. You know, they got acquired by Amazon. A big respected company they definitely do not want that kind of publicity surrounding them that would have definitely affect their valuation how did the uh, person do it and this was probably years ago right yeah it is years <sighs> ago uh was it i forget i'm sure you can google it i don't want to watch themselves. no i doubt there's any video of that shit anymore i feel like Twi uh, t twitch would have scrubbed that shit off of google search results by now <laughs> So Wings kind of insinuated that he was going to do that? Maybe yeah, he insinuated. He straight up said it. He said, he I'm just, going to use all of my savings, and when I do, I will, with, it, my, with my ACP, I will kill myself. Yeah, he's As identified he's, the he's guns, and he's caught the rounds. I recall him saying, like, he's going to oh, kill himself. He said him it a lot of times. times. Yeah. It's still, like, it's sad, but, like, he, man, I, don't, I just don't understand how he's gaining weight. Like, if stay on that downward trend of weight, he'd be getting happier and happier and happier. And then he'd be able to find a different... You know, mode of work, like it, with, if if Drew can't do it, like what's he gonna do? I, I think that Wings really likes food, and that's the bottom line. Like Wings really, really likes food, and it doesn't matter how positive he is, or how positive Drew is, or how great of a guy Drew is, because Wings likes food a lot, and. Yeah. That's the bottom line. That that's bigger uh, than anything. Wings likes food. I don't. And know. It makes him. It makes him happy, and and, Drew, and that's what Drew, uh, Drew's trying to do is to get him to like working out to to give him happiness to I've, substitute that with eating and food. I've never and been I anyone love... but me. But I, I really wonder how his feelings are different than mine. Right? I really like food. Now every time I eat, I'd like to now, have a second plate. I love food. I, I love food so much. Let's talk about how much we love food because because I'm with you here. <laughs> I eat recreationally. Like let me let me Kyle's a champion in this department. It's fucking ridiculous. I've said it to him so many times late night. He's like, Oh yeah, I'm having cereal. It's half cinnamon toast crunch, half Reese's pieces, and half angel jizz. It's so goddamn good, you know? <laughs> He'll go to Waffle House and make the, have them make him a custom waffle and like fifteen different sides. It's absolutely See, absurd. I'm different than Kyle. I love food, but I have to tell myself no all the time. I had a I had a waffle last night. I yeah. crushed up cinnamon toast crunch um cereal. And I put that in the batter. Then I made waffles out of that. And I, I just ate the waffles. But then there was one waffle left over, so I deep fried it. Every night when I go to bed, I would like <laughs> to have another meal. And I tell myself, no, Woody, 
if you're going to be hungry and uncomfortable or whatever, while you're sleeping is the time to do that. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. bam. I, I feel like what I'm doing is something that, like, everybody everywhere, except Kyle, you know, it does to themselves. It, it's like, you know, but Wings is like, you don't get it. I'm hungry. No, I do fucking get it. We're all hungry. You know? No, can... he's not hungry, though. It's just it gives him the most pleasure. Yeah. For example, I was going to say, like, if I'm feeling really down in the dumps, I won't go eat or something. I mean, food's nice, but, like, I'll go binge watch a Netflix show or something like, like that or start filling my head with some kind of content that brings my mood up. Whereas him, it's it's eating those foods that give him good memories of better times and stuff like that. He said before he doesn't eat because he's hungry. Um, and that's where the issue is. You know, it's, it's, you can't, it's pure pleasure. I sometimes, get the same pleasure honest, from eating. Go on, I'm sorry. Sometimes you can't put too much stock into what he actually says, though, because I think he has a hard time understanding his own feelings. Like, I mean, I've heard the guy say, like, he doesn't care about sex, that he'd rather masturbate. And then I've heard, <laughs> I've heard him say that, like, he hates masturbating and he never does it. He's never and then done it. Then I've heard him say that he loves sex and, and he loves this kind of sex. And then I've heard him later say, well, I like sex, but not really. And then I've heard him say, I, I'm awesome at sex. They keep coming back for more. You never really know like what the real truth is about what he's feeling. And, and, and I'm talking about when he's eating. like how it, I don't know if he can self-identify what it is about food that, that he needs so much. Maybe he just likes being full. Maybe that's a comforting feeling like... When my dog, when there's thunderstorms, my dog gets scared and hides behind the toilet. But if you put like a thunder blanket on it, like a, you know, like a little doggy compression vest, Your it dog feels is so like gay. that is just... so a doggy <laughs> compression vest. Let's take a moment. That it is so goddamn fruity. Your dog is. It feels good. It, it's a Shih Tzu. It, it feels, you know, it, a Pomeranian. I mean, it feels, you know, comforted by that, and it's like, oh yeah, the thunder can't get me after all. Me and cows and this together, thunder bears. And I'm, I'm like, like, yeah, little man. And it's all cool again. But uh, maybe. <laughs> what race is your dog? You've got a what career in voice that? acting, my friend. That was a <laughs> stellar <laughs> dog right there. It was like a <laughs> munchkin or something going on. I, I don't do that with my dogs. You don't well, I don't know why, because you're a normal human being. This is how the conversation goes. Well, Justin, I can because you don't talk to the dog. <laughs> Yeah. I can see what I, I talk to my dogs all the time. About I talk to my dog. Full, like, if, if my dog is like scared of thunder or something, I say, Jack, be quiet. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, it's more no. like, shut up, quit barking. I sit, yeah. I, sit, I have conversations with the dog. Like, if the dog's sitting there, like, looking at me in a way, I try to, like, do the dog's voice and, like, try to, like, exude what I think the dog's feeling. Like, you can kind of tell, you know, the dog's looking around. That's interesting. Like, what does the dog say to you? What's the dog voice? <laughs> It depends on which dog it is. Yeah, okay, well, uh, uh, Muppet. Muppet. Let's, let's hear Muppet. Oh, Tiny little dog, cute it? vest. Yeah. Okay, so so here's. I think what, I know this voice. Depends on how hazy the room is. Here's this is Muppet, and uh, Kitty is getting ready to like leave and like go to the doctor or something, and I'm sitting on the couch watching Netflix. Uh, where where are you going over there? You you're not gonna you're not gonna leave me here, are you? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go leave me here, although. All in with you. Kitty <laughs> <laughs> leaves, and immediately the dog like like comes in there. She's like, "You, you, you're no good. I'm gonna go hide in the bathroom, and if Kitty gets home, let me know." And, and the dog's gone. The dog, the, the dog spends the entire The dog day. sounds like it's from a concentration camp. Like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> 
because she's terrified. Like, what is the leave, character just... that wants this Dobby from Harry Potter? Your dog is Dobby from <laughs> yeah, Harry Potter. That's what she looks like. That's what she looks like. She goes and hides in a pile of like Kitty's laundry, like in her bathroom, and like stays there all day long. And if she hears a noise, she'll come out and be like, "Eh, hey, is Kitty back?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, ladies." <laughs> And like turn around and she's gone again, like back into the bathroom. That, that the dog only cares about Kitty. All the all the. What about she, Dax? She, yeah, I want to hear Dax's voice. What kind of what? dog is Dax? Or do, you <laughs> just, do you two not talk? Like a Belgian no, no. Malinois or German Shepherd or something? Or? Belgian Malinois. It's like a, a slightly smaller German Shepherd. They're really intelligent. They're attack dogs. Hey there, Kyle. Welcome home. <laughs> That is not what that dog this sounds like. This is what he sounds like. Rides yeah, totally. He's from, he's from Paducah, Kentucky. Hi there, Kyle. Welcome home. I've been thinking about licking your face until it's bloody. Who was that from oh. SNL, the little gingerbread guy? What was that? Just wait. One of these days, this bars ain't going to hold me no more, and I'm going to rip your throat out. <laughs> Who are the creepy old yeah. guy from Family Guy? That, that sounds like a gingerbread man from Did you get that dog fixed? Yeah. Uh yeah that that yeah we did didn't Good. help um it didn't when help. I no when I drive home when I pull up in the in the park in the like the 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 driveway he's just barking this aggressive <laughs> angry bark and his his shoulders are like forward and he's just like and I'll translate from some some for sometimes if there's like new people I'll be like hate 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 blood 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 like, that's all he does. It's just hate and blood. Those are the only two dog words he knows. Hate and what? Blood. blood. But hate and blood. Okay. That's it. that's it. He's just full of rage out there. Um, <laughs> Eric, um, uh, Iraq veteran, a a a a. He uh, he got in the pen with him the other day and was like, you know, playing with him with a big like rope toy and everything, and the dogs dragging him all over the place. They had a good old time. And I like come up to the fence and like, hey there, buddy, how's it going? He like tried to take my fingers off. <laughs> He just really hates my fucking guts. Um, <laughs> it it has nothing to do with dog? how you mock him this, with the voice. Beast that hates you. I, it's a it's a three thousand dollar dog that I bought a few years ago when I was doing this uh, this video with about some attack dogs, and uh, the guy likes you know I'd been at the guy's facility all day. He'd been he'd been showing me what these dogs can do, and like this dog will go get you a beer out of the fridge. It'll like attack on command. It can smell like. Eight different scents and all these holes in the wall. It's like super energetic, like incredible, incredibly obedient. Like it's just locking eyes with this with this trainer, and it's like, damn, that dog's like a person, dude. Like that dog's, that dog's a person. Like he's he's gonna be like a part of the group. And he's like, well, I got this one for, in, and he's like three grand, and like, if you want to fully train with her, twelve grand. And I was just like, well, I don't, I'm not gonna spend that much. I, I was like. <clears throat> I'll take the three thousand dollar one if you throw in like the kennel and the food and everything. So he gave me all these accessories, all these. I got a bunch of shit to go with the dog. Mm -hmm. Long story short, the dog turned against me at some point, you know, and, and became. How kid quickly did it turn against you? Like immediately? It used to sleep at the at the base of the stairs uh, of my bedroom and like guard my guard me while I slept. <laughs> and then something happened. And that stopped happening, and he kind of became Kitty's dog at that point. There was an incident where I took him walking once, and I had my katana, and he wasn't afraid of the katana as I was walking him, but I think maybe he hadn't noticed it. He was just like, I gotta take a piss, gotta take a piss. Like, and we got outside, and I was like, oh, look at that weed. I could really trim that up with the old katana. 
and I just took a swipe with my ninja sword and cut this uh, <clears throat> this bush down, and Dak freaked the fuck out and wrapped himself around the mailbox, and so I'm pulling the lead, <laughs> but it's wrapped around the mailbox, and he's pulling on the other end. It's a big, it's a full shoulder harness, and he pulled my mailbox out of the ground, and it fell and broke, and and then he's like trying to get his like elbow, his little doggy elbow up out of the harness, and he wiggled his way out of a full-body dog harness and escaped into the wilds and didn't come back for like three days. And then that <laughs> happened like five more times over the next year. <laughs> Where like I'd be hanging out with him over at my shop or something, and like we were testing guns, and all of a sudden, you know, someone shoots a shotgun to test it, and we're like, hey, where's fucking Dak? And I'm like... <laughs> I'm not. I was like, you're supposed to be holding the fucking leash. That's your job. And she and the girl starts crying, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, Jeremy, you're supposed to be. And like, nobody could, nobody would admit that they were supposed to be holding the fucking leash. And he just vanished. Five days later, he comes back. So he kept having these like wilderness uh, experiences, and he kept coming back more and more wild-eyed until the point where like he and I just don't get along. He's he's a he's dangerous. I, I feel. So I'm afraid. To be in the same room with them. We switched off the wings topic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what what's left to say. I, I guess I, I. It's hard to tell where he really is. Like, and I I don't think he's lying, right? Like, like so. If I say one day the sky is blue and another day the sky is red, probably one of those days I'm not telling the truth. With wings, I think he's actually just changing his mind so often that. Yeah. That you don't know where he is, you know? or that he, or that he himself doesn't know. Right, right. Um, you know, I think it's just constantly bouncing back between like, man, everything would be better if I was in better shape. Like if I were skinnier, I could, you know, get laid more or whatever his thoughts are. You know, then I'd have more control of my life and I could pick back up with YouTube or go get a completely different career because now I'm turned off to YouTube. And then he'll get sad and be like, well, you know. That's all so far away anyway. It's never going to happen. I may as I'm already in for a penny, in for a pound. May as well eat, you know, 10 cheeseburgers right now and just feel good for a few minutes so I don't have to dwell on the fact that I'm sad deep down. Which That's is, the thing. I think he it's gets, just emotional eating. He gets these little tiny wins, keeps going, keeps building up his uh, emotional account, if you will. And then, like, when one thing comes into his path, it just resets his balance to zero. And it's like the end of the world for him. And he's got to start and rebuild all of that. And he, he doesn't take hardships or difficulties in his the journey he's taking very well yeah, one of the things uh, i tell people very hard is, is you know you can't let one loss turn you into a loser and and i feel like i'm indirectly calling him a loser now which isn't my goal but that's what he does right you know, he stubs his toe and all of a sudden he's invalid you know one little loss and he just throws in a towel whereas like you know dude that Everyone has bumps in the row. Everyone has failures on the way to success. Mm -hmm. But, um, but, and I can understand how he feels like that. You know, like when you're that heavy, like it, it probably does just feel insurmountable. Like it took me this many years to get this big. How long is it going to take to go back? All that overeating I did over all the years, those calories didn't vanish. I have to work backwards now and get all of that out, all of it, you know, and then like it's, that's probably really overwhelming. Right. Not an excuse, really. Yeah. But, but then he just throws away it. everything he's accomplished. Like he's bench pressing, like I don't know, hundred and something odd pounds, and he couldn't do that before. And it's like that huge success right there just kind of doesn't mean anything when he hits a hurdle. It's just like, so what? I can bench hundred and fifty or whatever. You know, I'm still four hundred and whatever pounds. 
How much does he weigh now? Nobody Do we know? Knows. About yeah, 430. You can't base it based on what he says. And it's just um, hard to keep I mean, track, honestly. I've heard so many numbers. Yeah, they go up and down. Either his weight changes a ton or what he wants to tell you his weight is changes a ton. And another issue is like you, you can't just at least I don't know anyone that can just look at him and get a good vibe, right? Like if Wings yeah. were to lose fifteen pounds and tell me he gained five, I'd buy it. You know, like I twenty pounds on him, uh, I can't be sure. Yeah. It's just hard. I agree 100%, Taylor. <laughs> You're getting the, the robot? Yeah. I think he's gone. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I don't know. It just seemed worth covering. Wings is mm-hmm. um, is still continuing his roller coaster ride of a life. Uh, On my. Where, where some days he's, uh, you know, next to Drew shooting for the stars, and other days he's uh, permanently banned off of Twitch because he's. Committing always interesting threatening suicide in the stream. I'm looking forward to Drew's book. I'm really, oh, I, yeah, I, I bought it Drew's too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got it too. I'm like, I want to see. I, this I was book. struggling to understand when he was on the show. I didn't understand on the show when he was with Drew, and he, we were asking him about the weight, and he said he'd gained ten pounds. Like I, th- at that weight, that doesn't make. Even if you're working out so so hard, like you're gonna lose a ton of water weight just because you're gonna start drinking a bunch of water eat a lot less sodium, your retention's going to go down, you're going to lose weight fucking fast. If and I didn't understand the high-hped <laughs> 10 pounds. It's like, how? How, how is that possible? It takes because I so think if you, don't change, ten... if you don't change your diet and you start putting on muscle, you're just going to gain weight. Like, it's you cannot put on diet. 10 pounds of muscle in no. that fast. 10 pounds of muscle <laughs> takes a long time. Yeah, long time. A couple months yeah. of well, like, just eating of, too of, like much. bulking. He would have to be bulking and like, yeah. and, and just... And just lifting. Oh, you don't so think he can eat a bunch weight. of pasta? I'm no. pretty sure that, <laughs> that man can bulk, okay? If anyone can bulk, it That's is what him. he's doing. He's gaining mass. <laughs> he's gaining mass. <laughs> Look, oh, I can Wings an ocular path down, and I promise you, he's gaining mass. You don't have I want to see Wings with about. a garbage bag full of chili. When you want to create a sculpture, you must start with a giant slab of marble. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, you people. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, like, I, I love that. <laughs> is, are these all, <laughs> was that an Always Sunny line? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Always Sunny. So anyway, yeah, I don't know. Wings is right. Life is a roller coaster. He, he can't seem to straighten that thing out. We'll, we'll, we'll keep watching. It's interesting. Hey, uh, oh, oh, on the Justin TV thing, I looked at um, like how the guy killed himself. Mm-hmm. He overdosed on pills while on camera and appeared to be breathing for hours until watchers realized he might be serious, at which point they alerted the police. The video kept running until the police and EMTs broke down his door and blocked the camera's view. Um, his death was... he the, the Broward County Medical Examiner confirmed his death, and the video and many forum posts have been taken down. Really? So, That's interesting. I mean, wow. I would have expected, for, for the amount of PR it got, I mean, someone did kill themselves, but you would think, like, it was more showboating, you know, like somebody hanged themselves or shot themselves, but... I don't know. Pills? I don't and know. then, I, in my mind, I imagine him, like, laying on the floor, breathing. Yeah. Which is, it's a pretty long show. Those are some horrible viewers really sad. Took their time to call the police after watching somebody take pills and then just lay there for a while. Well, it, it said they realized you might be serious, so maybe you just took a bit. So I got a whole new topic. 
The Do army it. may ditch fitness tests for unfit ponytail wearing hackers. And uh, I thought this through and, and I think it's brilliant. I think that uh, here I'll put myself in my unicorn on the mainstream. Um, like I, I took this and I'm, what they're finding is that a lot of the people who are most fit to launch or to wage war in the cyber arena are not the people who are, you know, the sort that can do the 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, and two-mile run that's required for their, their fitness test. And it's like, yeah, you know what? It's actually going to hurt your army if you are only willing to have jock cyber criminals on it. You know, like, like a rare breed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rare breed, right? Like the, the people that you want to wage cyber war against North Korea are not the same people who excel in the gym. If you're only looking for the crossbreed, you're, you're looking for a unicorn like me. So um, I thought it was great. And then I thought, you know what? They should apply this to everything. I feel like the fitness tests, if they were by role, then they would make a lot more sense, right? Like, so right now, as far as I know, there's two levels of fitness tests in the armed forces, men's and women's. And that's horseshit, right? Like, they, they try to pretend that there's no difference between a male body and a woman's body. But, of course, you know, we'll give them the same jobs, but we won't give them the same fitness test. Horseshit, horseshit, horseshit. They should have a fitness test yeah, I agree. that fits the job that they do. And then it'll be like, yes, if you're an amazing woman who could be a, an infantryman on the same level as, you know, these guys who do it, knock yourself out. That's the fitness test. You pass the standard, you get that job. There'd be a different fitness test for pilots, right? Where maybe they don't need to lift big things, but, um, you know, women, I, I know this, women tend to do really well on that, like, G-test thing, the G-forces, because the difference, the distance between your heart and your brain is a lot of times what, what you know, there's a lot more to it, but but if you're short, you do well on those tests, and women are shorter than men, and, and you know, if you pick your typical NBA player, they probably suck at, at dealing with G-forces, even though they're very athletic. So, you could take fitness tests for all the different roles, ignore gender, and ignore like all the other stuff they currently ignore and that would just make a lot more sense you know for a cyber criminal and not, i keep saying cyber criminal but for like a, a cyber warfare person i don't know maybe the fitness test just involves like a yeah drug if, test or if something you're an army intelligence you if you're an army intelligence who cares like if you're just going to be sitting there behind a computer with an xbox controller flying a drone it doesn't matter if you're 600 pounds are you good at flying that drone Fine, then do your job and don't worry about push-ups. But well, nobody, no matter how, like, you know, some crazy liberal, like, nobody you know, is gonna like. If you were in a burning room, and you are know, a burning home, and you're falling down, and you're you can't crawl your way out, do you want like in your heart of hearts, no one will say, "I want the the five foot three woman who did her best with girl push-ups." No, you want the six five lumberjack motherfucker <laughs> who's gonna kick that down, pick you up by the scruff of your neck toss you to safety and then get your TV for you as well. That's who you want <laughs> the door. You don't want someone who barely made it by on a fucking, you know, technicality like, oh yeah, you know what, we do have 91 men in our fire department and three women. Let's get another one in here. Oh yeah, go out to the fire. Uh, maybe you can't knock the door down. A family will die but at least we're progressive. At least we're progressive and liberal and everybody's the same even when we're not. Like, it's just silliness. But I do agree with the whole cyber thing. Like, if that's not part of their job description, don't make them do it. To some extent, though, right? Like, I don't want my Nintendo pilots to weigh 600 pounds because I don't want the guy operating the Remember? UAV to have a heart attack randomly. Well, yeah, yeah. 600 is a lot. But 
But yeah. um, what was I going to, oh, I had a thing. Oh, oh, my brother-in-law, he worked, for, or he was in the Air Force, right? And his job, if I understand it right, they took pictures via drone, and then he was a human that would look at the pictures very carefully and circle area of interests. Like, you know, this is a missile silo. This is a, you know, freaking lawn chair. This is this, this is that. And he would identify things that moved from the day before and stuff like that. You know, the fitness test on what he did isn't the same as like someone who's operating a tank and needs to lift those giant shells and stick them in the thing. I don't even, maybe that's not a human task anymore. It's probably automated. But, uh, you know, there's all sorts of jobs that take some muscle power to do well. And that take some like, cardio to, to do all that hiking. And, uh, yeah, they should have fitness tests by job role now. Let's break it into classifications and it would make a lot more sense. And it, I mean, yeah, I'm not asking what would their what would their boot camp experience be like? Like, what would their drills be if there's no physical aspect to it? That's a good point. You know, like it's certainly the exiting boot camp test would be different for these guys um, because that crafts you into your, you know, it gets you physically fit, but they're also breaking you to be a good soldier at the same time. Uh, you make a good point, but you know that breaking you to be a good soldier maybe that's not necessary for the cyber guy. Maybe that's not necessary for the you know, the chair force guy. Is that an insult? I don't know. But that, that's then maybe the, they should be contractors. Maybe maybe you don't need an. They don't need to be. Why do they need to be in the army? Why can't you just contract these guys and 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 do it that way? What if it costs a lot of money to train them, and or you know like, and, and you need to lock them in for four years. You know, if I'm going to spend twenty five thousand dollars teaching a guy to remotely kill people via UAV. I want him locked in for four I'm, years, I'm not sure they like could, a contract. Yeah, I'm sure they could do some sort of employment contract. You wouldn't want to break your word against the U.S. Army. Remember, in the, this is a good topic changer too. Remember the interview, the, uh, the 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 warrior who was going out to that trailer in the desert and then Xbox controllering in that yeah. uh, that with that, his Red uh, Bull. Yeah, <laughs> he's drinking a Red Bull. Fucking red hair ginger kid. Fucking shooting the the little. Uh, yeah, yeah, the probe yeah. With the, the poison, uh, ricin. the poison gum. Yeah, the the ricin. Yeah, he's shooting the ricin uh, <laughs> capsule down. That was great. Can we talk. Should we talk about the interview? We uh, haven't. Since, I would like uh, to talk about it. Has everybody seen it? I yeah, I think so. Yeah. So what do right. you think, Kyle? Um, I thought that it was a middle of the road Seth Rogen film. I thought that it was as much a James Franco film, if probably a more a James Franco film than a Seth Rogen movie. Uh. And I don't think that's saying anything bad because I really like Seth Rogen movies. I, I didn't think it was great. I don't think it was better than Pineapple Express, but I thought mm -hmm. that it was good. The fact that, you know, there was all the controversy and drama surrounding it made it more enjoyable. It did have a few uh, faults. I felt like I felt like they really could have had a lot more fun with Kim Jong-un when he and James Franco were hanging out and, like, being buddy-buddy. That seemed like a moment to really get some great gags in there. And I'm no comedy writer, but... I feel like that they're supposed to be good enough comedy writers that they can come up like that basketball scene. That just wasn't that funny to me. I feel like they could have found something really zany and crazy to stick in there. Maybe you know, he, it's golf that he's always touted as being like incredible mm -hmm. at. Like I'd have loved to see them out on the golf course and like maybe Miniature like golf. maybe he hits yeah. the ball and like there's some fucking North Korean like ninjas out there like hitting it out of the woods to make it seem <laughs> like he's he's actually cambering it. <laughs> And you know maybe they've got some sort of like you know like, like lasers or something magnets under the ground. They're they're really making it seem like he's doing these holes in one. Like that would have been hilarious. They could have done mm. something there. 
Uh, I liked the tank scene. That was great. Overall, I really liked the movie. Um, I, I love the part where the guy discovers the rice and poison. They tell him it's gum, and he pops it in his mouth and starts yeah. chewing it vigorously. And they're just like, ah! <laughs> like, later in the movie, they keep asking him about yeah. how he's feeling, and they're like, are you okay, man? Like, like maybe you need to like take a, take a nap or something? He's like, you're overconcerned yeah. with my well-being. It's only making me more suspicious. <laughs> like, yeah, you better lay off, man. And then, like, of course, he finally gets sick. He's sweating, vomiting, shits himself, and then mm-hmm. the gun misfire and brains everywhere. It was a gruesome film and uh, there was lots of gore up until the coup de grace and I, and I thought that they, uh, they softened Kim Jong-un's head exploding a little bit. I, from what I had originally... Oh, the flames going in front of it? So yeah. You couldn't what I really re- see the top of his head just coming you're out like a coconut? To see, you're supposed to see bits of bone and brain and flesh flying through the, the sky and forgive me mm-hmm. but I mean like Ten seconds before, you just watched that like fucking World War II tank crush two jeeps full of North Koreans, and their faces were exploding and squishing yeah. like ketchup packets. I remember that. Like, you and just prior watched... to that, we were biting fingers off like hot dogs. Ah, <laughs> like, one after part. another. That was the greatest. Like, Seth Rogen came out of that with like six fingers by the end of it. It's so funny because <laughs> the guy like bites Seth Rogen's fingers and he's like, oh. And then he gets his revenge, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so terrible. They permanently lost fingers. Then he plays a third, and then he plays it back. And it's like, they keep going with this finger thing. For fuck's sake, dude. Like, well, they're gone. Like, it just seems so permanent, a very big deal. You know, and it says, like, the, the movie didn't end with the missing fingers. He's, he's like, wrapped his t shirt around it. <laughs> Well, the fro- Frodo. If I had to say anything, I would say it was 30 minutes too long. I felt like there was uh, too much lull during what scenes were funny. If it was shorter, it would have been perfect if you just cut yeah. some of the transitional material out. Because when they split up, when Seth Rogen was doing his thing and James Franco was doing his thing, I felt that was a lot of lull there. It wasn't as funny during those moments when they were. I felt like there was a big lull um, around the time where James Franco discovered the fake. Uh, um, grocery oh, store stands and everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like that was a real low point in the film. Um, I felt like when the when the when the tiger isn't when, when when the tiger dies and then you're hanging out with Kim and you know Kim is like this like fanboy of his and that's hilarious and like yeah. he's talking about the margaritas and the Katy Perry music's playing. <laughs> you're at a real high and then there's kind of a, a and you know then you have the the poison finally taking its effect. And then you're right. There's kind of a dull point where, like, somehow they didn't make Seth Rogen making out with that hot North Korean chick funny. Somehow mm-hmm. it was just boring, and and somehow they didn't make, um, uh, you know, his hand not being able to be used funny. Like there should have been like some sort of they like could he should have done have more had, with that. You're right. They yeah. should have required a semen sample from Seth Rogen, and like he's having to jerk it with his left hand or something. <laughs> he's like, it's not the same. I can't or get it out. And like they, they should have <laughs> I swear, Kyle, he's having to like fingertips. It would like have been better. These are all like, good ideas. <laughs> like like I, if I'm I Seth mean, Rogen and I hear all these, it's like you know what? Let's get this guy on the next one. Right, yeah. The funniest part of that whole scene where he was holding his hand up was when James Franco came in and was like, I'm so mad I could just hit something. And he starts hitting every area (laughs) on the bed that she's not at. I did like that when he's holding his hand awkwardly trying to get Kim uh, Kim Jong-un. He's walking really slowly. And James Franco's like, no, don't touch that hand. He's a Jew. Oh, God. Oh, disgusting. (laughs) 
Yeah, uh, I'd love that. I'd love that if for some reason he has to give a semen sample, but he can't do it with his left, and his right is poison, and so James Franco has to somehow lend a hand and and like help him get <laughs> off or something like do, something retarded like that. So how did that movie do financially compared to how it would have done if it was in theaters? All right. Oh, not so nearly it, as good. If they had yeah. just dropped that thing, it makes three hundred million dollars minimum. If they had dropped it like a standard uh, release, it, Christmas the, the Christmas release was a huge thing anyway. Like yeah. you, their movies don't usually get that. This thing would have made three hundred million, no problem. Neighbors made like two fifty, I think. So did Pineapple Express. His movies mm-hmm. make about a quarter billion dollars every time. This thing would have done three hundred easy with the controversy, maybe closer to four hundred. But now that they've had to like pull the reins back with this digital release, and uh, from what I understand, half of the viewers didn't even pay for it, and I can't blame them because it was region-locked and they couldn't get to it. They just wanted to see the movie and they, they were going to do it however they could. I paid six bucks. Um, yeah. I, to this day, like I, you know, I don't know if North Korea was responsible for the hacking, if it was all a publicity thing. I, I, I don't know, and I honestly don't Obama care. Just, was, Obama just sent out sanctions to North Korea because they had deduced that they were responsible for it. I don't, I don't or always... Or it's just an excuse. Maybe Obama's friends with Seth Rogen. I don't know. Or maybe he hates Seth Rogen and, and he's setting all this up. Well, he was all very sad when that movie was canceled by Sony. <laughs> all I know, from a human, from you know, like a, a right standpoint, yeah. it seemed for them to be bossing anybody around. Though everybody made it a America thing when actually you've got a Japanese corporation uh, who own a movie made by a Canadian guy, and, and, and they're all <laughs> like, "Yeah, America's been slapped right in the face when they." When they told that boy from Vancouver that he couldn't make his movie in Canada produced by that that Japanese company, that hit us hard. Like, what are you <laughs> about? The, the yeah. Jewish stoner from Canada. Yeah, and like, in the strictest sense, yeah, like it's, it's Sony's freedom to decide not to release it. It's their fucking movie. They're free to do what they want with it. You know, like it sucks that they would let intimidation like do that, and they didn't let yeah. it happen I eventually. Less but of them, but it do doesn't make with. me look bad. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Sony, you you did look bad, but that doesn't reflect poorly on America or anybody, not even Japan. It just reflects badly on Sony as a corporation. Right. Um, as a whole, I think it's a great movie, though. Um, I did think if they less? dropped it, it would, yeah, yeah, I think it really just, yeah, I think, it, for, like, uh, this, I I heard one statistic like fifteen million dollars from like one source and. You know, like a, like four million dollars from another, and it's just like it's going to add up to pennies. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I, I can't that, wait till those are the numbers I hear from the theatrical release, and they haven't released the digital numbers. So, like mm. for all I know, on YouTube, it made a hundred and fifty million. Well, how well the download was like seven bucks, and I, I I thought it got like three or four million views. And I'm sure a lot of people bought it too. YouTube, and, I mean, gets it was like twelve bucks too. to buy, right? But then it was just like right you out know, front. You could torrent sure. anywhere, that's and that's. That's what I said when the whole thing started. It was like, if they really, the whole point was it made Kim Jong Un look bad or whatever. But I was like, if you really wanted to fuck them over, just release it, you know, as a torrent. You're, you're gonna fuck them financially from that standpoint. And it, it, it kind of happened accidentally through the whole controversy. It's just, mm-hmm. tor- it's still the most torrented thing on every torrent site. Right. We now. haven't seen the last of this thing. It's not over yet. This could, st- this is still gonna make uh, the North Korean leadership look bad. Like it's just gonna get worse and worse. And I think. There are people over there that here's the thing that don't think the man has a butthole. They don't. They think that he's yeah. so energy efficient that he doesn't require a butthole. There are people who believe that. There, you know, you see this the the like he's a the god. You see those stories on Reddit, of course, like the ones they they handpick out, like you know the, the schoolgirl who leapt into the raging river to save a photograph of of like uh, of his of him or his family members or whatever and died, and you know they named the school after, et cetera. 
Like the people really do, uh, at least a segment of the population, think this guy is a demigod. Uh, they they worship him like an like, like that. And it'd be nice if if those people popped in a DVD of the interview, and you know they saw they, they saw this they, you know making fun of the fact that this guy's got a butthole and he pees and poops, and like the whole idea of it of that being nonsensical. Like it'd be a powerful thing. Redub it as it. a documentary. I would love it if this actually got Kim Jong Un killed. Like as a result of this, somebody was like, That'd be "Holy hilarious. shit! You telling me this guy shits? I've had enough." <laughs> like, like they find out that he shits and they just blow him away. Like, I heard it, something about like they drop like people are dropping USBs and like DVDs yeah. over there. Yep, they're yeah, parachuting in uh, copies to give them like a perspective of like if they do watch it with subtitles or whatever they understand it if it does convince them of anything but wouldn't like the the police or whoever is kind of the the militarized police over there wouldn't they just kill you if they found you with that like yeah. oh yeah uh, you're going to a concentration camp sucks to suck sorry well, that american threw what a balloon if 15 with USB people have a, what if 15 people over there have computers with usb ports i mean i can't imagine it's that many people that could play it but i'll leave yeah, it yeah i have no idea I'm sure they have to have something though, because how do they watch their? They watch propaganda all the time. Like I'm they sure. Like, I, I think yeah, that we've yeah. got. I think we're really ignorant about how they live. Just maybe as ignorant about how they live as they are about how we live, and that's a big part of the problem. But I think a lot of them have the ability to. You know, they got DVD players. I mean, DVD players cost. You know, they got that little one at Walmart. that's like nine dollars. Like North Korea, and they make them in fucking Korea. So like, <laughs> <laughs> they must be like pennies there. I mean, I got I'm numbers sure by the way. I'm sure they. Oh, let's hear it. Oh, Fifteen sure. million in online sales and three million in cinemas. Oh, so that's horrific. That's, that's not even. That doesn't cover the budget. You know, that covers. I I can't find a site that isn't proclaiming it to be a huge success. You know, number one online movie ever and stuff like that. But but like you say, Kyle, like that just doesn't seem high. It's well, got to be sure more than that. That can't be right. Watched. I'm sure it's one of the most watched movies online easily. Well, I've it's got multiple do really sources, well. America. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it, it's going to do it's really right. well when it gets to uh, when it gets to other services where like Redbox and stuff. When it comes out on disc and when people can buy it, there's we forget about it because we're plugged in, but there's a whole segment of the world and this country that are plugged into buying DVDs. And they should go on a signing tour, like not a book tour, but a DVD signing tour. I want to hear them speak about this. I hope they don't like. I hope they're not under some NDA where they're not going to be able to come out and be honest about this. Like I heard him. Dis- I heard the the Stern interview today that he gave months back about this movie, and they were really hyped about it. And they talked about the production and how they they were excited and they joked around about it. I'd like to hear a candid interview just like that, you know, six months from now about everything that happened uh, to this movie because I bet there's a lot to know. I, and I'd love to hear it from his point of view because I don't give a fuck about Sony as a corporation. I, you know, the only people, the only dog I have in this fight is Seth Rogen and James Franco because I'm a fan of their work. Yeah. I, I hope they got paid, right? Like, That's they the get thing. Paid? I want to know, like, how many death threats did you get every fucking day? Or how many people were on your side? How much money? Did you make any money off of it? Did you cover costs at least? You know, shit like that. How's your Sausage Party movie coming out next year? Did yeah. either of you click that fucking link I sent you? I didn't click the link, but hmm. Sausage Party sausage is basically... Party movie? I don't know anything I haven't even about heard of it. it. I just quickly looked, and it's like an animated movie, I think, and it has like almost the entire cast of This is the End, but it sounds like Kyle knows more, so I'll let him rip. No, I guess I don't. I didn't know it was animated. 
It might not be, but I mean, it's about sausages. Like they're trying to get back to the the supermarket or whatever, and they all voice or play a sausage. So either they're dressed up as sausages and it's retarded, or it's an animated film. They should make Pineapple Express too. That's what I want to see. Yes, I need to that see. So I watched Pineapple Express, and uh, really? yeah. I've been hearing so much about this thing. I finally saw it. Good movie. It was funny, but didn't they do a sequel to it? And this is the end. Well, they 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 mockumentary made they they had time to kill. So like, let's what would it be like if we made Pineapple Express two because the apocalypse is happening and they made a, a fake one with shitty effects and like trucks and stuff of toy cars and stuff. It wasn't a real yeah. thing or anything. They made that all up. I want to see it though. Like I, I want to see it now that I've seen the Pineapple Express. I feel like I'll get that joke. It makes me want to yeah. see it. Yeah, I see what you mean. I I, I liked um I liked. I like all their movies, to be honest. And James Franco's really fucking good. I love the cameos, too. Eminem at the beginning, like, with the whole oh, gay thing. Hilarious. <laughs> like, um, that was great. And then, like, maybe you didn't catch it, but, like, J- Joseph Gordon-Levitt is, Levitt, like... Playing in, with the puppies or whatever. Yeah, playing with the puppies. Like, rrr, 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 like, <laughs> like with all these puppies. Like, I like the Rob Lowe bald. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't. It wasn't like good ball. It was just those wisps. No, it was all it was down it's on the hard. front. Like chemo or something. <laughs> yeah, it, it was nasty. It looked real bad. And, and I love how James Franco reacted. He's like, yeah, he's, "Oh, oh, you said you were bald." That's yeah. He's like, I, he's like, "Oh, good. God, I still see some on top. You're fine." You got some hair. It was awful. It was awful. Eminem did a great job acting his part, where he was just like, "So man, straight." I guess face. you know, I, I make fun of women because I'm kind of intimidated by them, and I make fun of gay people because I'm gay. And he just <laughs> breathes right over it. So deadpan is great. And I love the reaction in the studio, like. He just said he was a faggot twice or whatever. <laughs> yeah. He just said it Eminem just said he was gay three times. <laughs> yeah, I, it really what the, the interview was a good movie. They, they make good movies. I they feel do. like I looked up Seth Rogen's stuff and I was like, uh, I, and I hit and miss, but no, like everything with the exception of like one movie is all like seventy and eighty percent up in ratings. Everything. Yeah. Is done. Hmm. Yeah. The Green Hornet. I don't remember. Green Hornet. That was it. It did a forty percent. That movie was bad. I, yeah, I, I haven't seen it more than you guys did. I, I've, I've watched it more than once, and I've enjoyed it each time. So I enjoyed it when I watched it, but I could definitely it was in a, it was a different kind of movie. It was it was, yeah. it was it was it just felt very different. He was a different version of him. I don't know who directed that. I could be wrong, but I it felt like someone who wasn't attached to him normally. Uh, and it's it's I liked seeing him in normal shape though. That was kind of better because he looks pretty sloggy right now. He looks pretty rough. If I'm did, being did honest. Did you see him? Excuse me. Did you see him speak to Congress? No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was about Alzheimer's, right? Mm-hmm. He was great. Like, yeah, very good. Him and Emma Watson. Emma Watson spoke to who, the UN. world. UN. That's what I'm looking for. Um, she did great, too. But on, on Seth Rogen, I was like, man, I almost forget the capability these guys have to deliver a message. You know, you see him this, like, pot-smoking goof-off in Pineapple Express and mm-hmm. to me like i don't recognize how far that is from the you know well-spoken businessman that probably makes all this shit happen in the background but you see him speak to congress and you're like wow this guy like like the self-deprecation was on point the, the everything he was great he was a he's a world-class speaker and i thought it was so, cool 
Uh, about two or three months ago, he did he did a stern interview, maybe more, maybe it was early in this year. I could be wrong, but anyway, he did a stern interview, and he's uh, he's talking about uh, an experience he had with Kanye West. He said he was uh, he was in like a hotel lobby, nobody else was in there, just he and his wife, and uh, he, he is yo, and he turns around, and there's Kanye West, and this is like right after him and James Franco did that uh, like that mock music video, like mocking. <laughs> You know, there's the one where Kanye and Kim are like riding the motorcycle together, and, and like, like basically yeah. having yeah. like, like they mocked it. They made one where it's James Franco and Seth Rogen naked, like all over each other, like lip singing the whole thing. It's hilarious. Same effects, same video, same music, and everything. So he was like, "Oh shit!" Like he was a little worried that that like Kanye was mad at him. And long story short, Kanye is like, you know, I'm. I'm you know, I'm working on a new album, blah blah blah, and, and Seth's like, "Oh, that's cool. I'm a big fan of your music." And he's like, "You want to hear it?" He's like, well, sh sure. He's like, well, follow me. And he had like a limo um, van. It was a van, but it was a limo, like parked outside. So Seth Rogen and his wife get into Kanye's limo van. He breaks out a laptop, plugs it into the cigarette lighter outlet thing, pops it open, starts playing a track. But there's no lyrics on it. It's just the beat and the hook. And then Kanye stands up and starts rapping. No <laughs> way. He starts, he starts rapping. He's like, and he did, and, and Stern's like, well, how long were you in there in the van? He's like, a good two hours. He did the whole new album. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, he does his entire next album that no one's heard before yet. And then he asks me, like, what I thought, like, song by song, like, asking me, like, well, did you know what this reference is about? Did you get my meaning here? Like, going through this whole fucking album. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Wow. That sounds really fun for the first four minutes and That's then very Stern uncomfortable. Said. <laughs> like, and at one point, like, uh, like uh, there was an intermission where he like he had to go get like some more like memory cards or something, or like he left <laughs> he like went up to his hotel room and, and like and Stern's like, well, weren't you getting offered? Didn't you want to leave? He's like, No. I was like, as long as this is gonna go, I'm gonna sit here. <laughs> like I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm gonna see where this goes. And for two hours they sat there and had like a private concert from Kanye West in his limo of an upcoming album that's you know that we that no one's seen yet. I thought that was hilarious. Wow, Kanye that's West incredible. is incredible. Is a, a madman. I've heard all kind of funny stories about him. Aziz Ansari tells a really funny Kanye story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's something else. Um, wow. Oh, dude. Who's psyched for the fight tomorrow night? Am I? I know I'm the probably the biggest UFC fan here, but not the only one. Tomorrow night, or if you're watching this tonight, if you're watching on Saturday, John Jones fights Daniel, and this name kills me, Cormier, I think, very close to that. Cormier? Could be. Cormier. Yeah. Uh, DC, they call him. DC. John Jones fights DC. And uh, I cannot wait for this thing. It, aside from a Lozon fight, I have never been this like invested in wanting to see a thing. And <sighs> DC's a little older, but he's like I think he got fourth in the Olympics. He's a, so he's an Olympic caliber wrestler. He was captain of the United States Olympic team. Um, I think he got second at NCAA, so he's like one step off NCAA champion. He is a legit, legit wrestler, but he's giving up something like 12 or 13 inches in height to John Jones. Jesus. Um, yeah. Wow. How tall is John Jones? Six a lot. Six something. Yeah. And um, John Jones, not only is he really tall, but um, you, know, you see basketball players like this too. He just has really long arms and legs. Unicorn. And, I'll never uh, forget 
I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'll never forget like, like when I was at your house and we were watching that John Jones fight, and he and he was fighting uh, what's his name, um, our favorite, the one who won't shut the fuck up. He wouldn't shut oh, up. Oh, the one who's a Fox broadcaster. Remember he? Um, Rashad Evans. No, the one who talked about like how bad his home. Chael Sonnen. Chael Sonnen. He was oh, fighting. Yeah, Chael. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like he, Chael is getting beaten down, and somehow John Jones like turns his foot a funny way. And basically rips, rips his, his toe big off. toe off. Oh. He basically oh. like I mean, all right. So here, I'm gonna take my shoe off for for visual aid here. To awesome. Explain to you this injury. Thank God. Because it was pretty Mind fucked the fur. up. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So his toe went that way. It did. It, it went like that and kept bending until ah. this touched this, and a bone was left sticking out oh. here. Oh. And and it happened right at the end of the second round as he first round. as he oh first round as he got like a TKO on Chael Sonnen. If the round if the bell had went off somewhere before Chael was declared out, but after when John Jones twisted his goddamn toe off his foot, Chael would have been the champ. <laughs> yeah. Chael was it was twelve seconds away from being the champion at two oh five. And Chell was getting his butt handed to him. So if you don't know, Chell was a 185-pound 180 pound fighter, and he was especially good at taking people down. He was a world-class wrestler, and uh, he nearly beat the champion, Anderson Silva. For four and a half rounds, he beat this guy just because he could take him down and hold him down and do some damage while he had him down for against anyone. He had this what they called a power double, a, a double-leg takedown. And it was amazingly effective. So then he stepped up to 205, and he was pretty sure that at 205 he'd be able to be more competitive. As the athletes get bigger, they tend to be a little less athletic. So Chael felt like 185 was a more competitive division. Since he was doing so well there, he'd go to 205 and actually be the best. Turned out that that wasn't the case. He had a couple 205 fights. I don't know if he ever won any of them. To be it honest. seems like John Jones had been, watch, had, been had been watching him fight though, because all he did the whole fucking match was those double leg takedowns, throwing him on the ground, and then doing some pretty serious damage every what was time. He amazing, did. I, I, and Kyle might be saying this too. Is he out Chael Sonnen? Chael Sonnen. He did what Chael Sonnen is really good at to Chael Sonnen, and it was like, well, shucks, you know, like it, he didn't even get John Jones's A game. You know, what John Jones is particularly good at is using his long limbs and something called an oblique kick where he kicks you with, like, the, the middle of his foot uh, right on your knee, and it keeps you away. And uh, um, he didn't even use his A game. He wasn't keeping the guy away and striking at him in distance and picking him apart. He went for takedowns and shit and beat Chael Sonnen at what Chael Sonnen is good at. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen with DC. Could be surprised. We've seen this before. Uh, Josh, Joshek, Josh Koscheck fought a guy in GSP. And uh, Josh was this highly decorated wrestler, one of the best wrestlers in NCAA history. One of the best. And this guy was amazing. And um, he went up against GSP and got out-wrestled by the non-wrestler because GSP is amazing. Um, I'm not saying John Jones will be that, but I can't wait to see this fight. This is a grudge match. Th- these guys hate each other. They hate each other off camera. They, uh, it, It's... Dude, I'm so down for this fight tomorrow night. I don't understand how it's even possible for someone who's like a full foot shorter than the person they're fighting to win. Like, I don't, I don't watch fighting as much as you guys are really at all, so I don't get it. But it seems like when you have that much of an advantage, you're just gonna just dominate, just beat the shit out of them. Like you're hitting them 
at least eight inches before they can even touch you. I mean, and maybe you might be proven right, uh, you know, when the fight happens. The, the classic answer to that is that, you know, there's a sweet spot where your punches have this snap and do all this damage. And if you can get inside that, then he's ineffective. You know, like, instead of being this long range sort of, you know, guy who fires missiles at you from a distance where you can't fire back, if you get up close to him and hug him, now he has these weird, awkward limbs that don't do shit at four inches away. And, he's five and, inches taller. Sorry. Wait, are you sure about that? I, I know I read more than that. Jones Jones is 6'4", and Daniel Cormier is 5'11". Okay. Uh, who else is... Um, interesting. Huh. Is there anyone else on the well, card? That's not as bad. No, you bad should see them together. Jones can put his chin on top of DC. Um, and, oh, and maybe the reach difference is 12 or 13 inches. That might Probably. be Probably. He's got fucking... He is um, lanky. Yeah, John I Jones. might have mixed up the height with the reach. Yeah, because like I see... It, and this is 205, 205 yes. pounds? 205, yeah, yeah. It, it is... It, it, I I wish I could properly explain. Like, like this is... This is the one. This is the big one. They, they, uh, it's so jazzed. This is, Kyle, you and I watched these guys get in a fight during a like media event, right? So like they oh, were, yeah. they're doing, they had them do a stare down. They do these stare downs for the photographers and take their pictures and say Jones and Cormier met. And um, I guess what happened was Jones leaned in and put his forehead on Cormier's forehead. And That's this cute. Is a, it's a really common thing. It's like an intimidation factor. Maybe he was sort of expressing how tall he was. And uh, fighters do this all the time. We're like, you know, I touch your forehead, you touch me. <laughs> now we're doing like forehead pushes against each other to show dominance. But um, Cormier doesn't play that. But by the way, it was like the second or third time he's gotten to like a pushing fest or something. So he, what he does is he pushes back, but he pushes on his neck, right? So it, it's not sort of the chest push that maybe you could overlook it was like a neck strike to push him away and um so jones i almost forgot he was a real life fighter for a second like i see him as the <laughs> champ and a guy who makes lots of instagram videos and whatever he's wearing his championship belt on his shoulder right and it's this big gaudy boxing style like championship belt and uh when cormay pushes him jones is like all right. And he just throws the thing down and throws this like overhand haymaker at Tor at Cormier. And and I don't think the haymaker landed like he wanted it to, but I was like, holy fuck. Like apparently if you push John Jones, he kicks your ass. Like, yeah. like there was no hesitation or anything. He's just like, go time. Pow. And, and, and then he goes to tackle Cormier. The thing is they were on a stage that was like three feet above the ground. So the two of them in this big mess go tumbling off the back of the stage and you can't see what's hitting or what's landing, but Jones is on top. Just rocket overhead. Pow, pow. Ground and pounding this fucker with like nine, 12 people trying to pull him off, right? And they, they pull Cormier away. He gets like 25 feet away. And, and John Jones is like standing up and sort of celebrating. So what does DC do? He throws his fucking shoe at him across the room. <laughs> he's got a shoe DC took some women defense classes and he was using them in that moment. It was great. He took his shoe and he threw it across the room at John Jones. He didn't hit him. And, and the whole time, Conor McGregor is like taking selfies with fans, <laughs> which is just as epic. Dude, I, 
I, I, I this fight, and, and I'm, I'm psyched because um, if you're if you're a UFC fan, you know there's this thing called the injury bug, right? And they act like it's a real bug that gets people, and um, man, it's taken away so many of your favorite fights and so many of the biggest names and draws. Uh, you know, haven't been able to fight in 2014, and this fight, as I say this, is tomorrow, and they've both made weight. Like, unless someone slips in the shower tomorrow morning, it's actually going to happen. And I'm I'm pretty jazzed as a fan. Um, yeah. And you're you're pulling for John Jones, or you just predict he's gonna win, or you don't even know. The answer DC is I predict Jones wins, um, but I hope that DC wins. Jones just has so many more tools. Like what DC can do is take you down and hold you there, and he's done that. Like Dan Henderson was an Olympic caliber wrestler too, and mm-hmm. DC out wrestled him like Kendo was me. It, it was ridiculous. It was like an adult playing with a child. But what is um, DC's actual name? I'm gonna look this guy up. Daniel Cormier, C O R M I E R. And, um, uh, but the thing is, Jones just has a lot more tools and, you know, the, like the, what they say, the way to beat John Jones is not what DC is good at. Like, so he fought a guy, I'm so terrible with names, but his name was Alexander Gustafson or something close to that. Gustafson. Gustafson. And, uh, Gustafson had all this lateral movement that made it really hard for Jones to do what he does, which is sort of like kick your leg. And if you stand in front of Jones, he's a monster. If you go side to side constantly, then he's not good at doing what he does, which is picking you apart from the range distance. Also, Gustafson was just as tall as Jones. He's like the perfect fighting style in person to give John Jones a hard time. DC's not. Having said that, you know, like in DC's only route to winning this thing that most people can see is getting in close, taking him down and holding him there. And it's like, dude, this guy's got one trick and Jones has a dozen different things that he can do. Jones is going to win. But all Pavarotti could do was sing. That guy had one trick too. And, you know, and, and he was, you know, he was a great one. So, uh, so we'll see if if Cormier's one trick is so awesome that that it can't be stopped. Is there a way to watch that without paying? Yeah. What do you do? Good day. Or like what sites? You know, you just text me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it done. Yeah. Why don't you put that in that? Uh, why don't you just put that in the old group text? <laughs> there. Yeah. I like never watch UFC, but like when I'm at Buffalo Wild Wings and they have it on, it's always fun. Like, it's really entertaining. I don't, I don't know about the women fighting as much, because like I, like I feel more bad for them when I see like a chick just take a hammer to the side of the no. jaw. Oh, those the are some of the best ones. Awesome. That's what I'm here for. That's what I was gonna ask as soon as you were done with the talking about the John Jones. I was gonna ask is Ronda Rousey perhaps fighting this time around? No. Because I feel like my no. best chance to see one woman really pummel another is if Ronda Rousey fights. Is that true? <laughs> is, is it gonna be more lopsided if if she's there? Because I want to see the real lopsided ones. Like where like um, Becky has a real hard time of it. I don't think you want the most Jones lopsided ones. I, I think what you want to see is 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 a woman bleed, right? If I'm on the target here, <laughs> <laughs> and Ronda Rousey tends I'm, to beat her. I'm pulling dog. my parachute on this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Ronda Rousey tends to beat her opponents in less than two minutes, mostly, and. Uh, when it's done, they're like kicking the ground and disappointed that they're not going to get the title. They had their hopes and dreams shattered, but their bodies didn't take the kind of damage that you'd see in a three-round fight. Um, 
So I'm trying to think. I mean, you might want a, a ceremony. Did she rip Man. a girl's ear off last fight? The like seven minute knockout or in the first round or whatever? She like ruptured some cauliflower ear. I heard about yeah. it on the Wait, Joe Rogan. Are you experience. sure that was Ronda Rousey? I don't think that was Ronda Rousey. Oh, I, I don't know. I think it was. Are there women fighting tomorrow night? That's, yeah, that's all in the mean. only yeah, in the I, early prelims I though. I I want to see that though. Is, I like those fights. Yeah, I like, know. Like, women fighting is awesome. Is uh-huh. Ronda Rousey like just like so like heads? Above everybody else, or all the other women, like if is I'm she not, just that much better? Is it? I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but she's very Are good at seen? what she does. But she's not the best. But she's very good and incredibly good looking and a good personality. Is that I it? mean, I feel like she's beaten everyone who's ranked below her, with the exception of one person who she hasn't fought yet. Something like that. And she's an Olympic athlete, and she's remarkable. She is the best in her weight division, at least. I saw they she. Had, I, she's in the a movie. Weight. She's in a movie coming up soon. I don't remember. I saw it. She in the was previews, in the Expendables. Uh, Is that what you're thinking of? No, she's in one she's that's doing about. Something else. She's in something else. It was in the previews for The Hobbit, and there was a part where like she was gonna fight some guy in the ring, and he's he said something like, "If I last 15 seconds, can I can I kiss you?" And she's like, "If you last 60 seconds, you can fuck me." <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. I thought that was pretty. Oh, funny. she's in a, She's gonna be in Furious Seven and Entourage as herself. Entourage. That Entourage. Was, yeah. That's it. Based off yeah, the yeah. yeah. All right, you guys ready to watch this together? Always. What do we got here? All right. Thank you. Um, the the oh, fight. The, I knew it. The scene you're looking for happens in about ten seconds from where I stopped it. Are you guys so ready? Fourteen oh, seconds, right? Wesley Smith. Yeah. Are you ready? Yep. So for the for the viewers, what's going to happen is this woman on the left is going to throw a right hand punch at that woman's ear if I have my if I have this right and uh, ready set play what oh yeah this is right this is right oh no I had it wrong but there you see it oh, oh. wow aren't you supposed to drain those cauliflower ears so stuff like this doesn't happen um, well yeah. it's draining now <laughs> not only did she not care <laughs> she tried uh, to argue that she's fine she's like I can keep going this is bullshit why are you stopping this fight stick some thread through this shit <laughs> because you didn't drain your ear and now you're paying the piper it looked like it was ripped like the it yeah. is ripped it's ripped yeah, but the, the line is always that they like popped it like a zit like squeezed a cauliflower ear which which can happen but as I look at it it kind of looks like her thumb got stuck in the ear and Pulled it off. All right. Here's what. Uh, she didn't I, actually lose her ear, did she? I would feel. Nah, they, no, they, they, they fixed that. it. Yeah. I've never been. I've never been punched in the ear, but one time I stood up in bed with the fan on super high, and I stuck my head into it, and the fan blade hit me right across here against my skull, really fucking hard. That sounds bad. And, it, and yeah. it dropped me down to the bed, and I just I was just going. Ah! <laughs> it was the worst pain I may have ever felt. It was so bad. And at that moment, I was like, I'm going to have a fucking cauliflower ear. Her ear must hurt ten times that bad. That was the worst thing ever. Oh, I bet yeah, that hurts. It's bad. He's a real trooper for continuing, because you just know that other chick's going to... You know, he's like, oh, you want to continue? Well, just give me that fucking ear. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that, taking the belt and your ear. Yeah. What uh, if she took the ear? If she had it, and they were like, 
and Lacey's not giving her the ear back. Yeah, that's right. That's Lacey's right, hitting Joe. her with the ear. We have her right here. Lacey, come over here. We see you have the ear in hand. <laughs> Tell us more. Mama, well, Joe, I'm not giving her the ear back. Finders, keepers, losers, wafers. <laughs> this is for all the fans. <laughs> just throw yeah. it in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure one of Kyle do Kyle's dogs just got interviewed after a UFC fight. <laughs> <laughs> It's all the same voice. It's all the same voice. This uh, is my German accent. <laughs> uh, but man, the dude, it's it's totally happening. Now. In fairness, I, I feel like the rest of the card isn't awesome. Like if there was another title fight, I'd be like, oh my god. But um, yeah, this is gonna be amazing. It's tomorrow's fight. Oh, and and so Daniel Cormier. I hope I'm getting that right. Cormier. Uh, he's undefeated. DC. And John Jones is effectively undefeated. He got undefeated. He got disqualified once in a fight he was clearly winning. But um, yeah, dude, it's <sighs> it'll be very cool. It'll be very cool tomorrow well, maybe night. Good. Maybe watch it. Uh, we should watch it together. Should watch and it we should. Group. I'm down. I mean, yeah. Whenever it starts, I'll get online. Whew, what time late. does it start? Yeah, I usually start. I, I want to say yeah, ten it's Eastern in time. Minute, so. 10 yeah. p.m. Eastern time, so it's pretty late. Yeah, I'll get on tomorrow night and watch it. We, we could do a stream, potentially, if you wanted to. Um, I, I know we should, uh, maybe not that, but we should do another Attack on Titan stream, maybe. Yeah, um, I want to see how that thing goes. Catch up with it yeah. again. I really hope there's less recanting of everything. <laughs> I doubt there is. <laughs> I think Man, got their formula. talk about pet peeve. It's like, you know that thing you just saw? Well... We're Let me tell you, you what happened. It. Yeah. That's what Dragon yeah. Ball Z was like. Half of every episode was recapping an episode that you didn't see because they didn't play them in fucking order. It was enraging. <laughs> it was just random-ass wow. episode after random episode on Cartoon Network. That sounds bad, but, but what Attack on Titan keeps doing is, like, the first 15 minutes of the episode will be, like, people fighting giants and, like, different things will happen. So someone will die. Some giants will die. A building might get destroyed. And then, like, everybody will meet back up in the aftermath of it, and those who were present will recount to those who were not present <laughs> what happened. Meanwhile, the viewer, who, of course, was present, sits there like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's telling him what happened before. All right, we'll just sit here and wait. All right, cool, yeah. No big Why do I have to be part of that? We don't need any deposition on something we just saw five minutes ago. I feel like they should just put some like title on, some text on the screen that says, and then John told Joe what happened while we were all together. All you Next need scene. is just, just one guy walking in, just, you are not going to believe what just happened. Yeah. And then it fades to black. And yes. then it's the back like, scene. wow, that was certainly intense. Exactly. Unaki, or whatever their names are. Unaki, that is his name. No, it's uh, not. Yeah, he's the he's the soy sauce uh, emperor. Oh, no, okay. that's just incredibly Unaki, racist. son of Kikoman. <laughs> wow. Lord of Toyota and all. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so story. the New York hey, City police go on. Do you want to do yours? Oh, I just wanted to say that, that I, I noticed some people were butthurt because I said the Irish were cowards, and I just wanted to apologize. <laughs> Say that they're drunken cowards. And <laughs> take nothing back, and your tiny your tiny island nation means nothing to me because you're drunk and cowards. <laughs> and and the worst thing you could do is shoot at me with your potato guns. 
<laughs> so many people are not going to understand that you're just trying to get a rise out of them, and they're going to do exactly <laughs> what you want them to do. They get so bad. Kyle, you don't know about the history of Ireland. Maybe if you were Scotland, we could talk. Like, Scotland's got a rich history. Mel Gibson made a movie about those cool motherfuckers, but you guys are just a bunch of potato-eating drunks. I mean, let's get real. Like, if you had figured out that you could turn potatoes... <laughs> if you had figured out that you could turn those potatoes into alcohol, you'd have never made it to this point in history. You'd have just drank yourselves to death. There, you'd, you'd have starved to death. You'd have just drank. Like, like, I got nothing for the Irish. I'm pretty sure some people down by you could turn potatoes into alcohol. That's 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 moonshine. <laughs> that's that's yeah, potato vodka. There you go. Mm-hmm. So the New York City Police Department is on like a work stoppage. I want to say arrests are down like 95% or maybe arrests are down two thirds and tickets are down 95%, something like that. Mm-hmm. They're, um, is everyone happy in New York now? Dude, yeah. they're a bunch of real cocksuckers, the New York City Police. <laughs> Fucking cocksuckers. They, like, fuck you guys. And, and they have disagreed with every mayor that I like in my memory i remember they gave giuliani shit they gave like kumo shit like every fucking mayor that's ever existed in new york even giuliani who was like fucking mr nypd mm-hmm. the nypd had a problem with him they're turning their back on this guy because this guy wasn't like totally anti-ferguson uprising or something they fucking fire people that the mayor needs to remind them that the who the boss is and these guys, they think that you can't have the military in charge of a country. It fucks things up. And that's essentially what these guys are trying to do. Dude, the mayor, the civilian elected leader of the city, needs to just like, all right, you know what? First things first, the chief is fired. Get the fuck out of here. Who's next? Turn your back, bitch. Show me. Show me. Fire another guy. Fire another guy until they're like, you know what? I'd rather obey you and keep my job. And then those are the guys that get to stay on staff. I, if I was mayor, shit would go down. Shit would go down Just on the like, spot. Yeah, stuff like that doesn't happen or wouldn't happen without serious punishment, like in the military. Like if you were just, did, you know, in your commanding officer's face, just threw your back at him or was being spiteful, like there'd be, there'd be hell to pay. But they can do it to the mayor, and the mayor doesn't do shit. I yeah. I don't like fully understand why they did it. Other like I don't know what their specific political stance was or whatever. But it is disrespectful, and regardless of whether or not you like the same reason that I know Kyle isn't a huge Obama fan. But if he came to Kyle's house, Kyle would roll out the red carpet, treat him respectfully. He's your <laughs> commander in chief. He's the fucking president. You I'd treat love to meet him Obama. Right. I, I have a question for him. I'd be, I think, very difficult about, very hard about, like you know, what I wanted to ask him. I, I'd love to meet the president. Yeah, well, what, well, what's this question now? I, like I just said, I would think very hard. Oh, no, I thought you, you know, said you, I you, have you, a question you know, for him. Well, you know, if you're gonna get to meet the guy, you want to have a question so that you know when you're. 80 and you're like, yeah, I met that president, that one that did that and that. Yeah, I asked him about this and that. It'd be nice if I had a question. One question guy, right? and one wish. That's a <laughs> question <laughs> and one wish. Let, let me do a thing you, here. So here we go. In 1992, the Policeman's Benevolence Association held a violent, vulgar city how rally against Dinkins, asking how many drug dealers he'd hugged. In 1997, police officers distributed flyers demanding that Mayor Giuliani be refused admittance to their funerals. They ran ads against Bloomberg, threatening to picket the Republican National Convention in 2004. And they exploited the huge power over the public safety. The, the politi- police unions have historically 
typically behave less responsibility less responsibly than any other public union these police like nypd police in particular have hated every mayor going back to 1992 bullshit mm. i i Fuck them. Fire them. Fire them. Get, like, get them out of there immediately. They're not good at their jobs. They're killing people. They're disrespectful. Now they think that they can somehow not do work? It's, get rid of them. I didn't them. know the police can go on strike. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, <laughs> they, they can't go on strike. So they just yeah. go to work, collect a paycheck, and don't work. It's it's absolute horseshit. And, uh, you know, and I, I there's no chaos or anything. They're They're, they're proving... Like a lot of people are taking this as an opportunity to say that the police, what they do there, isn't really that effective or important, because everything seems fine. But right. uh, um, I don't know. I I am firmly on the side of the mayor on this one. These Does guys... anyone think it's uh, totally appropriate that Woody's wearing a Captain America shirt right now as he goes goes <laughs> over this? As he goes on his tirade. <laughs> and another thing. This <laughs> really malarkey will not stand. Crime hasn't gone up or anything. That's interesting. Well, they said yeah. they. I guess. I guess they said they weren't going to make any uh, unnecessary arrests, and that kind of poses the question: Why were you what making is... unnecessary arrests before? Yeah. Like, like, you're telling me that ninety percent of your job is unnecessary because maybe we'll just fire ninety percent of you and save a little cash. Yeah. Yeah. You just Dude. said we just fuck with people the majority of the time. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Now I'm sure they they're talking about like little things and traffic tickets and stuff like that. But I wonder if traffic is like, dude, do those traffic tickets they hand out really change traffic that much? No. In New York. Yeah, I feel you know. I don't know if you guys have driven in New York, but it's just kind of a free for all. It's really limited oh, by the flow of traffic, not rules. the police. It's yeah. such a nightmare. I, I I wouldn't own a car if I lived there. It'd, it'd be silly. It, Boston and New York. I, mean, I love going to like Boston or something. They just make up their own lanes in between existing lanes. Cabbies <laughs> are fucking scary there, man. My, I I know a guy in New York, and he he, he owned a car. He had a, he had a uh, a Range Rover or something, and like uh, we went to go get it, and it was in the parking lot. It was in you know you like they drove it onto like a metal lift, and then lifted it crazy high up in the sky. They had to like get it out of a Rolodex when he wanted his fucking car back, and it, it just seemed. Uh, it was cool riding around New York, but I would never. I, I, we drove through New York on our way to Boston that time, but I can imagine like day to day life there. Ah, oh, it's so cramped, especially in Manhattan. I I wouldn't like that. Yeah, yeah you wonder why so everyone's bad. in such a peachy mood over there. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's so rude there. Just like, so like, sour to the core. They don't have to be that rude, though. Like, like, the, like, why don't you just hold the door for someone else? Say thank you. Yes, sir. Or no move. Man. It's incredibly expensive. Move somewhere better and cheaper with roads and room. I think you there's don't a lot have of to be there. There must be a lot of opportunity there, or or you wouldn't be, or they wouldn't be there. Yeah, I know I wouldn't like it. I I, I don't I know why. Are, you know, it's like why are there homeless people in there? It's fucking cold and snowing and just a shitty place. Why not take some of your free time and walk down to Georgia or something? You know, same question. I've only been a couple times, and I stayed in Manhattan for maybe four or five days. And you know, I, we, I went out on the on the town. I, I I went all over, and I just did not enjoy myself very much. It, I just felt cramped. I felt like I was trapped. And and you know, you always heard, heard the term. I'd always heard the term concrete jungle, but it wasn't until you were in there that you're like, yeah, I can't see the horizon because there's just a never-ending, you know. And it's big too. Like like obviously you're saying it's big, but. 
I feel like if I go to Philly, if I go even to Raleigh to some extent, if I go to most cities, I feel like New York for like one to four blocks. New York has it for miles and miles and miles. Like it's, you can't get away from the skyscrapers. You're it just is them. so built up for so far. It's massive. I mean, it is one of the, one of the most impressive human accomplishments, right? Like the, the evolution of New York. If you go up to like the Chrysler building, not the Chrysler building, what is the new tall building, the Liberty building or something? I was there not too long ago, like a year and a half ago. And uh, we went up to the Empire State Building and some other one. And it's huge to see the city. And I just looked at it. I'm like, man, people have been working this thing and like building it up bigger and taller and denser since the 1800s. It's amazing. And, and I like aspects of it. Like, you want to see a Broadway show? This is the best place on the planet for it. You know, you want to see a comedy club, you want to see a music, you know, bar or something like that. Like the, this is world class. Everything they do is world class. Everything they do is hyper competitive. But then again, I also need some elbow room and such. You want to see a tranny with a dog mask eat shaving cream out of a man's ass? You're in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> Those strip clubs aren't that nasty. I thought they'd be more it nasty. It wasn't a strip club. So I um I've been in New York a couple days and um we had Kitty and I had dinner with um uh it was Dakota Meyer who uh who just who had won the Medal of Honor recently and uh, he just written a book and he was going on the O'Reilly Factor that night. So he went on the O'Reilly Factor and then he came out to dinner with us and another guy who was like who was a super wealthy just British guy. And um, and he also brought this colonel with him, and the colonel's job was to make sure that Dakota didn't get in any trouble. But the Dakota, the the colonel was drinking more than anybody, so we had dinner, and then we went up to I don't remember the name of it, but basically it's like a rich kids club where you pay like ten thousand dollars a year, and you get access to their facilities, and like I don't know, it's it's some sort of rich snobby place. But anyway, they had the whole roof of this skyscraper. And so we go up there, and it's like a party up there, and it's lots of rich people hanging out by a pool with free drinks and stuff. And this guy comes and sits down at our table wearing this German, like, like police vest with all these badges on it. And he's got a helmet, like, under his arm and a steering wheel in his hand. And he just looks like a spaceman. And he's like, oh, my God, you're FBS Russia. And he fucking sits at the <laughs> table and starts talking to us. And it turned out this guy um, holds the record for the Cannonball Run, which is where you drive Ooh. from New York to Los Angeles nonstop. Um, he was the guy who did it, him and, like, a couple more of his friends. And after they did it, the uh, they became famous for it. And, like, the FBI, like, brought him in. They're like, we want to know how you did this, you know. And they get, so he goes around and does all these seminars for law enforcement and stuff. And he's a really wealthy guy. And he owns part of this New York nightclub, which I won't say the name of. But <clears throat> long story short, I kept talking to him at the box, I think it was called. I, I, I don't know why I wouldn't say it. There's the box. And uh, so we start talking to him and exchanging stories. And he's telling me all about his life, and I'm telling him about mine. And he's like, and he happens to know my friend Aiden, who's the rich guy. And long story short, he's like, Aiden's like, don't you still have a, uh, you know, like a 10% interest in the box? And he's like, yeah, I'm part of the box. Well, yeah, you get us some tickets. Get us in that coil. You're not going to believe it, Kyle. They do the craziest <laughs> shit on stage. Now, eat a whole fucking pizza. Puke it into the bucket. And then the other bloke, he'll eat the puke and throw it up on the girl. Ah! And I'm just like, I got to see this shit. Let's go. <laughs> so so the German guy, the guy with all the German shit on, like the, um, he, he's like, have you ever seen a three-wheel Morgan? 
And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. I, that could be a sexual position, something you want me to smoke in a dark alley, or a plane. I don't fucking know what that is. He's like, it's my fucking car. And we get downstairs, and he's got this car that's shaped like a cigar. And it's like silver, and it has three wheels, and it's got like a big motorcycle engine on the back. And it's like a cockpit in the front, and we're side by side. And he's wearing goggles and a helmet, and I got nothing. And, and, he, and he's like, boom, and off we fucking go down these New York streets. And he's giving me like this... Uh, this quick tour of this side of uh, Manhattan. He's like, oh, yeah, this is where blah, blah, blah happened. And John, and he's showing me all this shit, like bumpily cruising down these roads, hauling ass. Everybody's stopping and staring at us because we're driving a, a cigar that's roaring like a motorcycle. All of a sudden, there's blue lights. And like there's a there's like a, a black SUV behind us. And so I'm just like, fuck, I'm supposed to be wearing a helmet. I'm drunk. <laughs> Uh, which is not illegal. Like I, you know, I'm drinking and riding. I haven't done anything wrong. I, but I'm drinking and riding in like a prototype motorcycle three-wheel Morgan thing with this guy I just met. I don't even know where I am. I'm in New York, and these two like off-duty like detectives start coming up to us. It, it was like something off out of a TV show. They're wearing like Yankees jerseys and shit, and uh, they show identification. And, and he doesn't even let them talk. He goes, Ah, boys in blue, come over here, guys. And he starts showing. He pulls out his business card. And he's like, I'm giving this law enforcement seminar up at, at this place, and, and the tickets are this much, and all the captains are coming, and this person's coming, and so-and-so's coming. And he's like name-dropping, and he's like, and here are two free, free tickets for you guys. And he's like, I'm so-and-so. This is my friend. What do you think of the Morgan? Right? Right? <laughs> and he totally, like, t like, by the end of it, the cops were like, you guys have a nice night. You have a nice <laughs> night. And we were like, we will. So... We barrel away to the box, and we pull up, and it was like something out of a movie because this guy owned part of the club. Like, there was a big line out in front of this exclusive club, I suppose, but we just we just walked right in. They were like, ah, you know, this guy's here. He owns part of the place, straight to the front, and straight to the front of the club we went, and we had our own table, and we had bottle service, which it was like $800, and all you got was a bottle. You got a bottle of Absolute Vodka. You got a bottle of grapefruit juice, a bottle of um, orange juice, and one other mixer, maybe Sprite, and, uh, and it was eight hundred fucking dollars. And so we're sitting there though, and it's like me and these two other guys, and 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 the other one leaves, and so it's just me and my friend there, and all these girls are wanting to sit at our table because we got this fucking pimp ass table right at the stage, and so like we got girls all over us, we got our bottle service going on, um, there's there's just everybody's wasted, and then the show starts. And it's like a variety show. And first, there's a, a really hot, sexy black woman wearing this thing that's like I don't know. Imagine a necklace with ton with like tons of beads extending from it to the floor, and nothing else. And she's singing really well. And she sings a song for a while and dances. And you kind of see, you you can see most of her uh, like boobs and butt, but only occasionally. It's kind of risque, but not too dirty. <clears throat> then comes. A couple more shows similar like that, you know, singing this and that. It's a, it's sort of like maybe something like Lady Gaga would do. It's a little extreme. They're on stage. They're not wearing much, but they're singing. Then comes the coup de grace, and we're pretty wasted at this point. I know I, I certainly fucking was, but I'm trying to remember this as it happened. Basically, one individual led another onto the stage like a dog. The person that was being that was the dog in the situation had a leather dog mask on. <laughs> it was a man, but he had tits um, and like a feminine body, and he was wearing nothing else. So like 
it had like a G-string on, so you couldn't see his like cock and balls, but he had tits and a, and a dog mask thing, and he was being led out there by this really smoking hot woman. It was like a dominatrix-type chick with huge fake titties where you could like see the nipples and they were pierced, and she had on like this leather G-string, and like all, very like whips and chains-esque, like, you know, like a, a hat and stuff, and she's basically roughing up this dog tranny up there. She's slapping him around, <laughs> calling him names, spitting on him. Gets some shit, gets like whipped cream and puts it in her ass crack and like puts his head in it, like making him eat it. And all the while I'm sitting there like. <laughs> <laughs> and the girl who's like sitting on my lap, I guess she didn't even know where the fuck she had wandered into. Like I was kind of into it at this point. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> Get that fucking whipped cream out of there. <laughs> like we were having a good time. But this chick is like, what the fuck? And I'm just like, it's pretty crazy, right? And she's like, I don't know where the fuck I am right now. Neither, <laughs> neither. It was one of the most insane nights ever. I, I hit a guy. Oh, that's that's what happened next. I stepped on some guy's foot. He fucking shoved me. I punched him and kept moving in the crowd. The crowd was so dense it didn't matter. He, was, <laughs> he went down, not to his, not to like, not like this, but like down to a knee, and I just kept moving. <laughs> he just kept going. Like it was the most ridiculous that's night. Great. Went outside. <laughs> when I decided to get cigarettes, ended up pissing in an alley, getting lost for like 45 minutes in the streets of New York. Um, I was pretty scared, didn't know my way around, and I was wasted. And this black guy literally like pops out of a door into the street, <laughs> and uh, and I I was dressed I was dressed up, and I I happen to have my Gucci belt on. And uh, this guy sees my belt, and he's like, Ah, you got that Gucci shit, you got that Gucci shit, and I was like, Yeah, I guess. He's like, I done graduated up from that shit. Check this shit out. And he like shows me his belt. He's like, $600. $600. He showed me this big fucking belt he's got. And I was like, it's great, man. I thought you were going to steal mine, to be quite honest. <laughs> like, I thought I, I was, like, he immediately knew I had a three or $400 belt on. I was like, this guy's about to take my fucking belt. I'm going to lose my belt now. My pants don't He'd be doing well. you a favor. I know that belt. <laughs> I like that fucking belt. Dude, so I was driving home from my house. This is just like three days ago or something. And um, uh, Hope is in the passenger seat with me. And we're, we head past a, a gas station. And there's a car headed in the opposite direction. Suddenly, a car that's in front of me makes a left in front of it into the gas station. And they hit. The oncoming traffic guy slams him in the back, like near the rear tire. And then he's, but he keeps going and he heads into our lane. I steer under the shoulder and, uh, and it didn't take much steering, but I dodge the guy and he keeps going. And, um, Hope is like, whoa. And, and it was shocking, right? So, so we just witnessed a car accident and just dodge a head on collision. I'm like, oh, you know, let, let's see if these guys are okay. So we head down, turn around and whatever. And uh, I see the guy who just got into an accident. And um, he's got like long dreads and stuff. And I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm all right. I'm like, all right, you know, like, where's the other guy? Or he asked me, you know, where's the other guy? And I was like, he didn't stop, you know, because it took me a while to like turn around and, and talk to him. And uh, I'm like, no. So I'm like, I, I can look, see if he's nearby. And we hop in the, the truck and we go down in the direction that he would have headed for like a mile. He wasn't there. He hadn't stopped. He hit him and he ran. And uh, I turn back and I go to uh, the first guy in the gas station and I talk to him longer. And then I realize this guy doesn't seem good. 
right? He's got like <laughs> two and a half foot long dreadlocks and what looks like a um a homemade tattoo on on his neck right here. Yeah. Mm, predator. Predator, is he, I gotcha. Is, is he black or white? He's black. Oh, come on. Did, come on. White people have dreadlocks and tattoos. Far and few. They're like unicorns. <laughs> like me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rare breed. Woody, your good Samaritan shit is going to get you hurt one of these days. That's what I'm right? worried about. Right? Just, just, this guy. Just, yeah, he went to go hunt situation. down the offender. Who does that? <laughs> so so I, 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 we pull over him in the gas station and... Uh, you know, and the guy, I, I, now that I talk to the, the driver who'd been hit more often, I can't say for sure he was drugged out, but God, he wasn't with it. But he had just been in a car accident, so I don't, I don't know. But I'm like, dude, are you all right? And he's like, yeah, I'm all right. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm I think like I was you know, fucked up. Yeah. I'm like, do you need help with anything? Or like, you know, like, and he's like, no, it's cool. <laughs> This sucks it's though, cool. and I'm like, yeah, it does suck. Like, I think you need a new car, and I'm I'm betting that he doesn't carry collision insurance, <laughs> so it just seemed like a safe bet. And uh, he's like, yeah, it sucks. And uh, I'm like, do you, you know, did you call the police yet? And he's like, no, I didn't call the police. <laughs> like, this guy's got fucking warrants out for him. Like, that, 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 yeah, like that's why he's not calling would, the police. It would have been great if he looked so, at you and went, "Did you call the police?" Yeah. Then, yeah. So when he was, bashed him over the head, took him I was head. gonna offer to call the police, but I kind of knew the answer. Like, nah, nah, we don't need no cops here. So, uh, and at this point, I'm like, you know what? I think it would just be smart to take my daughter out of this situation. And uh, I'm like, you know, do you need anything? You know, like, you all right? And he said, yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll go because I I thought maybe the police would want to interview me or something. Silly me, I thought they'd call the police after an accident or a hit and run. But this guy's. I think he was happier just uh, just calling it a bad Call night. Calling it a day, yeah. Yeah. That's... Was it his fault? Because, I mean, you said he sounds drugged out. He kind of, from how you told it, just hooked a left into oncoming traffic across the lane. You know, I, 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 it's hard to pinpoint a, a blame. I had thought about that, too. So where I'm from in New Jersey, or at least in the old days back when I was there, the hitter was at fault almost every time. You know, like, mm -hmm. yeah, he made a left, but the guy oncoming i think he was speeding and uh um you know like in new jersey they would have they almost always side against the person who did the ramming mm -hmm. with that in mind so i guess it wasn't his fault having said that if he was drugs or if he was on drugs or and he did kind of do a you know a left in front of oncoming traffic so it, it's a close call you might be fine i mean the dude did hit and run <laughs> That's true too. Well, he hit and ran. Yeah, dude, it's hard to pick a good guy in this scenario. Well, you're the good guy, and like Taylor said, this shit is so sketchy. You just helping out. You, there's a reason nobody picks up like hitchhikers nowadays anymore, because half of them are like serial killers and murderers. I, I don't know about that. And homemade looking neck tattoos. Hitchhiking like, since the Charles Manson. How long day. were you driving around with this guy? Reasons. Three minutes up. in, you had to be like, "All right, you know." No, 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 no. Let's I didn't. Head back to the truck. <laughs> no, I didn't bring him with me. Hoping I went and came back. He oh, was at I'm the gas station this whole back, time. Like sitting up, talk, like being all creepy with your daughter there. <laughs> no. It would have been a different style of that interview. No, oh, like if they did interview guy. you about it, they'd be like, "A local Carolina man picks up." 
deranged homeless killer with 15-year-old daughter in the car. No. Can you imagine Matthew, that? Matthew, Matthew, Matthew that well, what possessed you to do this? Nah. He's, he's riding in the back, Woody's blaring Taylor Swift going down the road looking for the offender. Yeah. <laughs> Six seconds oh, well, of this summer. Isn't nearly as bad. Five, I thought I you gave this guy a ride. No, okay. not yet. One of these days, someone's going to get shot, but it isn't going to be me. <laughs> have, uh, <laughs> have any of you ever, ever picked up a hitchhiker? Yeah. No. Of course you have. Of course you have. Yeah, no, I... To I be used fair, to... though, you are older, so you did have the generation. Back in Woody's day, it was just an, yeah. you know, ex-train worker with a stick and bindle walking down <laughs> with a thumbs up. I used to work on the train. <laughs> yeah, I am... Um... Woody's like, many a time I've stopped and let a hobo hop in my cart while no, we headed to the No, it's not that sketchy. It, it used to be, if I saw someone with my high school jacket on, I'd pick them up pretty much every time. Yeah, because yeah, all of those guys were cool, right? Well, I felt like I was profiling them. Like, <laughs> like you know, like if they had what my like, high school... Well, I know they're from a high-income area, so... Well, word had spread about his woman beating ability, so no, everyone was afraid of him. <laughs> they were going to try anything in the back of Woody's car. I knew Catch a mean back of the woods, they knew. I'd slap them right in line. Man, woman, or child. <laughs> so I didn't pick up, like, every like you know felon i saw on the side of the road but God. if i saw a high school student the the idea the thought process was like ah i'll give this guy or girl a ride before the wrong person does like that that was the thought process i uh i've never so picked awesome. up a hitchhiker but um i have considered it a couple of times uh there was one time when jeremy and i were driving back from chicago and there were like there were there were two attractive hitchhiker ladies and i was like i could totally get some hobo pussy here like i That's could make safe. this a thing jeremy's driving i'll fuck this chick in the back seat if i got to i could get some hobo ass and i was totally down for it but the transmission was going out in the truck so i was like we can't stop you know like we can't be shifting gears we should keep this thing in fifth gear rolling down the interstate but i was this close to to going after the the hobo ladies they were hot I like, they didn't look like they were like hitchhiking across the country. They looked like maybe they ran away from home like a state ago or something. They were hot and of age. Hobo pussy is probably just as dangerous in the long term as <laughs> neck tattoo guy. think about it. I wanted to pick up a hitchhiker last time we drove together. It was on the way to the zipline trip. We passed what seemed like reasonable looking hikers or something. But um, he what had like a big car? pack, and I think we had the Camaro or something, and it, it yeah. like it wasn't well suited to carrying extra people. And then the road was like mountain switchbacks with six inch wide shoulders, and I was like, I don't know how to pick up a guy here, and you know, just, <laughs> just kept driving. Yeah, I I would be up for it some of the time. It really depends on the situation. Like, it really depends on the situation. There there are times when I would totally pick up a dude, but like. I don't know. I, I've ended up on the side of the road before. I, I went hiking uh, a few months back and got lost in the woods and like lost in the, the, the park and ended up walking through the entire park until I found a highway and then I, I could get service and I ended up having to walk like six miles on the side of the road to get back to my car. It was a real debacle. That's a haul. No water. Yeah, yeah, no water. It was, it was not fun. I've was... never even come close to considering... No, I guess it's different for you two because you you're always caring or whatever. But even if I was, I would be constantly on edge. Like, is he gonna make a move now? You know, because you still gotta get you <laughs> still gotta get move? the gun. Like, I what don't is know. This move? 
like while we're going 70 down the interstate, he's gonna be like, "Now's my time to ice pick him in the throat." Yeah, he doesn't have supernatural to see, so he's not stable. Okay. There are plenty of throats yeah, cut dude, in Supernatural from hitchhikers being picked up. I've learned yeah, enough. That's very true, but but I, I just I just don't think it'd be a threat. I, my main concern is I don't want to pick up somebody who smells, and mm-hmm. I certainly don't want, I certainly don't want to go out of my way. So if you look clean, and if I'm on a road trip across the country anyway, you might get picked up, but you better be hot. So not a prayer for me. No way. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if you're waving a hundred dollar bill. No. Oh, I'll pick someone up, especially if I feel like they're vulnerable in some way. Not because I'm a predator, but because there's predators <laughs> out there. Yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> feel like they're women looking yeah, for a fatherly same, figure. Same way, way to me. Yeah, like same if you me. see some 16-year-old who's crying or something, it's like, ah, oh, fuck, the we're wrong guy might pick Opportunity strikes, up. is what you say. <laughs> yeah, if anyone's, I mean, if there's any killing that's going to be happening, I think, I, I think it's, I'm, I'll be doing it. Wow, that didn't come out good at all. Uh-uh, that, not even no, a little that, bit. You did not say self-defense or anything. That was <laughs> well, straight. if I see I a 16-year-old, I, I'm going to stop. I pray on innocent people. people. If anybody's going to be me. Yeah, no, I... I <laughs> yeah, well, that's... Oh, that's funny. That's not... I, I meant it in a different way. Maybe... Maybe we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll pick up some hitchhikers next time. Just yeah, to, next PKA up. adventure, just pick up... We'll go trolling for hitchhikers at, like, truck stops and stuff. I think we might end up in trouble if we start there. That sounds you absolutely well. I guess that's where you get them, though, is truck stops. Yeah, and stuff. You know, it's not called the PKA Greyhound bus vacations. stations. <laughs> you get a lot of hitchhikers at Greyhound bus stations. That's you'll get plenty of people that, that want to ride. Bam. You know better than me. I cannot believe you took that fucking bus. That was the worst. I'd rather I'd rather ride the Oregon Trail like that old <laughs> Macintosh video game. Like like that was. Oh, the stories. Just just that chemical toilet. A lot of felons made. on those buses I met. They were cool. Like, I, guy gave me money because, like, I, I don't need this where I'm going, man, because that dude was on a bus to go to jail. Um, another guy was. <laughs> I sat next to a crazy guy who quoted Jeff Dunham the whole time. His friend because I got next to – I got to sit in the handicapped area because he had a fucked up knee or some shit. Definitely one of the dumber things I've done. I took a flight one time from Atlanta to Seattle, and I slept the entire time. I literally went to sleep with, to the soothing sounds of like a Lord of the Rings movie on my laptop, and I woke up seemingly 30 minutes later having to pee a bit in another on the other side of the fucking country. And but you endured days, <laughs> with, and, and, and basically a prison bus. Like oh, certainly. Like, <laughs> Like, I used to wonder, like, when people talked about, you know, yeah, they'll send you how black people had to used to sit in the back of the bus. And I was like, well, was it really worse? But, yeah, I bet the back of that bus sucked, right? Like You don't sit at the back because there's a toilet in the back, and they don't change that out. And, like, you might as well, from halfway mark back, don't sit there. It's horrible. I sit at the front, and I get a window seat, and I put my backpack next to me, and I pretend to be asleep when a scary person walks through onto the bus. I do that shit all the time. I am the only person that gets a free seat next to me. I just act asleep. The worst thing that's ever happened. Can you buy two seats? I mean, I don't know because it's not like there's a side seating or anything. At that point, just buy a fucking plane ticket. Trying to make that more comfortable. 
Uh-huh. When I go on Greyhound bus, I like to get two seats. I like to sit kind of in the middle. But I also don't want to be up close to the drivers. Listen, if you're going to be there for two days, you better come up with a system or you are not getting through. I don't mind cruising across the country at 55 miles an hour in a giant aluminum BO tube. When I do it, I want to do it in style. That's why I that's why I ride Greyhound and I get two seats. I love picked me up because I said it. I'm like, they don't put Greyhound stations in like good upper white areas. Like it's the I got slums. There. I pulled in that side of town and I was like, all right. <laughs> Come on. Get in. Did you have to eat those gas station station sandwiches that come in the plastic with like the wrap on top and it kinda looks goofy? What did you, you had to eat some gross shit along the way. There's no way they were that. stopping that often. I didn't. No, 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 no. They stop every fucking thirty minutes to an hour. That's what. <laughs> that's what adds up yeah. all the goddamn time. Yeah, he didn't. Wa- he didn't waste any money on one way. He got the one that stops every fifteen. They don't have throughout one way. the Southwest corridor. He has seen like you know that song was like Omaha, Wichita, la 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 la. He's like, yeah. see, I've been everywhere, <laughs> man. That's that's fucking jizz. Every what stop, was, Santa Fe, New Mexico, everything. What was oh, the most so fun part of the drive, aside from the end? Your the best scenery along the way. I mean, I didn't see a whole lot of scenery. Like, it, I mean, I'm going along from the bottom of California down the south. So, like, El Paso, that's a shithole, if people don't know. Uh, Arizona's all desert, and so is New Mexico. There's not a whole I, lot of awesome things to look at. There's no cities, ha- you know. I have made that exact <laughs> same drive, like, four times, like, out there and back and out there and back. Like, I drove, I think the farthest I've been west driving is, like, Phoenix, Arizona, unless you count Oregon. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm talking about in the south. And it's just shit. I, I, I was... It's just shit. I hate the Southwest. The food was pretty good, um, mm-hmm. and it was cool being in Albuquerque because it was like right in the middle of Breaking. It was like the fourth season of Breaking Bad was like, uh, like, like on and like coming out at that time when I was there. So it was cool to be in Albuquerque and be like, yeah, this is where they do it and all that. But like, other than that, I hate the Southwest. It's pretty lame. Uh, Arizona's really nice. New Mexico yeah. was just a scumhole. All right, Kyle. Southwest versus Ireland. Who's better? Well, the Southwest, of course. Like, I mean, <laughs> way better. I mean, the scenery might not be that great, but the people significantly. There's better. only like three million. How many Irish are there? Like three million. Like, like everybody. Oh, they makes, all become Americans. They just leave a, Ireland and. What a proud race. <laughs> I think. Is it really only three million people? I, I don't know much Maybe, about. I have Ireland. no idea. I think their biggest export is Irishmen. I think so too, and shame. <laughs> So they just they just have a problem with like they call it the brain drain. Ireland population. It is not three million. Four and a half million. No. Oh, well. Oh, I was way off. I I Oh yeah, by way off. That's like the size of a large city here in the US. Exactly. Yeah. That's Atlanta for you. Like I like the, always the, thought there were more people than that. You Irish you people. Think. Like the capital of my tiny state. Is has more people in it than your entire country. Just, Actually, just the city. I, the Atlanta population is half a million. No way. No, it's uh, you got to look at metro. You have to look at metro, so like you get the actual area. Yeah, there might be like half a million living in like the high rises, which seems excessive. But like, yeah, any actual is, city. Like, Atlanta's big. Like it's it's it's, it's kind of like L.A. that it's kind of spread out and suburby. Can you find five and a half different million. number? It's also like it's LA metro. and that the actual metro area is shitty. 
where where we were at the at the Greyhound <clears throat> station, that's where the half million people live. Yeah. And they're all trying to kill each other. And they're all trying to get to a lunch truck or whatever the fuck you ran Oh, into. my God, yeah. Like, right as Chiz was getting there, like, right before, this, like, food van showed up for the hobos. And I guess it was, like, free sack lunches for everybody, which is a cool program. I don't know who's doing that, who's funding it. But there were 90 guys out there who needed a meal that night, and they all, like, took it and dispersed like zombies, ate it, and then, like, I'm going to say 10% of them just passed out wherever they finished up at. And they were just laying, like, over, like, brick structures and statues and just, like, passed out where they might may be with just styrofoam everywhere. I told cops, in the period it took for... I got off the bus, and he was he had been there for a while, and I went out front, put my hat on, because I knew he'd catch me real quick. And in the time I got from off the bus to the front of the Greyhound station, which is, like, 15 feet... Someone had was trying to sell me weed right there. Like, yo, you want to buy some weed? And I'm like, I just got <laughs> right there. Bus. I just got right there. Atlanta yeah. metro population, five and a half compared to four Damn. and a half for Ireland. There was a there was like a scary black strip club right across the street from the Greyhound station, where like shit was going down. There were people in the parking <laughs> like yelling at each other. Uh uh-uh, uh, Sharonda. Like there was like shit going down. And like like the I had been circling the block a couple times, so I'd really absorbed the neighborhood. And it, it was a rough side of town. I'd honestly never been there before. Uh, uh, I'm gonna recommend next time we just go ahead and step it on up to the flight. And uh, <laughs> especially since I don't know, if, did you guys see that kid? I don't know if he's a kid, but that guy they were they were talking about him Reddit. He came up with this way of saving money on airline tickets mm-hmm. by. Uh, skip lag or something, right? Yeah, skiplag.com or something like that. So basically, like, let's say you want to fly from Atlanta to Arizona. It's much cheaper to get a, a flight from Atlanta to, I don't know, New Mexico that has a layover in Arizona and just get off and not continuing on the second leg, leg of the flight <clears throat> than it would be to get a direct flight. And he came up with some uh, program that optimizes that and makes it much easier to, like, kind of work the system. And so I guess the airlines are suing him for that. It's that is tough... brilliant. Yeah, so so here's the system for people, if you don't fully understand. Um, <laughs> airlines charge more for direct flights. They do this because it is expensive for an airline to like have a direct flight from every city to every city. Like It becomes this exponential complexity issue. And beyond that, direct flights are better. So people are willing to pay a premium for them. Right? They're expensive to run and they're better. It's cheaper for an airline. Like, they can more efficiently use their capacity if everything goes through a hub. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you think about it, without all those complexities, you're like, why would they charge more? It's even more expensive to have a stop and land and take off and stuff. But they charge less because they charge less for a, a flight with a stop because that flight's not as good. So, people are able to, like Kyle said, you know, book a flight with a stop when that stop is where they really want to go and just skip the second part of it. To an airline, they get mad. They get mad, one, because they do hold up the flight a little bit, you know, waiting for you to come. And uh, two, they just want to charge you based on their pricing model, not based on the pricing model you figured out. I don't know what I would do if I was an airline company in response to getting outwitted like that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how he's doing anything illegal. I... I, I think that that'll be the end of it, that, that he'll come out okay. It's an interesting thing. What I what, what I really have an issue with is even though these gas prices, have, like the bottom has fell out of this thing, like the ass ends out of it, fucking mm-hmm. fuels is below two bucks a gallon, like the tickets are still the same price. They haven't 
we're not seeing any of those savings with the airlines. Those guys well, are cocks. buy on long-term contracts, though, right? So they, you wouldn't yeah. see that yet. It'll take yeah. a while for their pri- their fuel prices to drop because they're still on contract at the higher price. And when they do, right. you know, the, the, right. hopefully supply and demand and competition you know, starts. It'll, it'll eventually pull it down. That's how capitalism mm-hmm. works. That's true. I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> Maybe. Assuming the price stays low, which is an interesting thing in itself. You know, Saudi's trying yeah. to... Forty dollars. I, I looked into it a little bit more after we talked yesterday, and, and you're pretty much spot on. It seems to be the 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 feeling with a lot of uh, economists and and people who who know what they're talking about that I've read up on. Like, there is some. Everyone agrees it's bad news for Russia that Russia is taking the worst of it, and and so are other like oil um, co- other countries who depend on oil export exports to to make their make their cash. But there was some confusion with different articles about what, what the United States' role in that was and whether they were being hurt by it, being benefited by it, or in some way behind it as well, like right alongside Saudi so Arabia. For, it's kind of for, hard to tell. For people that didn't watch the PKN, if you're not a Patreon member, by the way, go to the link in the description and uh, donate or whatever. Um, Saudi Arabia is pumping the market full of oil, breaking that like supply and demand chain which lowers the price of oil. They're purposely lowering the price of oil so that they can hurt the Russian and the U.S. oil supplies. Um, in the U.S., it's hard to compete with Saudi Arabia when the price is hot, low like that because our oil's harder to get. Like we do that fracking thing and the shale comes up and then I think we squeeze rocks until oil comes out. And it works and we're the number one oil producer in the world, I think. But... Um, uh, you know, it's just not as easy to get at as, say, Saudi Arabia oil. Russia, on the other hand, I don't know if their oil is as easy to get as Saudi Arabia's, but I know that their equipment sucks. And and that means that it's really expensive to pump oil. And, by the way, they can't stop. Like, if they shut off their well, it doesn't turn back on. So they're just fucked, you know, pumping oil, losing money perhaps, because they, they can't earn it at the rates that the Saudi Arabians have driven low in OPEC nations. Mm-hmm. So, uh so they're basically just trying to like hurt these other oil producers, knock them out of business and then have it to themselves. I think it'll be hard to do that to America. You know, we'll subsidize it or whatever. We'll keep it going. We'll fire back up when the prices go high again. <laughs> you can't really stomp us out. But uh, Russia, I Amer- don't know. Yeah, Americans don't give a fuck. Here's what... I, I, I get mad sometimes when people, uh, European people, don't understand uh, why we're so America-centric. It's because... There's a lot of reasons for it, but one of the I just don't feel like it's going to affect us the way that it could affect, say, a Venezuela. We'll move some shit around. We'll make stuff happen that that most countries couldn't make happen. It, it just won't hurt us. Like like we'll change the global market if that's what needs doing. We'll topple a fucking democracy if that's what it takes. And one way or another, we're going to get what we want. What what you should understand if you're in Estonia and you just don't understand what Americans are like. Now that gasoline has dropped two dollars a gallon. There are Americans running to the stores buying Hummers. Like, <laughs> we're buying, we're like, $2 a gallon, I need a fucking tank. <laughs> That's how our minds work. Like, like we don't give a shit. It's going to happen one way or another. We'll get ours. I hate that so much. Californian. You're not a real American. Yeah, no, man. Just, uh, that, that's Fight just back so, against the corporations. Everyone, everyone is so short-minded when it comes to oil and vehicles. You know, we're just so off of the alternative energy thing now because uh, oil is so low. Nothing is like, as short-minded as that hat. 
I don't vote anyway, man. The corporations, man. Californians are right, man. You can't win. It's all capitalist slime. Taking advantage of our environment. Did you see the new Tesla has a 400-mile charge range? That's pretty nuts. Is it? Did you see that Elon Musk is getting divorced? Oh, the Elon Musk? Yeah, Mr. Tesla, Mr. SpaceX getting divorced on New Year's Eve he filed. I wonder. Uh, <laughs> what I, a wonder dick. <laughs> I wonder if there's a prenup in uh, in place. Like you, you'd hope so. Like oh. is some woman gonna take half of Elon Musk's shit? Hopefully He's not. Smart, I hope. But that, yeah. she should get a little something for she him. She should definitely up with get a little something in the middle of the holidays. Well, Elon Musk should give his wife fifty million dollars, and then she should just go away forever. But she shouldn't be like getting any patents or like you know she's not the one who's figuring out how to make these goddamn batteries last for four hundred miles and and making them three minute. You know, switch out charging systems and shit like that. I I know she's not. She might be slicing bananas for a cereal, but she's not fixing those goddamn cars. Like, like <laughs> she's yeah. like going to space. She's That's the like, thing. So uh, people have heard me talk ad nauseum about how you know, oftentimes women they sacrifice their own careers, they support their guys, they deserve half of what they get, etc. Having said that, like Kyle makes an effective counterpoint. When you're extreme like that. When this guy's freaking, like, changing the planet and moving them to electricity from fossil fuels and such, and she's putting bananas in his cereal, like, at some point, do you not get half anymore? Like, how... This must be delicious bananas to make all this happen. Like, it it falls apart. Oftentimes, you see it in contracts where it's like, yeah, you get 50% up to $2 million. Like, like you see that little clause in tons of different kinds of contracts, and that's that's how this should be, too. The wife should get fifty percent up to a certain point. Right, like, like, like at some point, it, like I when get you're it. a mogul and you're changing the world and you're trying to like become the next like Edison or something, the next Ford, you don't need some fucking woman taking half your shit. <laughs> yeah, you know whoever Warren Buffett's married to, Mrs. Buffett, I'm sure she's awesome, right? I'm sure she sucks his dick and keeps him emotionally healthy. But how great can she suck a dick? Is she worth forty billion dollars? No. See, that's some that's no. that's some good work yeah, right there. That doesn't exist. Forty billion dollars? No, I moved it to Warren Buffett. Oh, okay. Well, there you go then. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think that I got no problem with the the your counterpart in your marriage getting you know being taken care of, especially. We've went over this a hundred times, but that's just too much. At some point, you don't just break the guy in half. Like Jordan, Jordan shouldn't have been broken in half when he divorced his wife. She didn't make one fucking free throw. That's bullshit. <laughs> There's no reason for that. He was the one staying late at every practice, being the look, Pippin's done went and he, Pippin's off fucking some whore and Rodman's doing the same and he's out there shooting threes practicing. That was him doing that, not her. It'll uh, never change. It'll always be, be like that. Divorce laws. It'll change when yeah. men start no. smartening up. But men and, won't. And getting men won't. Up. It's too politically incorrect to to go against women. And if any guy does do that, then a bunch of other guys, white knights, will jump up and be like, "Well, you're just, you're just perpetuating no. blah 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 blah." Like it's never gonna happen because just I think it's in our like in our biology that you know what's kind happened. Of a men's responsibility like... to take care of himself, and it also is a responsibility to take care of women to an extent. Everywhere I and look, and I see yeah. like the custody battle happen. It seems like 
you know, this, these are the people I know, which are all like reasonable non-wife beating guys. They get equal <laughs> share in custody battle. Like they don't lose custody. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. Yeah. Right. Like like you know, PKA Dan, you guys remember him? Yeah. He didn't mm -hmm. lose yeah. his custody battle. You know that he got just what he was looking for. He got half, roughly. It should be half. As far as custody of children goes, unless there's some some extenuating it's one of them's abusive or something. Yeah. Unless you've right. got a reason yeah. why your husband shouldn't be get, getting fifty percent of your kid's time, you can't move six hours away and take him to go live with your new boyfriend Tony. Tony might end up getting his brake lines cut. You bitch. Those are my fucking kids. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, I mean, come on, you don't mess with his fucking kids. And he's been slaving away, and you're taking half his check, and you're fucking Tony. You're fucking Tony. He works in a garage. You bitch. But it's his, it's, it's his garage. He yes, built it, it is his garage. His yeah. dad helped. Blake doesn't even care. Listen, it's been in the family for 35 years. Get the guy Blake, okay? Run it into the ground, Carol. Run it He's into been the changing ground. oil since he was 13. Get the fuck off Cody's Glor balls, Kyle. Your wife's fucking a glorified Jiffy Lube salesman. Your kids are calling him daddy, and you're having to work twice as hard just to support their kind of lifestyle. Like, that kind yeah. of shit could drive a man insane. That's... There's no, I, I have no plans to get married. If I do get married, there will be, and, and, and I'm not Warren Buffett over here. It's not I'm going to be dividing the assets all day. But like, if I didn't in a divorce, like she'd get half my fucking guns, you know? Like, <laughs> if I married someone and then divorced her in five years, she'd get half my fucking guns. She'd get one of these. I'd get one and she'd get the other. If you I couldn't was akimbo anymore. Yeah. I couldn't akimbo anymore. It just doesn't look right. That doesn't. Them. You need no. both. That shit doesn't sound. And I bet if it was an ugly divorce, she'd try and like get her attorney to be like, and take as many guns as you. Can. <laughs> totally, yeah, yeah. Like a spike divorce. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm crying a tear for each one. She's fucking like, she's pawning them off and shit, priceless heirlooms. That's taking sort of your thing. cannon from you. No, my oh, cannon, not the cannon. <laughs> yeah, that's the sort of thing that would happen. I would have to have it and pay for it. Like, like, can anybody no. make a cannon? Yeah, you want to can? Anyone can try. Well, like, I, I guess, you know, like, like Kyle has a, a license to produce firearms. You know, he can make anything he wants. He can turn semi-auto wow. stuff to fully auto. Kyle's, like, licensed up. Did you need that to make a cannon, or can any random no. guy just make a cannon? So, um... It's the propulsion, right? No. So, my mortar is a replica of a, um... I'm making this up, but you know, like an 1860 mortar or something, and because it's a replica of this black powder mortar, it's it's you don't need a license, you don't need any paperwork. It's a black powder replica, and there's there there they got their own shit for that. Like you can buy black powder pistols like over the counter, like it's a cap gun. Like it's just they don't consider them firearms the way they do other stuff a lot of the time. So with this thing, you literally just build it and you've got it, and then you enjoy it. And, and that's the whole process. You can go on YouTube and find, um, you know, instructions on how to build them. Um, they're not that hard. You need a, you need some basic shit. You need an oxygen cylinder, uh, a big bandsaw, which I have, um, you know, a MIG welder, which I have, and you know, some 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 metal, and and a few other little things. You know, I've got I got a big I got a couple big metal lathes that I use to turn the uh, the piece of stock that makes up the the blast chamber of this thing, but. You can totally make one yourself, and it's completely legal. The problem is you need a lot of property to shoot it on. Yeah. Because you can shoot a 12-pound bowling ball 3,000 feet away, not up, just away. God knows how high it's going. It goes to, until it turns into a pin prick in the sky. Like, you need a lot of land to shoot this thing safely. That's, yeah, you, a lot more the than other 14 day, acres. 
the other day I uh, I put I, I put a shitload of powder in it, tilted it all the way down forward so it's shooting more like a cannon than a mortar. Mortars shoot up and kind of lob things in. And uh, I, I put a big cannonball in it, and then I poured... I, I, at Walmart, you can get an entire bag of cheap golf balls. I put the whole bag in there. And <laughs> I lit that motherfucker off, and it was just... I don't know where any of the golf balls went. They all just... <laughs> The bowling ball cut the top out of a tree about 300 yards away and landed. It, it landed a thousand feet away, roughly, three or four hundred yards away, like a thousand to twelve hundred feet. Is that away. the video I saw? No. no. Are you gonna no. upload that video we saw? No, I, I not <sighs> in the not any time. That is the soon. greatest video I have ever seen. It was fucking incredible. Humanity needs to see that video, Kyle. It is. It is at, just so perfect on every level, man. At you some point, at some point, I I'll probably upload it. But but right now, Kitty didn't think it looked very professional. Destroy uh, Colorado! And God damn it, Kitty! Did, and neither did my uh, my contact guy at my network. He he, he loved it. He loved it. He was like, "That's incredible. You're insane. You're a badass. That was crazy." But. Like, you know, it looks too dangerous. And I'm like, it's not dangerous. I'm just hard fucking core. And he's just like, <laughs> nah, it looks dangerous. Yeah, we shouldn't. And I'm just like, well, I guess it was a little dangerous, but but whatever. Um, I probably shouldn't even say exactly what I did, but I did something pretty crazy. Um, and, and, like, by, like, a fluke of, like, silliness, um, some crazy shit happened. And I got it all on video. And he's not even dead. He's fine. Yeah, not he even dead. Away. Uh, it was it's was, it was pretty silly video though, and I've got it, and I'll I'll upload it eventually, <sighs> but not anytime soon. Maybe later this year after I got to get a couple things uh, taken care of. Whatever. I mean, I saw it, and I think you saw it. Yeah, there you go. You got it. You got to see it. That's all that matters. My wife saw it. She liked it. That's of course, good. she didn't want to know why. It's one of the best fucking videos on the goddamn internet right now. I had a good time. Uh, I got I got a look. I. I I, that was going to be part of an overall video, but i got to cut it out now, so I need to get with my editor now that you mention it. Make sure mm. I've got a second cut of that that doesn't involve that. <sighs> Wild card? Uh, yes. I think so. I hope you guys enjoyed the show tonight. I, I had fun. I really did enjoy it. Good times. What, what, epi yeah. what episode was this? I'm sorry, I blanked out. 212. 212. Well, that's Painkill already. 212 with Dr. Chiz. Thanks for coming, Dr. Chiz. Always a pleasure. Taylor, just fuck off. Like, <laughs> how, do, how do you all stand being with him for four hours every week? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been stabbed by now. Uh, oh. <laughs> all, right. all right. Episode 212. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. I love Taylor.